That's it. Is it going? There it is. Okay, so my guest today is Daniel. Uh, Daniel, you're, are you an accountant officially? What's the title? Yes, officially like, an accountant. Officially an uh, accountant. So like yeah. a cool nerd job. Yes, super nerdy. All right, cool. Um, it gets all the ladies. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you do? Uh, well, I crunch numbers, you know, and I crunch them hard. Uh, so I, I wrote a few things down just to kind of get started. But basically, I just want to talk about weed. Like, um, I grow weed. You grow weed. Um, mm-hmm. you have a closet grow going and like, uh, Bailey sent me a picture of it and I was like, holy shit in the closet. And like, I'm still trying to figure this whole thing out. So having a podcast called high note, people think I'm like a weed expert. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm just high when I do this. I don't know shit. But, um, <laughs> she sent me a picture of like, yours are getting close to harvest now. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like probably a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I started okay, cool. chopping them uh, about a week ago. Or oh, so. okay. So they're, they're yeah. okay. So um, kind of doing in increments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The bottom takes a little longer. So. Yeah. Are you checking the trichomes? Yes. Okay. Because yes. that's the big thing. Like the top for me, like the way we're growing, I'm growing in a tent and a small room, very similar to your closet. Um, and then you're going, now you're going to start in a tent, right? Like you have a tent? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yes. my thing is like, I, I have, you know, relatively inexpensive lights. They're not reaching the bottom growth. And a lot of the trimming and training I've done kind of helps that. But yeah, you get these like massive nugs at top. And then, so you're just like trimming it off as you go. Like you're just like half harvesting? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty okay, much. That's smart. And I mean, it's also, I have two plants. Right. So I kind of, there's no really rush to right. just keep shuffling quantity through. Yeah. So yeah, I just have the little closet micro grow and it's trapped in the closet like R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, it came out way better than expected too. Cool. So. Yeah, dude. I I mean, I didn't have any like expectations. I don't know you that well. So I was yeah. like, uh, that shit's good though. It looks great. Like. I can't wait till it's all cured up because I'll, I'll we'll, we'll do a trade and then yours is probably better than mine. I'm like trying to grow like <laughs> fucking so many plants and I'm uh, doing some experiments. But I have one that is, I mean, I, I started in a shot glass a year ago, just fucking around. And I got it like maybe, you know, six, eight inches tall in a shot glass, like mm-hmm. training it and everything. And you have to water it three times a day because like, there's no soil. Yeah. So it just became a root ball. Uh, and I was curious like what root lock would do to it long term. Then I transplanted it to a large pot. Like it was a 35 gallon pot, which is overkill. I could have done a five or three, but I just had one already filled with soil. And it actually is like one of my favorite plants I've had so far. Like I just pulled it the other day and I'm only going to cure part of it. The rest of it I'm going to turn into uh, to rosin, I guess. I'm going to get in a press from one of my buddies and I'm just going to squeeze it out. So I put it in the freezer. It's not even curing. Okay. But it was like, it was really beautiful. It was super dense. It was. It smelled like gassy, and I, I was so excited about it. I was like, I started a fucking shot class. I was just fucking around with that one. So you almost kind of purposely stress it out. Yeah. Like, of course, <laughs> most people try to avoid root lock. Right. But yeah. No, I. It's I, a good I, experiment. I went straight in for root lock just to see what happened, and um, I've learned like with cloth pots, I haven't had any root lock issues. I've just had plants that grow smaller because they're in a smaller pot. Like like if yeah. you grow in a three gallon smart pot you get a three gallon kind of plant. And if you grow in a 10 gallon, you get a fucking monster. So I'm growing usually seven and eight gallon um, cloth pots I get off Amazon. I have some fives. Uh, Auto flowers I do in threes. And I was doing them in a greenhouse, but (laughs) last night my greenhouse disappeared. Uh, The whole thing just blew. It's, I mean, it's in my backyard. So it like blew up, did a flip in the air. Like, and it was, it was held down by a shitload of pavers. Like, so it's like held down by basically bricks that are thin, but, Uh um, and it was staked in pretty good. And I don't know how it, like, I don't know what happened. It just, the wind got it. So was it like Twister, the movie, except like weed plants flying <laughs> no, around? No, the weed plants, what's funny is like, I don't cows. know. Uh, 
I'm not religious, but God loves weed, apparently. Um, Because it just flew off. I had four plants in there, and it just flew off the top of them. And they were on, like, I didn't have a, like, actual floor in there. I just put a tarp down. Um, And I was working on slowly improving that. I was going to do, like, some raised beds and all this shit. But now I think I'm just going to try to figure out how to get the greenhouse to not blow away. Um, But, yeah, the plants were fine. Like, uh, I was getting the parts of the greenhouse that blew into the neighbor's yard. My wife brought the plants in the garage. And now my whole house smells like weed because they're, like, you know, massive plants mm. that are three quarters of the way through flower so oh, so like keeping them in the timing. dark yeah it was weird and i don't have space for them in my tent or i could probably squeeze them in my bedroom but my bedroom's on 18 hour light cycle and i don't want to fuck that up so uh, it's it's pretty so sensitive to it yeah. at the flower stage it seems like yeah and that was i was talking to my brother about it today he's a lineman so he's put up the the wiring for i'm using the wrong terminology he's He's put electricity to a lot of grows. Um, so, like, they need, like, a different transformer okay. or something to power all the lights. Uh, I don't know what it is, but he has to bring a bucket truck out and do something expensive on the line. Uh, it, so he's seen in a lot of them. People are like, well, here's what we're doing. They like to show you. And he said he was in one that was, like, the guy's spending about $2 million, and it looks like a barn, and it's beautiful inside. And he was like, what's the deal with the darkness? Like, why do they have to make it pitch black in there? I was like, well, you can't cure. I mean, you can Curing in light isn't a tragedy. That's actually how a lot of outdoor grows used to do it, and that mm. weed was fine, but it, it doesn't last as long. Um, but curing, you want it dark. Yes. If you want it to flower, you need 12 hours of darkness. And I was trying to explain him that. In, like I was talking to him about that in front of my sister, and my sister goes, what, what are you guys talking about that needs darkness to grow? Like a snob? <laughs> and my brother goes, marijuana. <laughs> and he said, like, my brother's like, I don't know, I want to say a redneck, but he's a very country guy. Like, so... And I'm the only one in my family that has anything to do with weed. Like, I think everybody else tried it when they were teenagers, and I didn't. Right. And then I turned, like, 27, and I was like, happy birthday. And then it's, Oh, so that's uh, yeah. when you started, 27. Yeah, I started two years ago. And I went from, I went from like, a couple puffs off of a friend's blunt to, like, I'm fucking growing. I, I have a weed page. My podcast is named that. Like, I'm I, a farmer now. <laughs> I go yeah. in, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have issues, man. I get I. This is why every time somebody's like, "You should do this or that, whatever," I'm like, "I don't know." Like jujitsu, I'm toying with the idea of doing it, but I'm a I I obsess over everything. Oh, I love martial arts. Yep. Well, my kids yep. in jujitsu. My two older ones are both in jujitsu, and I tattoo their coaches. And one of the coaches uh, was like, he offered to do private lessons for tattoos. I asked the other one. He said the same thing. Like, so I could mm-hmm. get two guys teaching me private lessons in exchange for tattoos. And I have the time for it technically because I could do it like on the days they're there and go in. I'm just like, I think I'm going to practice seven days a week. And I don't know if I should. Like, that sounds so stupid to be like, I don't know if I should do something healthy that's good for me. But it's like, how many things can you do? Yeah, you'll just, you'll go down that wormhole. Yeah. You'll get obsessive. That's how I am. Yeah, I'm real bad about it. Like tattooing, podcasting apparently. Like, Uh so I don't know. I guess you haven't seen Bailey yet. I was going to say, did Bailey tell you anything about my fucking crazy marketing ideas I have now? Like, I went from, like, I'm not putting money into this thing to how can you advertise with very little money? And, like, I'm downloading, and I'll tell you when we get off of here where I'm getting all these emails from, but I'm downloading okay. thousands of email addresses. They're not sketchy emails, right? No, like, no, no. They're all, they're <laughs> all, um, selling you car insurance. They're all in the something. cannabis business. It's all people in Oklahoma, and all of them are in the cannabis business. I'll, I'll just tell you, I'm on OMMA's website. I just don't want a bunch of people to hear this and then go, I'm going to do that too, because that's kind of going to be annoying for these people. But Constant Contact, uh, what they do is they send out like an email blast. It's not like a chain where you get other people's address. It has a return email so they can email me if they have a problem with it. It has a big button on there, not where you have to scroll down at the bottom and say unsubscribe. It's like, do you have a problem with this? And it'll also ask you why. 
So you can just opt out. So you get one annoying email, not thousands. So once you opt out, we're never going to email you again. So I don't think it's that invasive, but it's kind of a, it's a little weird way to advertise. Uh, but I went to the OMMA website and I copy and pasted all the dispensary emails. And then I'm going to do all the processor emails. <laughs> and then it's, it's a lot of fucking emails. Wow. Yeah. And I just figure I'll send a blast out to them. And if, if people see the email and they find it annoying, I'm sorry. And if people see the email and they go, oh, that's cool. They can listen to my podcast. If they don't like it, I'm sorry. Uh, and then maybe one or two of them will be like, you know what? Uh, we have a weed business. We could go on and be a guest. Like, I think it's a good idea. It's just crazy. And then I also just ordered a bunch of business cards with scan codes on them. And I'm putting them at all the grows, all the dispensaries, uh, college campuses. Um, probably next time I go on a road trip, stop at every fucking coffee shop and just be like, hey, I have a pot. Like, just. So you can kind of network and yeah. combine yeah. Your, your loves. Yeah, that's that's the idea. And the thing is, it's like, I just don't know how to just kind of do it. Like, I was trying to just rock those $30 mics, and then I got these. <laughs> and, uh, like, there's, like, there's like tears with microphones. And I got really high and went down a YouTube rabbit hole. And I, I, I can speak Spanish when I'm high, apparently, too. But, uh, so... I just, I'm ordering food, I can't. Definitely. No, I can't. I, I can't even say enchilada right. People are like, that's the white, like quesadilla. Say quesadilla. Quesadilla. I put quesadilla. you on the spot. It's hard, right? You're like, I mean, quesadilla. You realize how white you quesadilla, are. But. And, uh, yeah, my father-in-law says that. But oh, uh, that's cringy. I can roll my R's, but not when I'm saying food. I can't say quesadilla correctly, but I can, <laughs> not on a podcast. I can't say any. I'm not rolling my R's on here. But for Jason uh. at the other shop, we'll do it. But, um, yeah, I just, I go balls deep on everything and it's my son's just like me and it, like it scares me but I think it's cool at the same time I'm like he's obsessive too um, yeah but if you can focus channel that yeah I mean, <laughs> well, the thing, I, cha- I channeled it into tattooing for like 10 years and now I'm like I guess I can channel it everywhere and that's not yeah. really channeling I guess it's I'm spreading it out but I got too obsessive with tattooing to the point where I think I was over overthinking how I was doing things and I just had to learn to like relax so now when I I hope my clients don't get nervous when I say I like to get a little bit high for portraits. I do portraits better if I'm high. And it's just because it slows me down. Like I just Your portraits little... are killer. Thank you. Oh, See, man. these people need to know they about need that. To Thank know. you. You this need guy's to know. Talented here. I try. Uh, I hope Bailey told you to say that so she can get – she'll start out at a higher commission rate than anybody else <laughs> for the compliments. Um, but, yeah, like – No, you're... I might need a couple tattoos. Oh, okay, cool. We'll, I we'll like do, your style. We'll do like eight but... portraits. <laughs> I know you go big or go home. So. Yeah, I like to. Well, the thing is, I like, like one little mini tattoo. So it's... I like minis too, though. So what I do is I book one real one a day, and uh, my assistant Anna she'll book that through my website, and that's like set up. I know I'm going to work. I know I'm making X amount or more, and that's like that's my job. And then mm-hmm. after that, if I have a client that's like, man, I just want like a little like I did an R two D two like six months ago. And then the girl came in the other day to get another tattoo, and I saw it. And it's like, dude, it's the size of a business card, almost exactly. And I'm in love with it. Like, I love those little ones. But the thing is, I don't want to be that douche that goes, uh, minimum 500 tattoo the size of a business card. So I do those real cheap. I'll do it for like 80 bucks or something. But when I'm booking, I have a really high minimum because I want to clear out my whole day. And then if I get done at 6, then I can text. I have you know a list of people on Snapchat and phone numbers or whatever. And I'll just message like 12 people and be mm. like, hey, first one to say yes gets a tattoo. Yeah, get the this. discount. Yeah. yeah. And it's a good deal. And usually they it's like five people are mad. One person gets it. Last time I did it, I don't know if it's a COVID thing or what, but it was like 
I, I had to work through five people to get to the one to do one for free, like last week. Wow. Like it was brutal. Um, and that's that's actually like it sounds really weird, but it's really good for you when you're a tattooer and you think you're hot shit. And then you message five people and you say, this is free. And I know you want it because you told me you want it. Do you want it today? And they're like, man, I can't make it. Mm-hmm. You're like, you can't make it for free. It's usually like 800 bucks. And they're like, I don't think I can make it. Yeah, people do risky things for free tattoos yeah. as it so, is. So, and like, usually. <laughs> in someone's kitchen. <laughs> that was during the, the lockdown when all these shops were closed. Like, all I saw on Snapchat was like fucking sketchy, like sketchy scratchers just fucking shit up. Oh, Did no. are you, do, You're not an Instagram guy really, right? Uh, not too much. Okay, well, I posted a thing the other day. Uh, I had to like delete this dude off Snapchat. I don't even know why we were friends on Snapchat, but uh, his girlfriend was getting tattooed on a towel, which for anybody listening, like a, a towel is never going to be clean enough to fucking tattoo on. And and even if you used it and bleached it and threw it away or whatever, I don't give a fuck. It's gross. Mm-hmm. You need to use like single use items. They need to be designed for the medical field or saran wrap. That's like my exception. Non-porous. Yeah, well. smooth. Yeah plastic shit that's like mm-hmm. and uh, layers of it not just like we use those drape cloths it's kind of like a dental bib but it's a thicker plastic then it's got like a tissue on it and I usually fold those in half like I like them just in case my clients all sweaty or whatever you never need to fold them in half it just makes me feel better but the point is like that's what we do we got bottle bags we're fucking you know everything single use going to the trash can or it's covered with ridiculous amounts of plastic which is not good for the environment <laughs> Uh, these motherfuckers on a towel eating crab legs while getting tattooed and they're like I don't know if it was a tattoo artist eating crab legs but there was a person eating crab crab legs with gloves on and my thoughts are like that's probably the same gloves you're using I was nauseous and I just posted like hey this is what happens when you say professionals can't work the people that are willing to work illegally are still fucking working so you're gonna get the bottom dollar bullshit that is dangerous for people to get tattooed by and lower quality and they're not paying taxes which i'm not a huge fan of taxes but if i was the government i would be like all right these guys i mean like even if you were trying to fucking like one of the weird biker shops that like you know they they pretend that it's like a place that sells t-shirts and they sell one shirt a year or whatever you know like they have right. like, You're always like how are they in business yeah those places still have to have a license the license costs depending on where you're at 500 to 1000 a year each artist mm-hmm. 200 to 1,000 a year, you're getting revenue off those people. I don't care what they're doing with their income tax or if they have anything to sell and they're, they're doing shady shit, you're still getting something. The guy at his apartment with crab legs, <laughs> I promise he's not paying taxes, like, at uh, all. No. So, so from like a governmental standpoint, I'm just like, if I was in any form of government, I would say this is bad. Yeah. Like, you don't have to worry about that with the dentist. I don't think people are doing home dental work, but... Yeah, actually, I said maybe right. in Oklahoma, probably. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if well, they have teeth, to be, to have be you ever watched that show? <laughs> <laughs> it's about like plastic surgery when people like go to Mexico to like an apartment to oh, get. God. Dude, it's bad. This dude was shooting um, silicone like you would seal your windows up with, and in oh, doing he was doing it's acid not the same. It's the same. It's silicone, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> she was super healthy. She <laughs> she walked out of that bitch. It only cost her three hundred dollars, and she had one ass cheek left when it was done. So, and she only got cancer. It's not like it's a huge deal. Um, I went to Lowe's. I got the good stuff, babe. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't go to Harbor Freight for that shit. <laughs> but no, that's like, that's, it's like, okay, you either you either just don't regulate shit and let it happen. And then I'm going to sound like such a libertarian. Uh, the process of people fucking choosing quality and, and affordability and, and their own thing is going to eliminate the worst. Like you'll get, people aren't going to get tattooed by the guy that's spitting on them 
if there's a guy down the road that's just a dollar more a week and you can get along. I mean, and won't it, spit on you. Yeah, and won't spit on you. Like a dollar a week <laughs> is a weird rate to throw out there. But I mean, if let's say you're getting it a tattoo, a pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like don't regulate it, and it'll regulate itself. Nobody wants to yep. buy like. They're gonna get on the black market. Yeah. Like, yeah. Comanche County had one of the highest rates of smokers. I mean, it's been illegal. I like Comanche for, County. Yeah. We good. They're still doing it. Still selling out <laughs> Swishers. So. Yeah. I worked at a smoke shop a long time ago. I used to work at a gas station. That's when I discovered everybody except me smoked weed. Yeah. I was like, holy fuck. You'd like, be surprised. Dude. And dude, you'd be surprised who's smoking do. blunts. Like, you would think, like, teachers would roll a joint or, like, have, like, a cone <laughs> or a little pipe or, uh-huh. you know, blunts, like. Until recently, that was kind of like the hood way to do shit. So it when was, you see like yeah. a nice old 55-year-old lady with red lipstick wearing a nice dress and she's got that poofy hair, and she's like, I would like two <laughs> two packs of Swisher Sweet Grape Cigarellos, please. And you're like, no lying. what are you you're doing, bitch? Lying. What are you doing? And yeah. you know, like, I, I met one lady that actually smoked Swishers and didn't put weed in them. I believed her. But one person. It's weird. It's <laughs> That's to be like the cheapest yeah. tobacco in there. It's so Two bad. cigars for a dollar. Like, yeah. No one's going to smoke it anyway. So why it? doesn't Swisher just stop with that bullshit and just start selling like they just put a like, a, you know, when you get like the hemp wraps or whatever, they just have a plastic tube in it. Yeah. Why don't they just put a tube in the middle of it and say it has tobacco? They, <laughs> true, <laughs> true. Like who's going to check it? Zigzag came out with, uh, came out with the wraps too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zigzag has some cool shit Portion now. No tobacco in yeah. it, but. I know the leaf was like a little different though. I so. don't. Uh, the only time I like a leaf is I'll get a backwoods, and I couldn't figure it out the first time. Like, this is how much of a fucking weirdo I am. So the first time I heard somebody say backwoods, I was like, okay, Swisher's work. And then I heard Travis Barker say he got cancer from him, so I was like, I gotta stay the fuck away from those. He was smoking <laughs> like twenty five a day. That and then harsh. somebody told me that they were just super awesome, and I was like, fuck it. It's like if I'm smoking one, it's not a big deal. So I bought some when I was out of town and took my time and, and figured out, you have to like unwrap them. You don't cut them. Um, and then I can roll the best blunts with, now the only way I roll a blunt that I'm proud of is with Backwoods. Really? But because Swishers seem safer and hemp wraps seem safer and all that, I just, I, I'll buy a Backwoods like once a month. You know, like it's yeah, just. I'd say be careful doing all the all the flavors they yeah. come out with and stuff. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Blueberries were great when I was young. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, it's burnt out. It seems harsh. Do you think know. any of the, like, the hemp companies could do something with terpenes where they, like, terp blast the, the wraps a little oh, bit? That like, would be amazing. It's, it's, somebody's had to think of it if I thought of it. Like, by the time it gets to True. me, I'm sure <laughs> somebody at, like, high hemp has figured it out. Have you ever, uh, it's too expensive still. I don't know. Probably. I mean, dude, I got terpenes, um, like, a little bottle of uh man i forgot what what it is but it's like a banana type scent but it's a terpene from cannabis okay yeah and it was i don't know how they extracted or whatever but it was pretty expensive for what it was and i just all i wanted to do was put a little bit of my water towards the like when i get to where i stop right before i start flushing towards the end of flower um i just figured i'd dump a little in there and see what happened and then try a few different things. And I haven't even had, like, I can't even use it. I look at it and I'm like, I feel like that's, like, chemicals or something. And I know it, I know what it is. It just feels <laughs> dirty. Um, but on that note, do you flush, like, the last couple weeks? or Like, do you flush them or you keep giving them nutrients to the end? Because I've heard arguments for both Golly. and seen science behind both. Like, for those that don't grow or may think about it, there's a debate for every which way people <laughs> do it. I'm just like, man... Just, just keep it. it simple. Mm-hmm. Stick to your rules. Whatever works. That's what I do. Like I'm, I'm not gonna bash anyone. Um, I do flush though. I use hydroponics though. Mm. 
So, I mean, the flushing is is not going to be like a whole week or two right. long. Um, it, uh, it can flush a lot quicker, so maybe a day or two just okay. before I cut them. But that's probably more for my own just... Just make sure better and feel good about yeah. it, or it's organic. Or, yeah. But, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I use I just use Fox Farms. Like I'm not using anything crazy, but uh, I know a guy that a guy that's like he's so angry at people when they do compost teas and when they use stuff like Fox Farms. He's like, no, I'll go like chemicals all the way, bro. And I'm like, saying that freaks me out. Like I'm not I'm not sure what we should put in there, but I think the closer to nature you can get the better it is for your health. That doesn't mean the danker mm-hmm. it's going to be. It might not fucking make better weed, but it's going to make it better for True. you. And I would I would sacrifice a few THC points or a little bit of a smell or or fucking or you know, get a little less weight if it means for sure nothing that's bad for me is going in there. And like when you read the ingredients on Fox Farms, it's like bat shit and zinc. And it's like, <laughs> that's oh. the organic stuff anyways. <laughs> it's like, yeah, everything I read on there was organic. I don't know. It's not pretty. I don't know if they classify it as organic or not, but I, it's about as close as I think you can get when you're ordering like packaged stuff that I know of, that I know the system and I'm not scared of. Like I've seen some stuff that's all organic. And then I've seen like a lot of people around here are using, I think it's Heavy 16. Is that, have you seen that? It's Heavy something. I don't know. It's either Heavy 16 know. or Heavy 18. I don't know. But one of the grow supply places told me I should try that. And I was like, well, right now I'm happy with Fox Farms. You know, I'm getting 40 to 60 grams of plant. And, like, I think that's enough. I don't need a lot. I'm growing six plants at a time. And, yeah, some of them are down to, like, I had yeah. one that was, like, 20. But uh, usually 40, 50, 60 seems to be the range. 60 is, like, the highest I've ever gotten, like, 63 or something. Damn, I hope that doesn't show. <laughs> lot and dude, there's always <laughs> something a lot. And it's, like, fucking bass and ambulances and fucking people getting shot. Um Anyway, she went over what I needed, and she was like, so just next time you start, here's what you do. Buy this, this, this. It was like $2,000, and I was like, you know I'm growing weed in a tent for me, right? And she's like, but you're not going to get those dense, giant fucking colas. And I was like, I don't. I want regular weed, dude. I'm not that worried See, about it. And yeah. I just baby it. And the other thing is, like, you might need that at a commercial grow where you can't give them all the care that you and I are giving them. Right, right. But, like, you got two plants. You know those bitches are getting babied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just I just try to make two giant plants yeah. this time. I Kind of short on space. But yeah. Just grow them out, train them out, try to get good, like, light coverage, mm-hmm. really. Pretty even. So try to create a lot of tops and go from there so do you know what a nug bucket is have you heard of this yet a nug bucket no good okay cool uh, I had hoping I finished with one of those <laughs> a bucket full of nugs oh, nice. pretty much I learned I learned this strategy or technique or whatever you call it recently but anybody that doesn't like weed is gonna think this is the most boring conversation <laughs> but alright so you got your weed growing up to like you know when it's like six to eight inches and you're like okay I could probably top it right now and that's cool you actually just clip the whole motherfucking leading stem like not just the top like you cut it like at that base where the two are coming out and you have two hanging out here so mm-hmm. it looks like it's hard to explain without video but like it looks like you just have um like an arrow or i mean a bow like a bow like a okay. like it's going out from the center and then you top those and you tie down immediately you tie down the ones you topped and then when they grow new tops, you tie those tops down. And when those grow new tops, and you make this fucking circle, you do it eight to ten times. It's stressful, right? Dude, I'm doing it on one. I'm going to do it on one. later, you might yeah. have some nugs. And that's pretty much or what Or nug bucket. Yeah. So what it makes, though, is really cool. It makes um, – you'll have like the – I mean, we're looking at prime examples when you're looking at a, like pictures of it people are showing off. 
but it looks like you have like five fucking one liter sodas just just around or however many leads you have because they all get light because there's this big hole in the middle where some of your families can go and then they go out but they're not all over the place stacking and and it's also a like if you're trying to grow let's say you're trying to grow in a 10 by 10 room and you can Mm -hmm. put shelves in there you could grow a bunch of fucking two foot tall plants use a shelving system and all this shit as long as you had enough lights and it does seem like if you're in a small space, the most efficient way to do it, if you take out that you topped it a hundred fucking times. But I was like, every time you clip it, I'm like, okay. And then tie it back down. Yeah. yeah. Like with, when I train them, I just, I don't know. Let's say it's, uh, I don't go by weeks at all. I just like, I wait till they're where they're at and go by the trichomes because I figure I'll have some that are a little bit better than others. Um, Patience is dude, key. Dude, yeah. But everybody tells, like, most people that I know, they go, at what week do you switch to flower? I'm like, when they get to where they look really healthy, and I feel like I can trim off 90% of the fucking fan leaves, and they have a handful of nice, heavy leading stems, mm-hmm. that's when I go to flower. Yep. And they're like, how many weeks is that? And I'm like, what? Like, why is that how we have to do it? I mean, that's cool for you. If that works, do it. But, like, uh, why do we have There's so many to? variables. Yeah. I mean, genetics, yeah. light, nutrients. Yeah. And the other thing is people are like, well, I get really consistent genetics. Okay. If you could show me a seed company no. that makes a hundred of the same fucking, like, you get a hundred seeds and all hundred grow exactly the same, I will. I would be very, very impressed. If you could show me two that grow very similar, I would be happy. Look, even clones. There's, yeah. there's inconsistency with those. Yeah. It's from the same plant. Yeah. But it's like they're sisters, though. They're not twins. One Hermie. Yeah. Just do weird things. Yeah, yeah. That's that's another weird thing. Like, uh, I feel like I have a lot better success with feminized seeds than clones. And I don't know if that's just because you're getting further away from the original genetics when, like, the more you clone it, like, if it gets somehow diluted. I don't really understand the science. Mm-hmm. But I like starting from seed. Um, I just it takes even more patience because you get that like you go to to germinate the seed and you're like, OK, cool. It popped open. It's got a little tail. Let's go put it in there. And then like sometimes it pops up the next day. Sometimes it pops up eight days later. And right. it's like, fuck this shit. And right now I got some from Humboldt Seed Company and they're supposed to be like everybody I've talked to about them. Like they're supposed to be great. I have no fucking patience. I've had some in for five days. They haven't popped through. And I'm like, I just want to dig in there and look and see if they're still, like, I'm not going to. I'll just keep waiting. But it's like. Yeah, back to that patience thing. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Tough. It's hard. <laughs> like, with, once they get bigger, it's cool. But um, I kind of went off on a tangent there. As far as training goes, what I usually do, I'll tie them one direction. Um, like, I'll just, I use uh, pipe cleaners usually or I use, like, hemp cord. Like, I have this big roll of hemp cord. Um, and I'll just tie it to the edge of the pot. And then I'll leave it for just a couple days until it looks like it evens out because we're talking about real young, you know, six inches tall. Um, so when the undergrowth catches up with whatever I have tied down, then I let it loose and I tie it down just two or three inches over or across and I rotate. Haven't seen any fucking difference in like if you go, if you slice it like a pizza or you do it like a clock, it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. But I'll tie them down minimum four different places. Usually it's like five or six. And I'm just putting a few days, sometimes a week between. It's not like I'm going crazy. Right, and then you'll right. get this big bed, like bushy one. And then I top them. I top whatever leads I have. And that slows it down a lot. But once it comes back, you just have this thick, bushy thing. It's not trying to grow vertical. It's just trying to get fat. And then it fits in the tent nice. <laughs> okay. But that's okay. I'm just trying to work so to my training space. before the topping. That's what I do. And I've seen yeah. everybody else says, I just top them. And then I get them like, you know, pretty tall and start training them. I've seen people that don't top at all. And like with autoflowers, I just, I don't top them, don't don't change pots, don't do. I just fucking plant them, 
bend the fuck out of them. Yeah. Right, like right, I, okay. I, I bend them hard. Like, like it looks a little bit stressful. It says low stress. <laughs> People call it low stress. No, mine's training. high stress. Dude, I'm like, <laughs> dude, yeah. I'll fucking. I feel like certain. if your plan is healthy too, getting yeah. the right nutrients, you know, I mean, you can tell the plan. Yeah. It sounds super stonery or something, but <laughs> like the plant, yeah, yeah. Read what the plant yeah. is trying to tell you. It'll tell you if it's stressed, but yeah, yeah. The the healthier they are, I think some of that stress like does it makes it a better plant yeah. in the end. I don't know, kind of strengthens yeah. it. Yeah, to some extent. Kind of like people, you gotta go through some shit. Yeah. Really. Well, I mean, uh, one of my buddies, he works at a grow, and I, I remember telling him about this guy that. He gave me. I've, I love it when people give me samples. By the way, if you grow weed and you want me to try it, I'm fucking <laughs> down. But uh, he he gave me a sample and he was like, "Hey, dude, check this shit out." Like it was a pretty good chunk too. So I rolled two blunts, each of which weighed well over a gram, probably a gram and a half. Smoked a blunt, chunky. Gave it 20 minutes. <laughs> Felt nothing. This is the most beautiful weed I've ever seen in my life. Smells great. Cannot get you high. Not at all. Like I smoked so much. I mean, not. I didn't smoke a fucking pound of it, but I think I smoked uh, like an eighth in a day. Didn't feel a single thing. Oh, you got hit with the BC buds. What is that? That's what we used to call them in <laughs> Seattle. Because uh, I guess British well, Columbia. Course, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So of course BC is like yeah. a stones throw away Canada up there, and I guess they were known for really quality weed, mm-hmm. but it just it, it didn't pack that punch when you went to smoke it. Well, my thing with that is I think anything that okay, let's say they're growing legally there, right? BC Canada was legal back then. Or at least medical, medical or something. Mm. Maybe Washington's been a little ahead of its time. So okay, it was it was all illegal there. But even uh, even back then, so I was there two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Um, they had like a festival every year too, where they just let everyone <laughs> legally partake in weed, like oh, downtown cool. by kind of the little inlet off the ocean and everything. That's cool. And yeah, right downtown, police. Uh, and this is in standing Seattle? at the gates. Yeah, I got this was go. when it was just completely uh, yeah. illegal. So I mean, who knows what? Yeah, Washington's now. pretty cool. Um, I've only been to Seattle once, but it, it's and the thing where people were like, it rains all the time. No, it gets fine, like hazy. It's not rain. A different kind of rain. It's not yeah. rain. Like I, I've lived in Oklahoma, my really life, and I was like, storms. that's it's not even. You barely get wet. Like no, yeah. it. I'm sure it rain rains too, but I was just like, that's not. Ra- they say it rains more often there than anywhere else, but also doesn't get more rainfall like by inch or however you would measure it. Yep. And I was yep. like, okay, so it's just rainy. Like I like that. It's like it looks like what I imagine England to be. <laughs> but so it's, I'll stay so yeah. green. I guess. Yeah, so, it's cool. Yeah. Um, but either way, it was a cool place, and I have no idea what I was gonna say about weed. Oh, Canada, <laughs> Canadian weed is fucking bomb, dude. I went to I went to Canada last year or the year before around Christmas. And they had just passed the thing where, like, everything's all federally regulated and has to be delivered and you can't even, like, certain counties didn't have, or provinces or something. I don't know. Whatever the fuck Ontario is, you can't go to a dispensary. <laughs> it has to be delivered. Like, they weren't allowed to have storefronts in that province, I think is what they call it. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. It had just passed, like, right before we got there. So there were still some places that were, like, trying to get away with it and it was weird. But everything you order, you just order online on, like, Weed Maps or something like it. Mm-hmm. Most places had their own website you could order through. And then a little fucking dude just runs up to your door with a bag of weed in, like, 20 minutes. I was like, this is the first Actually a little dude? Of... Yeah, he was a little <laughs> tiny guy. Yeah, so uh, at the time I was trying, I was still trying to hide that I smoked weed for my kids for the most part. Uh, mm. I hadn't completely given up on – I learned secrets are bad. 
Like, yeah, and so between I weed think when they and find tattooing, out, just really rock their world at that point. So. Well, and just and maybe kind of education. Yeah, dude, my kids yeah. know everything about weed now, and they, they like my daughter thinks it's silly, and grownups are like, she thinks it's like the same as like she doesn't like when people drink either, and I don't drink, mm-hmm. but I smoke a lot of weed, and I don't smoke in front of them, I don't do anything that would possibly get them where they would have access to it or accidentally get high. I wait till right. they're in bed, I go outside. It's, I don't even smoke in the house at all. I don't smoke in the garage unless all the doors are open. I mean. It's there's they barely even have to smell it is the point. But mm. um, just in life in general, secrets are bad for you. It's just mm. it's just another place to put tension. But at the time I was ignorant to that. I knew secrets were bad in tattooing. I didn't know secrets were bad in weed yet. <laughs> and uh, I was trying to hide it. So the kids were still up when the weed delivery guy comes by. So my wife ran out there to get it. And I was just like looking out the window like I don't even have a gun. I'm in Canada. What the fuck are we going to This is weird. <laughs> and the guy was like this little tiny like. Elf look, I mean, he, he wasn't like a little person, right? He's probably like four foot 11 or something. And he just, he looked adorable. He was just like, here's your adorable. weed. It was, it was just cool. It was like a little black accord pulls up, your weed's here. Uh, That's it. But Definitely uh, didn't feel like the standard drug no, deal. No, so. didn't feel like a drug deal. That was the thing. I was sketched out by it. I was like, we're having people deliver. We're in a foreign country. I don't have a gun. I don't have a knife. I don't know what this guy, and I was like, wait. In Canada, it's not drugs. It's just weed. I mean, Canada, they seem hella friendly. So they are. I think you'd be okay. All the stereotypes are yeah. true as fuck, dude. Especially as 411. So. Yeah, dude, I, I I love everything about Canada, man. Um, so what what part you said, Ontario? Yeah, we were in Ontario. I don't know all the different uh, towns yeah. or whatever, but we were um, we went to Legoland, if that helps you narrow it down. Uh, we flew into Ontario, whatever airport, and just did shit around there. We just, like... I've taken my kids all over the country. I never really take them outside of the U.S. So I was like, outside of the U.S. so they can say they're outside of the U.S., but it's not sketchy yet. Canada. Like, it's it's not sure. Europe. Like, in Europe, it's not – I'm not saying I wouldn't take my kids to Europe. I feel like when the little ones, like, still need you to carry her and mm-hmm. then the other two like to run around that crazy, like, just – until they're all real controlled, I feel nervous going places where I don't know the language. So, like, yeah. Ireland. I might take them to Ireland because you speak English. I've been there once, and I love it. So that might be our next stop. It's also not a super long flight. Like, really? that's Yeah, I think it was uh, seven hours maybe, six, and six, six and a half on the it's way back. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking it was like 12. Like, right. like when I bought a ticket, I was like, wait, that's cool. <laughs> uh, we can be there in a day. Like, you, you take off in the morning, and you're there at dinner time. It's not... Um, it, yeah, when we went to Canada, it was no longer flight than that. I don't, I don't know, huh. like how that works at all. I'm trying to figure out. Maybe I'm just crazy. Just no, we just it, had kids. It's just called airlines. We just had kids. <laughs> <laughs> it was kids make it seem longer. It's Dallas like can how take a while sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dallas is weird. Also, like, I've never tried to fly out of Dallas with weed, but I know people that have. But you can fly out of L.A. with weed. But I'm not flying huh. back to Lawton. I'm flying to Dallas, and I could fly to Dallas and then to Lawton. But there's not a straight shot from L.A. to Lawton. There's not a straight shot from anywhere to Lawton. Mm. Uh, It's Lawton goes to Dallas. It's literally all our airport does. So I'm like, okay, I could fly back with all this weed from L.A. legally until I land in Dallas and then it's a felony. That's when you go for a whole... You what? <laughs> oh, go I'm just for, I was like, Don't did you that. say shove it up your ass? I didn't, I didn't even, I, I wasn't even thinking clearly. I, dude. <laughs> okay, so my kids are obsessed with spy shit right now. This morning we got on YouTube for a couple minutes of like. Is this, is this a holding spinoff involving your kids? I promise the segue is there. I promise it's there. So we, we were watching, they're obsessed with spy shit. We were watching uh-huh. spy tech stuff. Like 
uh, I recently listened to a podcast about the IRS. Uh, the IRS. That's your people. The uh, CIA. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Three letters. There's another one of me. Three letters. And I'll put you to sleep, though. Like, if the you IRS. ever have a hard time sleeping, oh, my God. look taxes up an accounting video. Yeah, nah, taxes. I'm good. Like, there's nothing fun about taxes. Uh, <laughs> Someone's got to do them. Yeah, you. Anyway, yeah. I uh, <laughs> I got... I got into these videos with my son and we're watching videos about all this cool tech shit. And then there's this kit and it was from, oh shit, it was used by the CIA in the Cold War. And they're like, people don't think this is a cool gadget. It seems simple, but it's very cool. It's a capsule that's sealed <laughs> and it has a file, a drill bit, a little hand crank, all this shit to get you out of a lock, get you out of anything. And it's like, it's all these little tiny tools packed into a cylinder uh -huh. that looks like a big pill. And they never said you shove it up your ass, but they said if somebody, they said the purpose of this, the way you said it was so bad. It goes, see, so people underestimate this one. This one's great because when we designed it, and he said we, meaning the CIA, not him. He would have been like three when it was designed. He just tested But he was like, yeah, he's shoving it up his ass. It looks like a little bullet. Um, he was like, well, when we, when we designed it, we had to keep in mind that it would be going into certain places where there would be fluids and we couldn't let any fluids leak into this because it might corrode. And also you wouldn't want those fluids in there. And he's like talking about it all like, like this is normal. And then he go, and I'm just like, where the fuck would they put it where there's liquids? And then, <laughs> and then he gets to a point where you know he's talking about shoving it up your asshole. Because he's talking about strip searching and how they might, like, he described how they search some spies. If they catch somebody that they think is a spy back then, I, I doubt it's how it works now. There's probably too many codes. There's probably an IRS guy and an attorney watching, like, oh, this is going to be a bad idea. <laughs> uh, but, but apparently they strip search them real good. Like, they, like, rub, like, they credit card swipe some shit and all, like... And he was like, we needed to make something that would pass that, that would get you out of a tricky situation. If you're handcuffed, if you're in shackles, if you're in a jail cell, this will get you out of all this. this. So they have like a drill bit that'll go through concrete and metal and all that in there and a little hand crank drill. And it's in a capsule that, I mean, I mean, I've never had a, a anything like this up my butt, but I'm going to say it would be comfortable. It doesn't look, <laughs> it it doesn't, be comfortable. it's not that big. And I'm like, so this guy's got to go in there and then shit this piece of metal out to escape. And then they, they all these tools, they keep stats on them, like whether or not they're going to keep them in the fucking inaction. I don't know what the word is. And they have stats. And it goes, at least 36 confirmed situations where this has got somebody out of a really sticky situation. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm sitting here next to my six-year-old trying not to die laughing about shoving shit up your asshole to escape from jail. And it's... Also, I never thought about the CIA this way until the podcast I listened to. It's called Wind of Change. It's weird. It's probably a conspiracy theory, huh. but it's about uh, a band, the Scorpions. It's like a hair band. You've only heard one song by them ever. It's that hur Rock Me Like a Hurricane song. Oh, okay. Everything else yeah. you've never heard. One um, Hit Wonder. Huh? What? One Hit Wonder. Huh? Yeah. Well, here in Germany and Russia and some other countries, they were huge. Uh, okay. One of the most played vid music videos on YouTube of all time. Um, and... There's some people saying the CIA wrote the song and made this guy sing it. And this guy usually didn't write the music for his songs. He usually just wrote the words and then had somebody else write the music. But this he wrote all himself in hiding with a new keyboard. And then he met hmm. with somebody from the CIA to whistle it once. And there's just all these weird little you're like, what the fuck? I don't think it happened the way it sounds. But it's a cool podcast. It's cool. And it's like it's a Spotify one. So if you want to listen to and, it. And he still has power tools in his in his butthole to this day. Just, Probably. Just, just Probably. in case. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's a hand drill. It's not power tools. <laughs> I mean, it's just these guys work out, so it becomes a power tool. You can drill know? through concrete. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah uh, 
basically a fucking CIA agent, the ones that they're talking about. Some of them don't even work directly for the CIA. They're like contractors. And almost all of them are criminals. Like almost all of them are everything they're doing is illegal. And you're like, what the fuck? But you're – so to keep us free and safe, you got to just go murder motherfuckers without permission and then ask for permission later. Like that's pretty much how it sounds. But – yeah, spy gear's cool. Uh, shove stuff up your ass. Wind to change. Listen, check it out. Also, the same dude did one called, I'm sorry, I'm rambling, uh, Son of a Hitman that's not all out yet. They're, like, releasing it a little bit at a time. And it's about Woody Harrelson's dad. Apparently, Woody Harrelson's dad was a fucking hitman. So, really? Yeah, like the actor, comedian dude from uh, Kingpin with the one hand. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Some people don't know Zombieland him. Zombieland. Yeah, yeah more, more people know him from Zombieland. I'm kind of a fucking nerd. I, like... I'm a comedy nerd. I just like funny shit. Uh, and Kingpin's like one of the – it's probably awesome. the dumbest awesome. funny movie. It's like top three funniest movies I've ever watched. And it's like you could watch it five times and it gets funnier. Yeah. And it's just – it's all ridiculous. But uh, – So the CIA being bad. Yeah. That reminds me of a – well, spinoff, I guess. But uh, have you heard of like Rick Ross, mm-hmm. the real Rick Ross? Highway Ricky Ross, yeah. the OG. I'm sure you've yeah. heard about him now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It just kind of reminded me of that story. Oh, it was like, yeah, he was funded it was by. Actually, yeah, like those, that was his plug. But he didn't <laughs> so know. To speak. Yeah, he was working with Escobar, who was actually obtaining all the drugs from our government. Yeah. And but pushing he... them through through the hood, specifically, yeah, in the to, whole crack you know. epidemic. So. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. That was me. Uh, just, you know, for, yeah. for fucking Criminals reasons. Criminals wear suits, too. Yeah. So be but careful, the, guys. The thing in with business, that... whatever. Just, <laughs> oh, dude. Just because they're wearing a suit. Some of those lawyers, I mean, the, certain certain <laughs> industries, I'm a, I'm a little hesitant. All of them. Uh, all of, I'm uh, not saying there's not good lawyers, but lawyers, bankers. I think the best lawyers be are the careful what you're signing up for. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's fucked up, but it's yeah. true. Because they know how, they know how to hustle you the smart mm. way, too. So just, you know. Yeah. Like anytime somebody's helping part. you hustle someone else, remember they're hustling you, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're making money off it. Advice of the so. day from two people that are not currently high enough. Uh, but Speaking that, of. yeah, you got dude, fucking Smokies. I, got you, yeah. I mean, it's not gonna hit There's me mid podcast, but actually, that's fine. I'll wait till I get home and I'll just get all. You can eat all of them. Um, <laughs> so I was doing it at the other studio where we had it was just echoey there, but we have a good vent fan, so we could kind of smoke a little bit. And like it was better idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I did a few at my house in my wife's massage room, but the air conditioner in there is like it's a unit for the room, so it's kind of noisy. So, but we could smoke there, and the best sound means I don't get to smoke because I can't smoke here. I mean, I could, I own the place, but I feel like it would leave a lingering stink, and that's yeah. not cool. Yeah, but um, you said something about attorneys and criminals. Oh, the Rick Ross <laughs> thing. Sorry, that. So I don't know the whole story, but if I understand correctly, he didn't know his plug was the government, right? No, like, he just thought no, he was dumb. He was, in he was like, "I'm a bad motherfucker." Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was a no one that came from I don't know Brooklyn, New mm-hmm. York, just. Another kid off the streets, and he was good at what he did. So, yeah. and it, it uh, actually uh, Escobar, I think, caught wind of him. This who's this kid moving all this? Some unknown, and they kind of linked up somehow. He got the invite. I don't know how all that works. <laughs> I don't know the schematics of that, but um, yeah, he was actually already arrested in prison. I think I don't know, say 15, 20 years, and he actually went in prison. Didn't know how to read. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I heard some of that, I think. And he's the one that actually did all the research back into his case, uh, all the files. Uh, of course, learning to read from, 
from nothing. You yeah. know, uh, he spot run to researching his own case files and actually kind of linking together that it was the government that was funding this and the drugs the whole time. That's crazy. Through Escobar, through him. and So anytime you, you look at the guys, and, like everybody, like, like I don't mind that people admire hustlers, but I do think it's stupid that we like idolize people like Escobar and uh, Al Capone and shit. Like I get that it's cool that they were doing it their way or whatever, but half those guys, that shit is totally a facade, and they just yeah. they convinced five people they were scary. The five people convinced five more, and it's a pyramid scheme of intimidation. It's just that people mm-hmm. think they'll do shit until they get enough people that are willing to do shit for them that it happens, and they're really not that big of a deal. That being said, somebody's going to listen to this and be like, no, you want to see that shit? Don't kill me. I'm just fucking <laughs> with you, man. I'm just playing. Drug dealers are dope. <laughs> But oh, one time they did give out uh, uh, Christmas hams and stuff, you know, <laughs> turkeys at Thanksgiving to the hood. Yeah. So, I mean, well, who was the guy that they hero. based? Uh, man, fuck, he was. He drove a cool ass Lincoln and very much Rick Rossish. Uh, but it's, I think it's called American Gangster. It was a really good movie. Oh, Adenzo. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Who was yeah, that based the Blue on? Blue Magic. That was based on somebody that was like a hero in the fucking. Yeah, it's based on a true story. Yeah. I'm but on I mean, guys like Al Capone, but... anybody where they they're from. They get, they do a lot more for the people than the government does. And then they don't realize the government's doing shit. So I would like, if I'm the government and I'm giving this dude fucking pounds of cocaine and then he's being all like, how would you say that? Thelanthropolic? <laughs> if he's being a philanthropist and shit. Quesadilla. With, he's being quesadilla. <laughs> he's out there giving out turkeys and fucking uh, paying people's rent when it's late and being a fucking good citizen. I would want some of the credit. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. dude, uh, let's start UBI or something. Let's give these people some fucking money. Uh, totally weird segue, but as an accountant, how uh, how likely do you think it is that the United States could do something like universal basic income without it collapsing more shit? <sighs> like, I don't know where the money would come from, but I love the concept. Yeah. I love the concept, but I, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> it's like, that's dude, my that, cousin's huge. I, we were doing math and like, well, yeah. we were we were separately, but I was like, maybe just in the war on drugs. So I was like, how much they spend on that? And then I was like, all right, how much would it cost to give everybody a thousand dollars a month? Right. Uh, so I, there's too many zeros for sure, but there, it's trillions per year. Um, and the war on drug is billions per year. And it seems mm. like billion to trillion is not a huge jump until you write it down and you just your arm gets tired from all these fucking zeros. Yeah. Or the and self-defense then, budget. Dude. Yeah. So that was I like was what, thinking 50%? bring <laughs> bring the war budget down a little bit. Bring the uh, war war on drugs. Um, and also, like, if you decriminalize drugs and this would this would be a problem for employment. So I understand that's you'd have to counter it somehow. Um but you could get rid of a ton of police people and like different things that you're paying. And I'm not saying we don't need police. I'm just saying that's an expense. Like that's something you could you could cut down the police force by 50% if drugs were not illegal. Sure. And sure. then if you um, if you applied the same concept to a couple other things like like uh, do a flat tax, come up with a flat tax rate that everybody gets taxed on, including your UBI. Your UBI gets taxed. It sounds silly to tax money we gave you, but there's a reason for it. I kind of like the flat tax. Yeah. Flat tax. Well, it's kind but, of like a consumer tax. Yeah. You know, if just, you're consuming more from society, well, sorry, you got to yeah, pay a little more tax yeah. too. So. Yeah, that makes sense. So you could you could go uh, half a percent or a percent on sales tax nationally. Uh, or like, okay, do do 1% sales tax that's a federal sales tax to apply to UBI. 
So that way, when you're buying your Gucci, you're paying somebody else's UBI. Um, and then if you're mm -hmm. not buying Gucci, your UBI is helping you. There so you, you could do, and these are all just, this is just me throwing out ideas that I don't know how the fuck it works because I don't know the numbers. Yeah, I'm but, sorry I don't have answers. Yeah, but this like, is, I, I don't look at the government's right, books or anything. Right, but, but if you did, I mean. Uh, I like the idea though. But I mean, do you think like if, okay, I'm just throwing these things out there. Okay, flat tax for sure. You just, you don't even really need an IRS anymore. If you do flat taxes, you just need a small local IRS office in every major city that covers, you know, a couple counties or whatever, and they go after the people that don't pay the taxes. Sure. But yeah. other than that, it's like, okay, you made money, you pay taxes. If you're hiding your money, we're going to look into how much money you put in your bank. If you put money in your bank, pay taxes. Like, Put the tax return burden off, yeah. off the people too yeah. a little bit. But that's the tax return things like, and again, I don't know the numbers, but I'm looking at like, everybody tells me they get a tax, they say I got this back. And they say the word back, and I'm like, hey, you don't understand how taxes work. If you made twenty thousand this year and you get three thousand back, look yes. at the withholding. It's eighteen hundred. You didn't get anything back. They gave you yeah. your eighteen hundred back and then free money, which is fine. It's kind of the same concept as UBI, except you're only giving it to people that aren't earning very much. Where you could take the example uh, my wife actually put out there about UBI that I really liked um, on Instagram, and I didn't mention it was my wife when I was reading through it, but. Uh, it was something like it would allow people that want to be creative to be creative. Like you would have. That's what I'm with. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. I was going to touch on that too. Uh, yeah. I really like the idea. Um, I feel like where our, where especially the U.S. is going, all the technology, yeah. we're becoming uh, very service oriented. So all that manufacturing, you know, I mean, it sounds great to always bring it back. Or if you can manufacture here, of course, I mean, that's great. Create American yeah. jobs. But for everything, like, I mean, how much are you willing to pay for toothpaste or, you know, just other yeah. places that have com competitive advantages, we're mo moving more towards the technology, the services. Uh, so and I think a lot of school, it may teach you to be a good worker. <laughs> it doesn't always teach you to be like a creator. Yeah. Well, just I feel like, like that's what we really need to, you know, yeah, keep like, progressing as a species in general. But, I agree. Um, uh, regular, like, just you know, your elementary through high school, uh, as a person with kids that's never been through, I've never been through the school system. I was homeschooled, but my parents just kind of like, know. I would say it's more like own unschooled. Like I, it was just like, you can read now. All right, cool. Do it. <laughs> and, um, and like, it sounds bad. Uh, and like, yeah, I'm not set up to pass a SAT, but there's not a nice way to say for Oklahoma, for Lawton, for my age, whatever you want to look at, I'm not doing bad. You know what you I mean? Were it worked out. It worked stop, out okay. Stop. You're crushing. <laughs> the, the point is, uh, thank you. Uh, that there's there's something to be said for people figuring out shit their own way, mm -hmm. and that's like that's also sometimes a counter argument for UBI. But it's one of those things. If if you put everybody through the school system and they all learn to pass a test and that's all they learn, they don't know how to learn. It sounds so mm -hmm. stupid to say they only know how to learn a certain way. And you mm -hmm. teach them from a very young age all the way through high school. And that's why my kids, I try to make them as unorthodox as I can. I'm like. Yeah, critical just, thinking skills. I just, yeah. yeah. And that's I, what like, I, mean. I love, okay, today, like just weird shit I do that people think I'm fucking weird. And I think I'm weird too. But we were at Sarah's house for a birthday party. Sarah's got a dope house. My daughter's always talking about how when she's a YouTube millionaire, she's buying me G-Wagon, which is sweet. But my youngest daughter, she doesn't think about any of that shit. But I'm just looking at the crown molding. I'm like, look how much nicer that makes it look. And I'm just making, I know it sounds really silly. I just want her to process things that are around her in a way that other kids didn't notice. Mm -hmm. And I know that one's super minor. Doesn't make sense why that would teach her something. But it, do it doesn't teach her anything important. 
but she learns, okay, if I look up and I see what I like about this better, then I know that might be something I'm interested in or when I build a house or maybe I could do that for a job or whatever. Mm-hmm. And crowd molding is the worst example, but that was today. <laughs> that was a couple hours ago. I so that's it. the one. But that's just like, I feel like that's better. And uh, I also feel like kids in general just need people to talk to them like they're fucking people. And most of my friends that are parents are pretty cool about it now. I think parenting's progressing. But like Good, yeah. when you were a kid, <laughs> like, it's, I, I don't know. We're about the same age. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, Dad, why is the sky blue? Uh, because it's blue. Like, that's the answer. And that was acceptable. <laughs> because I said so. Yeah. And, because uh, I said, and yeah. that's like, there's it's a list a of things one. I don't do. I'm like, I don't lie to my kids. I won't say because I said so. Uh, sometimes I will say, I don't know. That's just how it is. That's about as close to because I said so as it gets. And it's like, right. why are some people mean? Well, I usually, with the older one, we break down the psychology of it and explain that that person's probably not mean by their own fault. And, and mm-hmm. that way, so we don't, we shouldn't have a problem with them. We might need to avoid them for our own sake, but we right. don't need to right. hate them because it's probably their parents. But yeah. don't hate their parents because it could have been their parents' parents. Somewhere somebody had to be a fuck up, but the you don't know where it started. Yep. Yeah. So when a kid's an asshole at school, like my my youngest one, he's a judo bad motherfucker now. So I don't are judo jujitsu judo. I'm on drugs. Judo. Jujitsu. 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 He's a bad motherfucker. Like he's not he's not like gonna go win every tournament in the whole country or whatever. But watching him roll with other kids and his confidence and how it changed is fucking yeah, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. But before he was in jiu-jitsu, when he was a little kid, some kids at school fucked with him, and he was embarrassed about it. He was wearing a cool leather jacket, and it was like, I think it's cool. They clearly thought it was cool. I also thought it was kind of goofy that he's like a little kid wearing a leather jacket to school, right. but he wanted to, so he wore it to school. And because kids don't understand how to process things, they, like, fucked up his jacket. They, they pushed him down and tried to fuck his jacket up. And he was embarrassed to explain to us what happened, and he didn't understand what happened. But my biggest thing was I was like, dude, like... Just think about it like this. Um, you have that jacket. They want that jacket. They don't know how you got it. Mm-hmm. All they can do is blame you. And and they don't want you to have something they don't have, which is a terrible way to think. But they also don't have me at their house telling them this right now. Their parents are probably ignoring whatever they're saying, so they're just lashing out. And he was like, so when people are mean, it's just because they're like, they don't really understand what's going on and they don't know how to handle stuff. Like, it's, for a little kid, it's cute. Like, here, and just kind of trying Ding. to figure it out. Yeah, yeah it. but it clicked. And with the oldest one, she totally fucking gets it. She's like, oh, people are assholes because people were assholes to them. Like, she doesn't say assholes, but, well, she probably does when I'm not around. I don't know. She's, <laughs> she's probably, like, in her room, like, dad's an asshole. He made me go to bed at 11. <laughs> like, dude, my kids are night owls, yeah. too. A lot of people, yeah, they're not open-minded either. Yeah. Or, especially kids. I mean, that could have been the coolest jacket ever. Maybe they're just yeah. jealous or... Just being different. Yeah. That's or maybe, yeah, maybe crazy it's like, back then. <laughs> dude, I, there's a, a comedian once that had a bit about, oh, where were we? We were in Vegas, I think, but we saw him live. Uh, and he was talking about that one little weird kid that shows up to school in a suit and you tell him you don't need to wear a suit, you're a kid. And he shows up the next day with a suit. He was like, that's my fucking kid. And that's my kid too. He loves wearing suits. He loves like, and the thing is, like, I just encourage whatever the yes, fuck. Yes, like, encourage yeah, it. Yeah, just whatever. Dude, go for it. Do what you do. And, and the thing is, I would say go for it, except at school. Like, now he's uh, doing online school. But I would say go for it, except at school, because I can't be there to protect you at school. But that would be kind of useless. So I was like, do jujitsu and learn to choke motherfuckers to death. <laughs> and then if you kill a kid at school, I will sell our house and pay your legal fees. Uh, make sure it's self-defense. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's, Let him hit you first. <laughs> 
But no, he's not going to – like, that's the thing. At that age, they're, what he can do is make another kid go, oh, shit. And that's all you need to do. Yeah, yeah. Like, you get him in a hold. You get him one position. Or just show him you're not scared. That's really the biggest thing. Like, stand up for he's not scared. Yeah. He, just well, when somebody don't really want to fight. No, he doesn't no. want to fight. Dude, my son's like the most Even passive other sweetheart. Kids, the bullies. A lot no, of nobody they, wants to fight. Yeah. I don't actually want to throw blows. Anybody that wants to fight probably has a really bad mental disorder. <laughs> like, there's nothing fun about it. I've been in a couple fights. Yeah. Never been my choice. Yeah. I mean, one time uh, it was... I don't even know if you'd call it a fight, but a dude like swung on me and I just like slammed him on his car and elbowed him a couple times and it was over. But I was like, fuck, that was brutal. Like my whole body hurts. My elbow hurts. That dude's bleeding a little bit. Like, uh, what did we gain? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. Did my car. I mean, a funny story, I guess. Uh, yeah. oh, no, it was his mom's car. <laughs> it was mine. Oh, well. <laughs> it was his mom's yeah. car. It's, it's okay. But I mean, I was like a teenager. It's I haven't. Yeah. I've had some serious conflicts as an adult where I didn't need to even think about resorting to violence. I'm just like, all right, dude, like, chill the fuck out. That's stupid. I'm going to get in my car. I'll be down there. And, like, you can look at it as, okay, you're a little bitch because you ran from the situation. Or you could go, you know what? My hands are very important. They make a living. And this guy might fucking win or might lose. But either way, I hurt my hand. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no way to beat the shit out of somebody unless you're good at jujitsu. Uh <laughs> Without some type of time up in a bow. Yeah. yeah, dude, for real. Those guys will fucking put you in a little package. That's amazing. Yeah, my kid's coach is like, it's hard to tell when you don't know much about jujitsu, uh, like what's good and not. And the mm. first couple, I mean, I think it was probably the first year, first six months we were there. I didn't really know. Like, he seemed very confident. He was good at teaching, and clearly he didn't suck. I've heard other people say he's good, but I didn't understand the full fucking picture until I saw him rolling with another dude that's a. Okay, so I don't know the full ranking system, but it's like white, blue, purple, brown, black, I believe. He was rolling with a purple belt. This purple, like, purple belts usually are pretty good. He's right, a brown right. belt. Like, the owner of the gym's a brown belt. Jiu-Jitsu's like, black belts are rare. Right. Um, and I was watching him roll, and he legitimately was just, like, smiling, looking over at somebody, talking to them, while just folding this <laughs> motherfucker up. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I didn't, that's when it, and, and it's, you know those moments where something just really clicks? Mm -hmm. That was that. I was like, oh it's my very technical. God. Yeah. Dude, it's, and it's all, it's like, you can't be, okay, I guess you could be a stupid. You'd have to be really good at memorizing shit if you were stupid. It's an intelligent, strategic, slow, interesting thing. And I would absolutely hate to piss one of those guys <laughs> off. <laughs> like, like, when you see striking, you're like, oh shit, that looks like I would hurt. You don't think about this motherfucker could make my whole body numb and then make me pass out and then make my arm fall off. Like, yeah, yeah. like the, it's, it's scary because I mean, yeah, because you usually like, you know, your strategy is to get them down, get them on their mm -hmm. back. But that's where those jujitsu people, they thrive <laughs> on their back. Like they yeah. want to be on their back. Yeah. They're like, OK, get me on my back. Watch yeah. this. Use your leverage. Mm -hmm. yep, grab an arm, whatever. And, dude, so much like. Leverage is the coolest shit ever. You watch somebody and you're like, okay, that dude is relaxed. And the other guy's elbow is about to snap and he has to tap. But this guy's just kind of like, you know, grabbing it, pulling it. And it's like, okay, I will say like, uh, they're I guess I should say since I'm talking good things, Derek Lemos. Uh, but oh, I know Derek. He, you know yeah, Derek? Okay, cool. Yeah, he is really fucking good at what he's doing. And yeah, he, I mean, he's, he's strong and he's relaxed because he's confident. And all these things go together. But he could be weak with the techniques he was using and still fuck most people up. Like, you wouldn't need much strength yeah, for that. You the, don't have to be the bigger yeah. guy. But yeah. he is. He's a big, strong dude. Yeah. And he will kill you. 
But he's the <laughs> he nicest guy ever. You. He will kill you. <laughs> he won't kill anybody. He's a sweetheart. Uh, he's like one of the nicest yeah, people legit. ever. Dude, I mean, he's so nice. He's been, oh, God, just grinding for a long time. <laughs> yeah. To, to get where he's got, for sure. Also, like, I love the way he runs his business. And I love, like, he has all these, like, a lot of the guys that work for him are, like, older guys. And mm. they're, like, real, like, like, we were talking about the unemployment thing. Um, like, okay, they were able to work through the whole, like, five weeks week on it. Um, but they had to work a little less and be careful. He was like, it's not really much of a change for us, but they were talking about unemployment and if anybody needed to, or if somebody were to get sick or whatever, his whole crew apparently is like anti-unemployment. They're like, I don't want to take shit for free. I want to just earn it. And I was like, I mean, I would take it for free <laughs> if it's just being handed out, but that is very just impressive. They, well, no, they I added mean, more to yeah. the payments right now. It's, it's like just, I got three, <laughs> three sets of bills. I got two shops and a house. I mean, if they want to give me some money, I'll take it. But like if anybody that worked for him qualified for unemployment, apparently they were kind of against it. But um, where do you find those workers? Yeah, I know. He's, he finds <laughs> people out. and everybody is gems cool. And he just he surrounds himself with cool people. But yep, um, exactly. the way he does business, from what I can tell, is work really fucking hard until you mm-hmm. don't have to mm-hmm. work kind of hard now because you don't have to work at all. That way you never have to go back to working really hard. And he still does work. Like, I'm not saying he doesn't work really hard. He's just been very strategic and intelligent about how he does stuff. And, like, there's times, I mean, I'm not sure what all I'm supposed to say. I hope his workers aren't listening. But I think he'll go bid a job and take his wife out on a date and then drop her back off at home and then come back and be like, yeah, that was a long bid. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like, and he just does, he's just a fun, he just does fun shit. He you know the rare people that actually do shit they enjoy and there's like very little bullshit around them he has that i like it it's refreshing as fuck i think you're there too i'm trying you don't even know me (laughs) i'm just saying you're like i've listened to podcast uh i know you know i bailey working here too yeah well i got a feel for what you guys do here the thing i really like about the podcast is uh i used to do a lot of live streams while i was tattooing and people now the people that do listen I think they know a lot more about me because I don't have to censor myself because this isn't my business. Like on – if I'm on Avenue Tattoos page live streaming, I'm not going to say, and this motherfucker was eating her asshole and then mm. Billy came in and smacked him. Like I'm going to be like, so this wild thing happened one time <laughs> and I kind of censor it and mm. and I used to think that was good. And I do think it's good for business to some extent. We want everybody to feel comfortable. We want everybody to come sure. in. The we brand. want those church moms. Right, right. But when it comes to the podcast, if you happen to venture off of that and find this and then you don't want to do business with me, I still have a whole shop of super professional, nice people that aren't going to talk about their butthole. So it's fine. Well, (laughs) eh, Sarah might talk about her butthole a little bit. You never know. She's wild. (laughs) (laughs) She's she's fun. Well, I think if you if you just if you're honest, if you you tell the truth and have a passion for it, mm -hmm. other people will will feel that energy and, you know, they'll latch on too. Yeah. No matter, I won't say no matter what the hell you're saying, but. Nah, there's situations. You'd be yeah. like, I'm a very honest but person. Generally, and I know. love murder and I'm honest about it. Yeah, right. that would be. People are weird. You could be into some really weird things and find like minded people yeah. with weird passions. That's like, I have, I have a lot of like weird feelings towards the internet, but I love that about the internet. It's like, yeah. let's say 20, 30 years ago, you wanted to find your weird circle of like, like furries wouldn't, there would not be a furry convention. <laughs> but I mean, there's some weird motherfucker like you out there, no matter how weird of a motherfucker yeah. you are. Like, yeah. and that's I, like furries are some strange shit. Though. Like, there's I, a lot in Elgin. Yeah. yeah I, I have a, I have a that. client that lives 
Oh, it's hard to explain the situation. So this guy has like a guest house, and I guess he he's like retired from something. I would assume military because it's Lawton. Uh, he's young though. He's young to be like so probably medically retired from the military or something. Owns a couple rental properties, and that's pretty much all he does. Except he makes some of the best damn furry suits ever. So you wouldn't know from talking to him uh, or meeting him or knowing about his like professional life. Right. But his clients or my clients are his. Uh, is tenants in his guest house. Like, they live on the same property. And they're all friends, and they get along real well and shit. And, uh, like, I think 10 years ago, if you told me, like, this dude builds suits so people can go to, like, a weird fetish party and dress up like a squirrel and flip a flap up and butt fuck, <laughs> I would probably think that was, like, the grossest shit ever. And now I'm like, you know what? They found their people. Like, yeah. there's three of yeah. them there, and that guy's got a gang of people coming through the house buying fucking furry costumes. And I'm assuming tax-free. I would... Yeah. <laughs> that seems like a yeah. cash cash. Maybe, like, of. his bread and butter now. I mean... <laughs> it's funny. Like, it's probably all he does. He just, like, makes 100000 a year on furry suits. Yeah. But, like, the she was showing flaps. me pictures. Uh, yeah. You gotta have a flap. Okay. <laughs> I... Am I wrong, though? You think those people aren't fucking... Like, I think that's gotta be part of it. Like, I'm not trying to I judge. Agree. I'm saying, like, I... I, mean, I saw A Thousand Ways to Die, and they kind of covered, like, a weird furry episode. <laughs> I got to see that. <laughs> yeah, they were, like, out in the desert or something around a campfire, and I guess oh, they were shit. also, like, heavily doing shrooms, or uh-huh. some guy on shrooms wandered over there. In a suit? And, in a, in uh, a flammable-ass fucking squirrel he suit? He actually wasn't in the suit. Oh. I think he was just tripping and ended up in a weird place where... <laughs> He probably thought he was seeing that, but it was actually right. happening. Yeah. And so I guess he tried to join in uh, with, God, it was like a bear or something, but oh. it turned out to be a real bear that was oh kind of my God. maybe stalking them from the outside. I don't know. Dude. Like, what the hell is wrong with these people? <laughs> but <laughs> well, that's he like, tried to get up in the bear, and yeah, he wasn't having it. Do you know anything about Burning Man? Like, do you just sit in the desert? And I was like, Burning Man seems crazy too. And yeah, I mean, I've seen, yeah, I've seen some videos and stuff, but. <laughs> I've heard it's kind of like, uh, they say it's like hipster heaven or yeah. something, but I heard it's also like a lot of just rich people and mm-hmm. that's like them, I don't know, being able to do what they do. Yeah. Well, pretend to be hipster. I don't know. The, the, <laughs> the people that I know of that I know go to Burning Man, I can only name two and that's Alex Gray, the artist that does like, have you ever seen tools cover art, any of that? Like oh, okay, trippy, yeah. crazy. Yeah. He's so... Most people know his artwork, but don't know, like, he's not, like, literally a household name. But in the art world, everybody recognizes Alex Gray. If you're any kind of artist, you'd recognize it. And if you saw 100 Alex Gray paintings, you'd be like, that's the guy that did that and that and that. But he's not very brandy with his name. He's not, which is cool. Like, he's fine. He doesn't need more money. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people don't know his name, but they know his work. Um, but he goes out there, and he, I'm guessing Tool goes out there and plays, because I've seen a video of him doing some weird shit, and Tool was there. <laughs> Uh, and then Duncan Trussell, the comedian. Those are the only people I can think of that I know. Dude, he's so weird. I love him. Have you seen, um, I think it's called Midnight Gospel. Uh, it's like a weird cartoon where he takes like his podcast and transcripts it or transcribes it, whatever. So imagine if we just took this episode and then gave it to an animator and then said, make a story out of it. Like that's pretty much the basis of it, but then it gets more like 
they have a storyline, but parts of it are his podcast. Oh gosh, like so spy tool enemas, but it's animated. <laughs> yeah, it's weird <laughs> as fuck. But there's one where Joey Diaz is on there, and do you okay. know who Joey? Okay, yeah, yeah. Joe Rogan. Like, yeah, yeah. Kind of, well, Joe yeah. Rogan's probably never going to be on the show, I would assume. But I'm thinking he's like, nah, keep me out of that weird shit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was like him, Duncan Trussell and Joey Diaz having a conversation about some weird shit. And I've had multiple people tell me it's amazing and I need to watch it. And I've watched four minutes of it, not high and high. And I can't even get to minute five. I'm like, this is weird as fuck. But it's just like bright colors and crazy shit. So maybe I need to eat like that whole bag of Smokies and then go in like... <laughs> Like, like, like the, for 10 milligrams, is that not the craziest shit ever? Yeah. Like. They taste too man, good, too. I know you, you don't, don't taste any weed. Yeah. Mm-mm. And it's like Mm-mm. people are like, well, 10 milligrams ain't shit. I'm like, well, are you also going to bed 10 minutes after you've taken it or smoking with it or drunk? And they're like, yeah, all that. I'm like, okay, well, like you have to try each type of weed by itself, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not big on the, oh, I took. 100 milligrams yeah. the other day, bro. I was, <laughs> I was ripped. <laughs> no, I, I do. Know. I have a buddy that... <laughs> I've just been doing this a long time yeah. at this point. Well, I and that's I have it, and my tolerance, like, changes a little bit, but I've, I've done a lot to control my tolerance. Like, I'll go, like, three or four days without smoking, but I'll still have the vape pen and the eat weed, yeah. and then I'll take a week off edibles, only smoke, just flour, no, like, no additives, no fucking cartridges, none of that shit, and then I'll do just cartridges and vape products like that for a week. And I just kind of do that so that 10 milligrams still is something I can feel. And and so like one oh, you blunt. you can burn out. Yeah. yeah. And also I change strains as much as possible. That yeah. seems to matter. I don't know why. No, but you'll like, get burn out. Yeah. And then you'll like, I, dude, I got to a point with smoking where I was smoking the same shit. It was like I had, you know, I probably had fucking five or six ounces. Uh-huh. And I, by the time I got through that five or six ounces of one strain, I was like, dude, I don't think I'm getting high anymore. I think I'm just smoking. <laughs> like... Like every time I was, I would walk my dog every night and smoke one joint every night, and it was like a big two two ish gram cone. Okay. And then I would get home and not be that high. So then I upped it to two, and then sometimes it would be two and a half, and like yeah, switch the strain. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I so that's what I learned. Switch switch the strain, rotate from flour to concentrates, and and get rid of concentrates for a while, and don't do edibles for a little bit, and do do edibles for and. That helps a lot. And it also mm. saves you money. Like anytime somebody's like, dude, I fucking eat 500 milligrams a day. If you don't work in the weed world where you can get a really good discount, like I have a buddy <laughs> that he does that, but it doesn't really cost him anything. It's like he's, he pays wholesale um, mm-hmm. and then he sells it. Uh, he goes, he works, he's like works for a processor. So he would be the guy that would go next door and say, hey, you guys want to try this, this and that? Okay, cool. If you put it in an order today <laughs> and then right. go out to his car, have a big bucket. So he makes money off weed and it's, I don't know how it works if it's like drug dealing back in the day where, where sometimes they front you and sometimes you buy it all up front or whatever, but he's not losing money. It barely cost him a dollar to fucking get super high. Right. Um, and he's not noticeably high. He'll eat three, 400 milligrams and he's there. You can barely tell. See, I'm more like, that's when you gotta take a break. (laughs) He's never, dude, I asked, (laughs) I asked him and one of my friends a long time ago, never taking a break. I know a guy, It was we were both high when he said it, so I'm not sure how credible it is, but he goes, you know, um, I've never been not high longer than I've been high. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And he goes, I've been high more than I've not been high since I was, more. it's more than half my life. And I was like, I still can't quite gather. <laughs> yeah, but dude, it took me five minutes to figure out what he meant. So what he meant was he started smoking weed at 13 and he's only taken one whole day off 
since he was 13, and he's at least five or six years older than me. And I was like, one day, he was like, yeah. I was like, didn't you say you went to Italy? He's like, yeah, that was rough. <laughs> like, cause, <laughs> like, he goes, like, I don't, he didn't say how he got it there or whatever. Right. But, you know, you're not fucking, okay, you smoke when you get to the airport. Spray on cologne, air freshener, whatever, whatever you got to do. You go through security. You, I don't know, keister it or whatever. <laughs> do the old gopher thing, whatever you call it, gopher hole. Uh, you, you get to Italy, and then you have a big bag of weed that lasts you long enough till you can find weed. It smells like ass. Yeah. Dude, I heard his story. This is another Travis Barker one. He was talking about uh, going to, like, Afghanistan or fucking Iraq or something to perform for the troops. Okay. And he was like, they told us when we got on the plane that it's a big deal to have weed over there and that they would, like, it was a death penalty or something. I mean, it was ridiculous. <laughs> and he was like, and then they told us again when we landed. And I was cool when we got on the plane, but when we landed, it was it seemed to be problematic because we got out and we were in a field, and there were guys with guns, and they were not guys with U.S. Army suits on, and I didn't know who the fuck they were, and I had weed taped under my balls. But he would tape, they all, I guess, tape a bunch of weed, like, right up, like, they tape it to their nutsack. So when you're feeling, like, if you're doing a search, right. I'm sure there's more to the technique than just, like, a Ziploc bag <laughs> and some duct tape. But I was like, mm-mm. Like, have you ever been searched by TSA? Like, search, search. Uh, no, like I haven't been Dude. called back into the uh, room. I haven't been called back into the room. room. They just pull you out of line or no, they've not that far. pulled me aside and patted me down the first time. because I'm white. Probably. No, it really is. I have a cousin that he's, he's, I mean, he's not, not white. I don't know. He just looks, okay. He's brown, but we like, I don't know what ethnicity. Okay. His, his mom's white and his dad is white with a slight brown tint, but something about their mixture made like two kids look slightly Arabic-esque. Uh. And so, <clears throat> you know that meme with the guy in the turban that goes about to get randomly selected? Like, oh. <laughs> he's that yeah. guy. Like, I think uh. he got searched six times in a row or something crazy in one year. He f- and he was flying like a motherfucker. Like, you like, I don't know if Bailey's told you, I like I've had to mellow out the last year or so, but I, it, the only person I know that travels more than me is my cousin. And that motherfucker, he goes hard. He's like Costa Rica twice a year. This cruise, fucking different countries, going to art galleries. Like all he, the stamps on his dude. Passport. It's he's wild. But yeah, he was like every time he flew international, he got searched. Like he got pulled aside. Like ever since nine eleven, it's just this dude can't fly. Um, <laughs> it sucks. It does. And like they always say, racial profiling is not a real thing. And they like try to. Man, I don't know what it is. It might be subconscious to some people. They might not even, like the TSA guy that pulls you aside for being brown might not know that's why he did it. Yeah, I think but that's going back to biology at yeah, that point. It's weird though. It's like, and it, well, also the news, like, okay, I've had a few people on the podcast that don't remember 9 11 because I didn't realize how they're like 22. Um, but post 9 11, being from India was bad. Being from anywhere, everybody, like, it wasn't like they actually hated them but people just thought people were so fucking ignorant and the news just covered like these Mm -hmm. arabic people and then the word arabic got thrown around as if arabic meant all people from the middle east or asia and it's like anybody that's from asia or the middle east or africa that doesn't look like a traditional asian culture like chinese or or korean or whatever anybody with a middle skin tone that's not mexican people Mm -hmm. were profiling like really Mm -hmm. bad like cops when they pull them over I mean, it was like the worst fucking thing I've seen in my life. Like as far as churches burnt, dude, yeah, mosque and shit, yeah, yeah, mosque. 
And and some that weren't even fucking like some that were like they were like Buddhist things that people were attacking and shit because they they were just it's just a bunch of dumb motherfuckers that saw a thing on the news and just thought that's who hit the twin towers and it's like so, y'all towards Gandhi <laughs> yeah it's like dude you're over here like fuck Gandhi you need to smoke something I know so okay. <laughs> Universal basic income. Let's become president. Okay, I'm president. You're vice president. I need some advice. We need. I'm to, not Joe Biden. Let's we. <laughs> no. He was the vice president. He's not right now. Uh, yeah. Uh dude. Did you see the thing with him and Charlemagne the God? Yeah, I heard. I <laughs> dude, heard. So I just heard about it, and then this morning I went to the coffee shop, and it was like a 20 minute line, and I was like, that video's 17 minutes. Yeah. And it worked out perfect. I watched most of it in the line and then like at a stoplight or two on the way back. And I was listening the whole time. Um, yeah, I'm not big into politics or anything. Nah. I, I don't know. Well, you're There's still the much, vice president for this think, scenario we're about to be in. Okay, I, yeah. As long as I'm in charge. Yeah, you were, you were elected. <laughs> yeah, but so I, I mean, I, I, I don't know that much about Joe Biden or I don't I don't follow all that. But <laughs> I don't either. He, yeah, he seemed like... I don't know. Like your favorite uncle that like gets yeah. drunk at the barbecue, just yeah. kind of like screaming. He's just pushy as fuck. He's like, yeah. Like I think he asked him one question. He just spun off mm-hmm. with how he deserves the black vote, and he got more black votes than yeah. uh, Obama. Which like he did get like, a lot he's of not black really votes. entitled yeah. to this vote. I don't, yeah, he, I don't know. He I, sounded okay. Now, if you watch the whole thing, it's definitely different than the little clip where he goes, "If you don't know if it's me or Trump, then you ain't black." But yeah. he first yeah. off he. Speaks. I don't know what would be the uh, black scent. He has a black scent for this uh, this interview. So he uses that. his black scent, <laughs> and I think we all tend to do that in an attempt to be cool because we know most of the time white people are not as cool as white people. <laughs> like that sounds racist to say, but it's against my own have people. Swag. It's fine. We just don't. <laughs> we just don't. But that doesn't mean we can't do your accounting. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we got to make it legit. Yeah, but for real, like. He had that, and I can't fault him for that because it's just kind of a thing. But the way he was talking to him, and I'm saying I watched the whole thing. Like, it sounded like your drunk uncle at a barbecue telling you how the world works. That's weird. And and he's like, well, listen up, motherfucker. And this is what I did. And then Charlemagne would come back with, well, in 2008, you – and then he'd be like, oh, no, this is where you were misunderstanding it. And it's not – he doesn't give him a chance to be right. Exactly. And yeah. And you're talking about a guy that's like – I mean, I, I don't know much about Charlemagne either, but he's not usually an over-the-top political-type person from what I can tell. He's kind of just like he has people get drunk on his show and talk about how they write songs and whatever. <laughs> and I've only seen one episode of his show. It was the one with Ed Sheeran. One of my clients uh, pushed it on me until I watched it, and I was like, thank you. That was actually really good. Uh, I just watch – I don't watch much. I listen to a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, let's do this scenario. I'm the president because I'm – this is my podcast, motherfucker. And you're the vice president. And uh, we're going to do universal basic weed cum. First off, we need a better title. Let's weed cum? <laughs> we're going to give them weed income. We're going to give them weed. We're going to weed the people. the sticky stuff on my weed? <laughs> yeah, that's actually – remember when I, I had you test out some of what I had, uh-huh. was it sticky? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely sticky. Do you want to know how I did that? I ejaculated in the plant, the de- and then I flushed it. The secret sauce. That's the secret. Can I write that one down for my? Don't do that. I'm pretty sure it wouldn't hurt it, but please don't. That it's would organic. fuck up. <laughs> it's orgasmic. I mean, orgasmic. I mean, they put bad shit. So yeah, back not, mono. It's great. Yeah, um, 
So let's start with the name. I think Weed the People would be like our slogan. Weed the People. For our yeah. universal basic income of weed. But we need a more political and wonderful sounding way to say we're going to make everybody get high whether or not you're into this idea. It's a little communistic sounding, but trust us and there will be mushrooms if you want them. How do we do this? Um, <laughs> so stuck on the weed come. So weed you, <laughs> universal... <laughs> Basic weed gum. Basic weed gum. You get 420 grams a month. Can you? Everyone. That's perfect. Man, woman, child. 420 grams is a lot of weed, actually. Yeah. That's, that'll get you for a month, I think. Uh, and what's there, like 28 grams in an ounce? Yeah. Yeah, that should get you for a month. I think yeah. 420. Okay. Up. Be just Stimulating fine. the economy. Yeah, dude. I think that's enough weed that it would actually fuck the economy up. People would be like, all right, Doritos. <laughs> I would be investing in Doritos like a motherfucker. I'd be like, Taco Bell and Dorito stocks. Was that Frito-Lay? And talk yeah. about all right. I'm buying those stocks. Yeah, it's like they said. Uh, put 20 G's uh, John in John Elway. I, I think he was still playing. No, maybe he wasn't playing then. But uh, yeah, when they legalized it in Colorado, I mm-hmm. guess he invested in a bunch of Papa Johns and. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I heard about that. He, he didn't invest directly in weed, and that's when weed was becoming legal here. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what my dad told me. My dad was a stockbroker for a long time, and I say that every episode. We're oh, talking really? about different things. <laughs> Money comes up a lot. I'm I am really into finances for a person that's like, my I was just working at a tattoo shop and put it in the <clears> bank, <throat> but like. I'm into it a little bit. Not the stocks so much. Uh, right. The stock market kind of scares me. But he was just saying, if you ever want to invest in something, don't necessarily look at the direct product. Don't go. Yep. You could go hydroponic stores. That's fine. Uh, and you could go um, food places. Like if you like being a stoner, I know what I go for. It's like Taco Bell, donuts, Doritos. <laughs> so invest in those companies that are affected by this change. Don't invest in the change. Yep. And I was like, damn, that's good advice. Like, yep. and looking Think back at it. a little bit outside the box. Yeah. Yep. And, and think as, as like weed adjacent as you can without being too obvious, because then there will be more people that already invest in that. And by the time you think of it, the stock price will be a little bit on its way up anyway. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah that's what they say in finance too. Uh, with the stock price is that they say essentially this, the price is fair because they're assuming that all the known information is priced into the stock yeah. already. So if, yeah. you, if you think, oh, I'm just going to invest directly in weed, everyone else is. So yeah. it's kind of built in the price already. So you gotta, I got to think of other ways to yeah, and that's your like, money. And he said, like, he was saying, and also for businesses, this this also changed my way of thinking about the weed businesses and all that. Like um, being in the delivery game might be cool when that, yeah. when that becomes available. Mm-hmm. Um, but like just weed adjacent in general sounds good. But he was saying hydroponic stores, he was like, if you wanted to make a lot of money right now, open some kind of gardens. He didn't say grow supply. He said like a hydroponic company of some sort. But like mm-hmm. he was basically saying open one of the grow supply places, sell the best shit, learn everything you can, and assume most of these guys are going to give you cash because they have cash and there's going to be constant flow. And if you get in with every single grower and you become the best and cheapest – Nobody will have a reason to go elsewhere and nobody's going to open another one that does better than yours because you have a head start. And he's right. Like I've seen there's like three grow supplies in town and all of them do well. But yep. one of them, uh, I think it's called Voodoo Grow. Voodoo? Yeah. I went there. Oh, man. I, I haven't really... been there yet. I'm about to go there. Um, yeah, it's an interesting place. Is it nice? I mean, they have a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah anything you need. Um, and prices that, aren't bad either. That was so the other they're thing. They're not like completely gouging you like yeah. uh, kind of expected. But Well, 
and that that was the biggest thing like my dad didn't go into detail but i was thinking the fair price thing is really important because if you're if you're dealing with a grower that could order it online and have a fucking semi truck come out of just all the shit he needs uh i mean i had like when we opened this place i had a a semi truck delivered my stainless steel like all my countertops and they didn't fedex it it was too much but i spent like four or five thousand dollars on what would have been at sam's eight thousand dollars yep Amazon will crush you. Yeah, yeah, for real. And that's kind of, I was like, okay, so you, if I open a place, I would want to not be like the place next door here that just kind of feeds the guy that didn't get his Amazon shipment yet or mm-hmm. forgot to order the pH meter or whatever it is. That's mainly what they're feeding. Um, I would want to be the guy that goes, well, Amazon costs the same and it's going to take three days to deliver and I'm here now. And I got paid for these three pounds in cash, and I need a fuckload of dirt. And I don't want to put this shit in the bank and try to figure that mm-hmm. out. How's that go, by the way? Like the federally illegal tax? Have you talked to anybody about taxes on weed income and how they're doing that? It seems weird. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. <laughs> that's that's how my brain works. I mean, <laughs> no, no, no. Well, technically, even before uh, just medical marijuana or anything like that, you could technically report. Your drug yeah. dealing, uh, I don't know, anything you're doing illegal, not just drugs, but you can actually report that income and pay taxes like they encourage right. you to. That doesn't mean they're going to come after you. Right. I don't know. They, maybe, they might well, back off. Yeah. You the no, and man. that was, I don't know. That, that was but, uh, another my dad thing. Uh, he always threw out, I think it was Capone, somebody like that. They got on tax oh, evasion. Yeah. That's and, how they got him. Not and, the murders, none of that. Well, I used to tattoo illegally, and it wasn't like uh, felony yeah. crime. It was just like, dude, I don't want to fucking get caught and not be able to get a license or whatever it is. Yep. And and his big thing was like, just pay taxes. Just like if you're paying taxes, like first off, you could prove you were a tattoo artist. In a lot of states, they'll accept your tax record. They won't need a license. Mm-hmm. Second, if you're paying taxes on it and you need to apply for a job, and they're like, well, how long have you been tattooing? Well, I've been paying taxes on it for X amount of years. And if you're paying taxes on it, the IRS has no reason to have a problem with you because you gave them money. Exactly. And you don't want them to not like you. Yep. And yep. I mean, that's, <laughs> it sounds a little bit like the $100 handshake thing when you're like trying to get a better seat or whatever, a better room. Uh, well, you got to play the game. <laughs> the game with the IRS the game is will play real. You. They will yeah. play the fuck out of you. Uh, <laughs> I've heard some stories. Yep. And then like, who was it? Was it Wesley Snipes that went to prison for a couple of years for tax evasion because he was like part of a... Oh, no. Was it a liberty? Did, <laughs> did you hear about it? Those YouTube videos? Oh, I haven't. I'm just saying it wasn't just on YouTube. But oh, I don't know what it Of course, it caught, like, fire there because with some of the other conspiracy stuff. But they were saying it's actually in the Constitution, uh, which is kind of the whole, what is it, freedom of religion, mm-hmm. uh, no taxation without representation. So they kind of <laughs> took that part as the gospel of... Uh, no taxation, so they said it's unconstitutional. Well, well, you have representation. <laughs> if you look into the bills that have passed since then, yeah. So the judge uh, kind of laughed, and Wesley Snipes got sent to prison. So I think they kind of made an example yeah. of him because it's kind of catching on. Then a lot of people were, uh, I don't know, trying to get their lawyers in and use yeah. that you know, leverage. I'm saying it's well, unconstitutional. And the thing about that, I don't know for Wesley Snipes and, and his world, but like a lot of the people I know that have small businesses, they're not really getting that fucked over because there's always something you can write off that has some weird, like, okay, let's say it's it's like mid-December and you're looking at your taxes and you're going, oh, shit. There's always something you can adjust. You just have to be proactive and look at your taxes before New Year's or before your yeah, that's like, the problem. Get, get your get your fucking calendar year receipts in. Like before yeah. December twenty something, around Christmas, you want to 
figure out. I mean, you could, uh, let's say it was me. Let's say I'm looking at my taxes and, and I always look, I get a general idea, usually November. And then I get everything together, usually take off from Christmas to the end of the year because like Christmas and New Year's are taking off anyway. Mm. Um, so in that time, I gather everything and look and see how fucked I am. And <laughs> and I and I officially go, okay, it's not that bad or... <gasps> but... Uh, it's probably tough. Let's, like, I it's not that hard. Your business... <laughs> well, it's not that yeah, hard. Yeah, me. not just the documents, but like... Uh, There's not a lot. <laughs> in and out. It's pretty, um, it's pretty straightforward. They give me money, I buy shit to I make mean, it. you're probably kind of more in a low overhead type business. Yeah, like, very low overhead. Get, really paid on your time and yeah. your, your your individual skills so as, as artists yes be tough to find the write-offs or yeah you know like you said you might look at the end or see if you have you know some major purchases some people that's when they'll buy cars or yeah. upgrade but know, not that major for me yeah, more like a camera yeah. <laughs> like more like 800 bucks if you need camera. it like if you're going to yeah. use it i always encourage right. but some people try to try to spend to save taxes but i'm like you just spent more than the write-off right like it's not a dollar for dollar write-off yeah like, there are situations where you're in this weird tier where if you and i can't figure it out completely to go backwards under that tier yeah but there are a few situations i've seen where it's like oh if i spend 10 g's on shit for the shop it'll save me 11 so all that shit's free or at least it'll save me 10 and look like a wash mm. or it appears that way to me am i too far off on that like uh, it's close. I think one of the biggest misconceptions is, so a lot of people know that there's tax brackets, of course, yeah. as, as you earn more, you get taxed more, uh, but it's progressive. So they think, I don't know, say they're at 58,000 and the next bracket is 60,000 and they're like, well, I don't want to make any more money, which I always think is a terrible idea. No, you don't make the money person. and pay the taxes. Like, but, it's, yeah. but they think once they jump over that, say they make $60,001 that- yeah. Now they're going to get taxed forty percent on that whole amount, and it's actually just on that one dollar. Yes. Okay. See, yes. I didn't. I didn't understand that. Yeah. I was. I was kind of in that category of the like not sure, but I've I've just seen situations where it looked like some shit I bought almost broke even, paid for itself, helped me out or whatever, and then also mm -hmm. like I write off some travel, and I don't know where the gray areas are, and we're talking on a podcast, so I don't want to get in trouble, but like. Okay, let's say, okay, Canada. I didn't tattoo, didn't network, didn't go to a convention. Didn't, I can't write that off. Uh-oh. Uh, no. I didn't, no, I didn't write it off. I didn't write it off. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but like when I went to Florida, I was in Florida for over a week. I think I was in Florida for like nine days or something, and I mm -hmm. tattooed three of them. Oh, so good. I, yeah, but I could write off the whole trip, right? Yeah. So what I wrote off was just the flights and the, um, and I didn't have a hotel the days that I was there. So I was like, I think I wrote off the Airbnb for the amount of days I was there working, but I was staying with Mary Lee, so I didn't have mm. a hotel for the days I was actually working. And I didn't know if, like, let's say I got audited and they go, well, you weren't there that day working. I mean, I could probably just text the guy at the shop and be like, can you pretend I was there eight days? But because <laughs> um, it was like I take cash. He's, you know, he just writes it as income I paid into the shop. It's not like he's writing me a check. Like I, mm. I took cash. I gave him my cut, and my cut shows up as commissions he received that day, and I made – I paid him, I believe the number's like 600 or something like that to where he doesn't have to 1099 me. But the amount of money I paid to be there was so right. far under the 1099 level anyway, it wouldn't matter. Mm -hmm. But let's say one of us gets in trouble and they're looking at, well, you were doing this in Florida, you wrote this off. I think we both did everything perfectly. But could I write off the whole trip? Like the flight out, my six extra days at a hotel and all that shit or no? Yeah, 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 you okay. can. Um so, yeah, they don't require that you actually work each day 
So uh, there is a limitation. I'd have to look, right. have to Google it to really quote you how many days yeah, they yeah. allow. But um, yeah, I mean, you work three of, like, I think you almost get up to a week or something, just right. either attending a convention or working. So it's kind of, I won't say it's a loophole. I mean, it's right there. It's in, just like in, you went on a business trip. Code. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But as long as you conduct a business, I mean, they allow so many extra days. That's kind of how people kind of semi-vacation yeah. during that time. So it but then the tax law changes every year. <laughs> yeah. That's why I don't try to memorize it. That's the thing that's so weird, man. Somebody was, I was talking to somebody one time about what accountants do. Like, they were like, well, accountants are just like, you bring the shit in and they file it <laughs> and they only work a couple months a year, right? And I was like, no. As soon as they're done, I'm not positive. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm. The day that they stop having to help you file your bullshit, they start studying for next year and there's still people late getting extensions, fucking quarterly stuff. All that's happening. Like, yeah, it's busy have, all the time, right? Wow, gosh. At least four to six major deadlines a year. Oh, okay. I thought there were just four. <laughs> I thought yeah. it was quarters. Yeah. So you have, well, yeah, that's not including just the business quarterly financials yeah. you have to do and keep up with the numbers and then get to taxes. <laughs> that's just more of like the hard tax deadlines. So, yeah. You know, you have your business in March, then you have personal in April, then half of those are on extension because <laughs> they haven't looked at it till Dude. then. And, I know so many people that own small businesses that they just immediately file for an extension. They don't even try to pay their taxes until they absolutely have to. And I'm like, why not just yeah. pay as like you're just complicating it. You like are. like just you you save up the money throughout the year. You set aside like what I tell new artists and like you were talking about the uh the overhead. The overhead of the business is enough to kind of offset cuz the commissions that I'm getting paid aren't crazy high. So like me as a person, me individually not as the business I don't have enough write-offs. Uh, and if I worked for somebody else, my commissions would be my write-offs. That would be my only mm -hmm. big one. So there's kind of a weird area that it's fixed. But um, I just tell everybody when I hire, I'm like, dude, I would put aside 20, 25% at least range. if you can. And then save every fucking receipt and then we'll figure it out. Uh, yeah. And and like most people don't really listen. I mean, I don't, I don't think I have fucking half of what I made in the last year because, uh, you know, COVID. Uh, like this, I hope I'm not fucked on taxes this year because usually I have a pretty good chunk to pay in and, or that I'm planning to pay in or like hope I don't have to, you know, there's some money set right. aside. Dude, this fucking five weeks doesn't sound like a lot. That's a good chunk of time to not make money and have three yeah, sets of bills. Still got to pay the bills. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those yeah. not going anywhere. And that was, so has it, I was kind of curious, has it, has it like really affected you guys? Or not as much as we thought. some big differences? Uh, no, it's, it's not as, probably as many walk-ins. We can't do walk-ins. Yeah. That's the biggest problem. We're not allowed to do walk-ins, and I don't anyway. Uh, Sarah barely does. She's booked all the time. Megan's been pretty booked anyway. Jason's so, pretty booked. How booked are you? <laughs> Me? Yeah. Only till July. It's not Only that big of a deal. Yeah. I, like, like I'm, it's like July, <laughs> like two, not even two months, like six weeks or something. It's really not bad. Like, what is it okay. now? May? So I have all of yeah, June's booked in, for sure. I think I have I think I have half of July open. It's really not that big. I mean, that's usually how booked I would be this time of year anyway. Mm -hmm. And then usually June, July, somewhere around there, it starts dying off. August, it really tanks. Okay. Um, and I think it's just because people are out of the lake and doing shit where they can't really heal. Yeah. But uh, our worst vacation. Yeah, our worst time kids. is uh, Christmas, like around December. It's just there's really? no point in tattooing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's okay, like, okay. The with the exception of I, I will be busy with my like I have a few clients. Like I have a client that lives in Omaha and his family's in Weatherford, and he'll be here for to visit family three or four times a year. And usually he tries to get tattooed every time. Um, so I have that to offset people not wanting to spend money and not. Mm purchasing things for themselves but 
it gets fucking weird with the seasons and this whole thing's just like it just delayed tax season so i still i would if i had to guess i would say we still lost at least 10 maybe 15 percent of what we would have made this year on Mm -hmm. the covid thing because there's just there would have been the walk-ins right um and the walk-ins aren't happening but all the people that we didn't tattoo that wanted tattooed, now we're just doing cool shit. Now we're just doing big ones. Now it's like, so it's like everybody's just booked with stuff we couldn't do for five weeks and they're all like, we can kind of pick and choose and there's enough coming at us that it's like, uh, yeah, I want to do that. And that might in the long term hurt business a little bit because some people are getting turned away. But it's like, you know, for this year, we're doing better than a lot of people, I you think. You can make it worth your time. Yeah. yeah. And get a bigger piece. or Yeah. I'm sure some you want to do too. Well, I mean, but the reason I, I'm booked you know, less than two months most of the time is because I've been filtering clients for like four years. Like yeah. I, I don't, okay, let's say you get a tattoo, you squirm a little bit, you're kind of a pain in the ass, you bring your girlfriend and your girlfriend's eating Cheetos and I have to <laughs> ask her to step out of my booth and eat Cheetos way the fuck up there. And, and you this sp- really happen. Yeah, oh, it happens all the time. <laughs> we had a lady fucking, you know, when people suck the meat off the bone with wings, we had a lady come in here and bring fucking wings. And I was like, uh, you can't. <sighs> what the fuck are you doing? You're in a tattoo shop. Like, I don't, I was trying to explain she needs to just at least be like out in the hall or the lobby, not right here. And she's like, wait a minute. Just go home and do that. Dude, oh my God. And and her boyfriend was there getting a tattoo. She wasn't there getting a tattoo. And her boyfriend was getting something that wasn't going to take more than like five hours. And she could just fucking stay at home. It's not that big of a deal. Eating all the chicken wings she wants. Yeah, fuck that bitch. But uh, (laughs) anyway, what was I even talking about? That one got me. Uh, Hmm. COVID. COVID and the bitches. So how long did <laughs> how long did it get uh, take you to I guess really build up to your minimum that you're at now? Because it oh. sounds like you had a quite a like supply demand issue. There's only <laughs> so much Andrew to go around. <laughs> that's, so that's how I got to gotta it. keep hyping yeah. Up. So that's where we're Which at. That's sense. literally all it is. It's just uh, the the demand was higher than I can supply without killing myself, like without like really burning out. Yeah. Uh, when we first moved the shop from Texas, we were in Wichita Falls. We moved a lot in, I think, about four years ago. Uh, okay. uh, when we moved there. the shop. Yeah, I was living here, so I had to go there to get a license. It was Texas, just a little, like, as a state, super laid back. Wichita Falls, not really that laid back, but it was right. possible versus impossible. Uh, so two years in a different state, you could show them those licenses here, you get a license here. So I had to work there, and then I was just going to work for the guy for a commission for – three two or three years and i figured it'd be two to get the license and then maybe like maybe try to find a job here build Mm -hmm. some clients here save up money open my own shop whatever uh and then i wasn't there for even a year and he was like hey man i'm selling the shop and this like tweaker came in to appraise the shop and i was like um that's gonna be my fucking new boss and he goes i mean unless you want to buy it and i was like dude I, i can't afford to buy this shit and he goes how about that Cadillac? You're, you and your dad, the, who technically owns it? I was like, technically my dad owns it. Uh, but it's like in my driveway and I'm pretty sure I could give him like five G's and he'd let me have it. And he goes, how about that Cadillac? And I'm not going to say on here because that guy probably claimed he gave it to me. And <laughs> and he's he's the best kind of sketchy ever. But there was also a cash price that went with it. But he was like, that right. Cadillac and a feasible normal amount of cash that you can obtain yourself right so um that's what we did we traded a fucking tat- uh, tattoo shop for a car and a big wad of cash and it wasn't that big it wasn't a huge wad of cash i'll tell you when we're not recording i just legitimately yeah, i don't know what the legalities are for him and people 
could easily figure out who I'm talking about and the name of the shop, and that might come up. So it was um, just an amount you didn't have to like murder somebody. For no, that. no, no. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was an amount. It was okay. Well, I also don't talk about my prices on here. I like people to email. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was how much I charge. It was not more than I charge per week if I do all full days, which is not something that happens usually. But if I did all full days, the amount I gave him, I would have twice that from doing all full days in a week. Um, so, so it's, a, <laughs> it's not that much. A very money. low, like break-even point. It's not much money. Yeah, easy to break even. So we we were buying the building. The Cadillac was it like? It was an a old 60, 68 Cadillac Deville. Okay, like like so now be. I have a sixty nine. Uh, I have a sixty nine Cadillac Deville on white walls. It's bagged. Sure. It's really pretty. Uh, needs a starter and I'm getting one for Father's Day because my wife can't keep secrets. So <laughs> I'm going to put a starter in that bitch and I'll be driving it you soon. You have to show me pictures of that. Uh, yeah, it's beautiful. Sure. I have a picture of it in front of Derek's uh, gym. So uh, with my nice. daughter by the wheel. So you I know can... he was into cars too, I think. For yeah, he likes my me. car. I don't know if he's still... <laughs> when I pull up, he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they always have like the gym doors open and shit and he's like, dude, hit the switches. Like he sounds like a like a low rider guy. He's like, eat yeah. the switches. Like, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I have a, I have a bagged a, a 69 I bought off of a, a guy in Wichita Falls that was actually a guy that I had to let go due to a a cash-related discrepancy on his part that is now admitted to the tune of way more than I paid for that first tattoo shop. Uh, he All told right. the guy, hey, Andrew's always loved Cadillacs and hit him up. And now we, we get along. I, we DM back and forth and shit. And he's supposed to be on the podcast soon. And I'm like, before the podcast, I'm like, can we talk about the stealing? Can we, can we, can we just for a before minute? Before we get on the air. Like, do yeah. you want to talk about the stealing with the mics on? Or, uh, but <laughs> Should put a light on. Yeah, no. I mean, grilling. well, we've had dinner once since. And it was the weirdest fucking dinner ever. But I thought he was, I thought he was probably in like, uh, what do you call it? Not. Not Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, NA. NA. Yeah. I thought maybe it was that and he was making amends. I thought maybe the reason he stole a shit ton of money from me was uh, cocaine or something. And I was like, this might make me feel better. I was trying to be selfish and go, I will have dinner with him to make me not yeah, fucking right. hate this motherfucker. Right. It did not work, but I don't hate him anymore because I am I smoke weed. Uh, he, just, like, he just wanted free dinner then. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that's right. No, he paid. I made him he pay. He paid? Okay. Yeah. I was like, no, you're right. paying for this one. I told him. He was like, can, can we meet up and have dinner sometime soon? And I was like, yes, you're paying. And he was like, for real? I was like, yeah, bitch. Yes. Yes, you're paying. And I'm going to give you a ride in my new car and show you how fucking cool I am. <laughs> Fuck you. But no, it's eat like we're sweeches. cool now. But yeah, eat this speech. No, I, I took him uh, in my regular. Oh, it's not out there right now. My daily uh, is fast as fuck and does not look like it. Hmm. It's it's a it's a Mercedes. Uh, it's an E three fifty. It's it goes. It's an E. It's like middle. I'm not rich. Don't worry. It's an E. So it's not like, an S. Are you against Beamers? <clears throat> no, I love is Beamers. Like, I love okay. no, no, no. There's no battles with me, dude. I love good cars. <laughs> so anything made in Germany, uh, Toyota, Honda, Hyundai, Holocaust. Nissan, all that. Yeah, yeah, dude. The Holocaust made great cars. I don't know why. No, that's. It's where we got a lot of great scientists dude, from. Dude, for honestly. real, that's where NASA, NASA came from. Yeah, yeah dude, it's go. crazy. I love, I love that shit. They're like, I was like, wait, we really just took a bunch of. The thing is, okay, they worked for a Nazi government. It doesn't necessarily like the way things were back then. You could have been a Nazi, Nazi scientist, piece of shit, whatever mm-hmm. that comes to work for NASA, and you might not really be a piece of shit. You might be. That's just the job you got. Yeah. Like people you didn't think. Have a choice. I mean. Yeah, I don't think that the Russian scientist or the fucking uh, German scientist at that time had any say. Once they saw their fucking grades, they were like, dog, we got a job for you. Mm-hmm. I think that's how that – I don't know. I'm not a historian. But uh, fuck, I got off on a 
thing again. So I was talking about money being stolen by a guy and some things that happened. Oh, you got um, to How I got the shop. Yeah, how I got the shop is where we were, though. We were working okay. on the shop. Yeah, yeah. Shop was in Texas. I was doing a lot of walk-ins, a little bit of appointments, mostly color realism, opposite of what I do now. Uh, huh. I started doing black and gray when I got tattooed by Ty Harris. Um, this one right here was my first one from him. He got. Uh, I was like, nice. my daughter, I think it was about 2013 or 14, because my daughter was born in 2011, and she was not too old. And this picture was like new when I got it. Um, I'm not great with timelines. But I got a tattoo by him, and watching him do that made me go from, dude, I just want a tattoo color and make it look all colorful, to like, I was like, holy fuck, that's magic. Like, it really yeah. felt like magic. Yeah. Um, so I got addicted to black and gray, went down like like I do, went deep into a fucking rabbit hole. Changed the needles, changed the machines, changed the ink, changed the way I get the ink in the skin, changed fucking everything over and over and over until I found a groove where I thought at that point, this is how I tattoo, now I can improve it. Then I did that for a couple of years. And in that process, mm. I hooked up so many people like, hey dude, I wanna do a leopard, I'll do it for 80 bucks. <laughs> like, I was just giving shit away, just to, and so. Kind of experimenting. Yeah, yeah, just like yeah. I do with weed. I'm making yep. bonsai trees right now. have to do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I have a bonsai tree in a 20 ounce <laughs> cup, and I just put it in a flower, I'm like, fuck it, let's see what happens. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh -huh. like, it's the same age as the ones that are like big enough to go into flower. Um, they're, you know, up here, I was, they're two, two foot tall, maybe. And okay. I put in, I like to put them in a flower as short as I can actually, and top them a lot and bend them up. Um, I try to stay away from topping and bend them a lot and bend them down to where they're short, but I have to top them or they'll just shoot up. Mm. Um, so I don't top as much as I used to, but I, everything gets topped once now, maybe twice. Yeah. I'm good with like one, yeah. one topping. Yeah. I feel like well, no, can... one time I did like six, seven, eight, 20. I don't know. I'm fucking I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Edward Scissorhands, <laughs> that bitch. <laughs> It worked yeah. out. It was a bushy motherfucker. It was still grow. That's yeah, like it's still good. Yeah. yeah, they recover. You just have to let it recover between each one. I don't. I wouldn't recommend topping multiple in a day. I don't know if that would be a big deal, but um, I took some chunks. Like, well, let's say you top it. It's gonna stun it a little bit. Yeah, but you top it. You get two leaves. You top those to stun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You yeah. want to keep it short so you yeah, can keep it inside. But. Uh, Damn, I'm bad at keeping on. I'm just. I need to smoke more weed. That's the problem. Um, so transitioning, transitioning. Yeah, I, black I, and white. yeah, I tattooed my balls off, and <laughs> so tattooing to make a living and to learn meant I got used to 15, 16 hour days. Like it was like that was my idea of a normal good day was twelve hours. Yeah. I'd do like noon to midnight. You want to be a business owner? Yeah, D dude, be that's a good move. Yeah, prepare, yeah, to, prepare work. to work. Uh, and then eventually you can work a lot less. Like it from here, it yeah. really right now it appears I don't do anything at Avenue. It really like if you even the people at work here probably think I'm just here, like. Every couple weeks for ten seconds. No, that's crazy. Um, we work with a lot of, of course, you know, accounting and business yeah. owners. I have a, immense respect for business owners. Yeah, but the thing is, like, you don't have to physically be here to be working on yeah. it. Yeah, uh, and I do come in I, at night a lot and do shit. But like with the COVID thing, I haven't been here on Saturdays, and I feel real weird. I miss working with the girls, and I'm not sure when I'm coming back because I don't know. Like, we're trying to divide things up as much as I can. Mm -hmm. But we used to all work Saturdays together, both shops. We'd join up here. Um, and it feels weird to do that because the COVID thing, there's too many people in the building and all that. But it's like, how different is that risk? But uh, that's beside the point. I'm going to stay on track from now on. Watch this shit. I'm going to stay on track for 10 seconds. Uh, so we moved the shop here when my lease ran out and my landlord was being a douchebag. So my landlord, my rent was 600 bucks a month, which is fucking wonderful. Yeah. 
The power bill was three and four hundred dollars though, because it was such a shitty little old building. Mm, um, and Texas, dude, fucking people always talk about they don't have income tax, but they do tax the fuck oh, out the of you on property and fucking electricity. I don't know mm. if it's the taxes or, but dude, it's like almost double per kilowatt hour there. Yep. Like I don't know the numbers anymore, so I'm not even gonna try to say. But I I remember the number seventeen per kilowatt hour there at one point, and I think it's more like twelve here or ten or. Uh, yeah, we it's, have one of the lower rates. Yeah, dude, it was a huge difference when I came here and I was like, my electricity is damn near free. What the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Uh, not this building, that one. I only uh, looked into that when I got my lights. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is dude, kind of reset. I'm never running really LEDs. Do you run LEDs? LEDs. Oh, dude, it's yeah. not. You you won't notice on your bill. Yeah, like nothing. But uh, the point is that Texas actually does like to get a little bit of, they, it, they just get it in a different place. Mm-hmm. But when I moved the shop here, I had a share contest on Facebook, and this is like if anybody – I don't know if it works the same way as it did back then, but anybody trying to fucking move a business, this is the move. Uh, share contest for a full day and a share contest for a half day, I believe is what I did, which at the time were about half what I charge now. Uh, and then I also chose five people that I said their their six-hour sessions would be $100 as mm. long as they let me do a whole sleeve. And I, I don't remember how I worked the system out, but it's like you kind of pay more up front. And as we progress, I start basically giving you money back. Um, that way I can get you to commit to the full sleeve. So my first month or three here, I was banging out those sleeves. Walk-ins that I did not expect. I did not think we'd have the walk-ins. But that share contest got so many fucking shares. I think it was 16000 or something. So in Lawton. And it was like, it's only people that want to come to a shop in Lawton. It's not like some dude in Iowa is fucking sharing it. Right. And everybody was like, what the fuck is up with this? And so the shop like blew up instantly and it was just me and my apprentice. <laughs> and I had, I gave my apprentice a gas card because I was like, dog, I I hate driving to work an hour every day. And mm-hmm. I, I know it seems fucked up, but that's what you're going to have to do for now. And I assure you, you will make enough money to make up for it. Here's a gas card. You can gas up all three of your vehicles. He was driving a 65 Chevelle, a fucking big ass bus looking thing and a Scion. And I was like, drive the Scion to Lawton, please. <laughs> but... I can afford that one. But when you go to Dallas for a gig, because he's in a band, he's like a really good band, actually. I don't know if they're still together, but it's called It Hurts to Be Dead. It's like a punk rock band. They're Hmm. fucking (laughs) really good to just be some dudes in Wichita Falls. But uh, I was like, take it to a gig. Like, take the van to a gig. Like, you guys all throw in on gas. Don't worry about it. Use this card. I'm going to write it off on taxes, and I'm going to pretend that that makes it better. Uh, We Business people love to say that. Like, when you have a business, you're like, I'll write it off on the taxes. It makes it free. Nah, it saved me like eight bucks. But uh, (laughs) the point is that's kind of what the plan was for a little while. And then he didn't like the commute. And I don't know how to describe the way things parted, but it wasn't smooth. Uh, It wasn't wasn't drastic. It wasn't like, fuck you, you're fired, or I quit, I'm going to kill you. It was kind of like, this isn't working. (laughs) Yeah. But um, so that gas card card wasn't a big deal. (laughs) Yeah, very, very mutual. Uh, So... That worked out for a little while. About the same time, this dude, Tony, came in and he was like, he just brought a portfolio. I had an ad on Craigslist and I, I forgot I put the ad on Craigslist looking for an artist. And he was like, I'm licensed in Oklahoma. I've been tattooing for a while. I have a lot of clientele and I can start whenever. And I was like, mm. seems like a dream come true. How about we do this? You come in on Saturday and if I like how everything went, I'm going to have – and I had the guy that – ended up taking some money. Uh, I had him kind of monitoring for safety reasons because I'd never met this guy and he understood the setup. He understood the ins and outs of all the safety shit. Okay. So I'm busy tattooing in the front. I had this dude in the back also tattooing and he made an appointment for uh, Tuesday. Like he was, he tattooed like eight or nine people, 
made over a thousand dollars, and then, and then, <laughs> and then set an appointment for Tuesday with one of the people that he couldn't get to. And I was like, so you set an appointment, but I told you if things go well. He was like, I was hoping that was cool, and I felt like things were going well. And I was like, hired. I like you. That's fucking dope. And it worked great for a while. And then he had some sobriety-related issues, and that went. But but Tony and I hustled together for like six, eight months straight, like hard, hard. I mean, like serious. And your sometimes post blew up too. What your post blew up? Yeah, yeah. Sure. So the the Facebook yeah. thing fed the business for a while. We carried like just catching up off that shit. Mm-hmm. Walk-ins just being a new shop. There hadn't been a new shop that nobody had heard. Like there had been some shops where people were like, "Oh, that's the guy from that shop," and he moved and opened his own thing. But it, this just felt really new. And mm-hmm. I had some clients here. Is that when it like first became legal? No, this Oklahoma, was uh, no. It was uh, this was just a couple years ago. Like when we moved here. So I was in. I started tattooing about the time it first became legal, but I wasn't tattooing legally. And then I was like, I got to make this actual thing. Like, I can't keep doing this at my house. Yeah, yeah. So that's when I went to Texas and came back. This this would be like 2016. It's almost like exactly four years. Longer. It feels like that. So my daughter was born. <clears throat> I was working on the shop. I had set aside a substantial chunk of money to build this place. Mm-hmm. And, and my bo- daughter was born... Uh, I'm going to get it wrong because I'm recording this. I want to say eight weeks premature, but she weighed three and a half pounds or three pounds, five ounces. Sorry. She's really tiny. Like she, I have a picture of her next to a Barbie doll and the Barbie is like the same fucking height. Did you ever um, do the whole NICU thing? Yeah, or? dude. Okay. We, we lived in Oklahoma City at yeah, the hospital the for a little McDonald's while. Yeah, dude. That. Yeah. Ronald yeah. McDonald house for like a month. Um, and I love the Ronald McDonald Foundation. And like, I've tried to figure out ways to, you can do a thing on Instagram where you can like encourage people to donate. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out a way to. I've been working this out for a while, and maybe you can help me because you do accounting. But uh, a way that I could donate 50% of my deposits in a way that I don't have to do all kinds of technical shit to not pay taxes on that 50%. Like like maybe what I came up with for a while was um, instead of pay me the deposit, just pay the deposit to the Ronald McDonald House mm-hmm. and then send me a screenshot that you gave that donation. But the problem with that is that doesn't ensure you'll come here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like it's real hard once you touch the money to keep giving at that rate. I can't really afford to give at that rate. Uh, and and I mean I could technically I guess but not keep up with how I am doing shit. I would, it, would, it, would be, eat, it would be pretty costly. <laughs> but if it if I don't see it and I somehow slowly increase my prices and that comes out of the, like the front end before I really see it, I feel like I could at least work it out of my head to where it doesn't feel like I'm fucking giving away all my money. Um, but my deposits are pretty hefty now, but I can make that a slot, like a lower number or half and half. But the point is I'm, I'm in love with that foundation. And I Mm -hmm. used to think it was like, oh, McDonald's is just fucking doing a tax break thing. I don't give a fuck if that's why. I don't care if that's what they're doing. Mm -hmm. They're doing great things. Like it doesn't matter if they're profiting off of it somehow to me. Like if they're taking, let's say they take a million dollars of donations and they spend 900,000, I still think that's fine. Like I would say- Ethics aside, I don't give a fuck how you got it. That place is they're dope. Super they're helpful. super great. I mean, when stressful times too. Yeah, and when you're in that situation, it's like, okay, so I got to get a hotel. I guess I'm gonna use a credit card because I da 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 da. But the point is, I was there while I was building the shop. So I was working in Wichita Falls. Ooh. It was fucked up, and then I would book an appointment in Wichita Falls, and I would drive from Oklahoma City to Wichita Falls. For those of you that don't live around here, that's uh, probably two two and a half hours. Two and a half? Mm-hmm. So it's an hour and yeah, a half to Oklahoma City and an it. hour to Wichita Falls. I'm going to say two and a half. Yeah. I don't know. Two and a half hour drive just to tattoo one person once a week, twice a week, stuff like that. While we were like, things are in the clear. She's definitely going to make it. Mm. But this this chunk of cash I set aside for this is gone. Um, 
So it got weird. I would drive to Wichita Falls. People would no-show. I would have a deposit and people would no-show. At the time, I was taking like $30 or $50 or something. That wasn't enough for people to show up, apparently. Right, not enough incentive. And I'm like, dog, I drove two and a half hours. The lady that I was supposed to tattoo the day that my daughter was born, I I tattooed her for free later. And she, like, I hate being the guy that's like, and she didn't tip me. Dude, I texted her when she was on her way to the appointment. She was driving three hours to see me because I had gotten good enough that people would do that at that point, I guess. Uh-huh. And um, and I that like that was one of the first. That was one where I was like, oh, this feels cool. Uh, she was headed that way, and and I texted her, and I was like, I'm really sorry, but my daughter's being cut out of my wife right now, and I'm driving 140 on the way to Lawton. I will tattoo you for free. I will message you as soon as I know what's going on. Like, that's pretty much the message I sent her. Shop, I left in complete disarray, like shit on the fucking table. I don't even know if I locked the door. I I had somebody text somebody and make sure the door was locked. And it was wow. fucking nuts. But um, I made it here in time to see her having breathing troubles. And I thought she was going to die. And she was, like, on a table. And I wasn't allowed to go in and see her. And my wife was over there. And my mm-hmm. dad was just like, Brandy's there. The baby's there everybody's alive <laughs> and that was it and I like I drove like shit I was driving 140 is exactly how fast an accent will go by the way um, car shakes like a motherfucker at 100 I was shaking this bitch past four cops on the way none of them did anything <laughs> it was the world was on my side on everything except the baby's birth that day uh-huh. but so that's when I'm in the middle of this I do that and then I'm trying to figure out how am I going to pay my bills while I make this new shop while I just signed up for a second lease I got two sets of rent and and all this so i called usaa uh got a ten thousand dollar signature loan and then i got a a interest-free credit card and i lived off those two things um until i got everything together at the shop dude i fucking bounced back in like three weeks thanks to lot and just being excited as fuck i i thought it was going to be a year or two before i could you took that risk dude lot and like Lawton was excited about me <laughs> and about the shop. And, you know, just like the difference of like everybody else here had kind of been here and they were established. So if you didn't have somebody you liked, you were going out of town. Mm-hmm. And not to say the shops here weren't good. There's some good shops in town. There's some good artists in town. There's good business people in town. There's very nice people doing good tattoos. Like there's, you know, usually like a good tattoo artist will be a dick to everybody when they come in and shit like that for some reason. That wasn't really the case all the way across the board here. There were places to go for all tiers like it wasn't. Yeah, I've heard of some people, but yeah, but no, I'm saying like there was. If you wanted a good color tattoo, there was a guy to go to. If you wanted somebody to be really yeah. nice to you and do a decent, clean, traditional tattoo, there was a guy, and you could pick. There were enough artists; it was mm-hmm. fine. So it's not like I came to a town where there's nothing. It was just like something about lot, and they get excited about new restaurants and and tattoo shops and whatever. It worked. It everything yeah. was fine, and but I was like trying to put this together, so. So this goes to I was practicing my my tattooing to an extent that was ridiculous through through the like years leading up to that. And then I was before my daughter was born, I would tattoo in Wichita Falls till nine. We had business hours that I stuck to. I leave mm-hmm. at nine. If I stay late, I stay late. On the way home, I stop by here, put in about six hours of work, and then I go home. <laughs> so I did that for like a month. Sleep when you can. Dude, I didn't I don't even know if I I mean, to be like completely honest, I know it would be impossible for me to function on no sleep. But I was so delirious at that time, I legitimately don't know how much I was sleeping. But I can tell you, I was leaving to work at about 10 or 10.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I was back in town on average at about 10 to midnight. I was trying to leave early, like leave at 9 as much as I could. But 10 to midnight on average. And I was only here until 4, or 5, or 6 in the morning most of the time. 
and then I was in, I was asleep until my alarm went off at 10 so I could get, or I'm sorry, 9, I think, so I could get ready for work to go to Wichita Falls again. So there's a window where I was crashing and I was getting really deep sleep. I think it was feasible to say I was probably averaging like three or four hours a night. It just didn't seem possible. I mean, the point is that was all training. I didn't realize that was all me warming up for when I got a tattoo in Lawton. Mm -hmm. I was doing noon to midnight was a really easy day for me. Noon to four was normal. Noon to three, noon to two when I was here. I live right down the fucking road. I'm, you know, three, five minutes from work. And, uh, And I was like... The way I was looking at it is I go, if I work 18 hours and I don't have to drive two of them, mm. I'm making money the whole fucking time. And I'm seeing my kids the same amount. And and I still have two days off every week. Right. And so I just fucking kicked it into high gear. And I was staying booked about a month and a half to two months um, with two five to eight hour tattoos most days. And then if there was room in the middle for a walk-in, I would grab it. And, uh, and if there was room to do one where I stay late, I would grab that too. And I did that until I realized that's not sustainable. And then I was like, no, I'm going to do one a day. <laughs> and all my friends were like, dude, there's no way you're going to do one a day and be okay. I was like, I, you're right. It took me a couple of years to get to where I was actually content with one a day. Now I'm down to four days a week with one a day. So I mean, there's okay. usually a day where I do two. But so I was doing five tattoos a week. I went from 10 to 15, down to five, down to usually still five. Hmm. But one or two of them would be smaller. Like, so right now I'll book four major pieces. And then I'll do one or two small on a friend kind of things. Um, but I think you found the sweet spot kind of? Yeah, I think so. I think this is the groove I can I can ride out for a long time without having any issues. Uh, I hurt my back and I don't think it would have been such a huge traumatic deal if my body was in the shape that it, it should be from sleeping and eating properly. <laughs> Mm. Like, I think my body, my physical body became fragile from not sleeping and oh, my brain was it. fried. Yeah. Everyone tries to be a hard ass. Go out yeah. there and grind. Dude. Don't sleep. Who needs sleep? Sleep I, is for the week. No, I know. No. no. I have this weird. Long term, you're going to yeah. crash. And I shifted super hardcore. I used to be, that That was me. Uh, yep. And I think there's a place for that and there's a time I for that I think you life. kind of needed it then, honestly. Yeah, you do. Like, that kind of, you know, builds that uh, builds that armor up. And, yeah. <laughs> and and now you're it's trying like, to survive. I mean, you're fighting. It's yeah. it's business. It's a competition. I mean, yeah. the market will tell you whether you're good or not eventually. Yeah. So. And that's the other but, thing is like, uh, we were talking about, that's, that's the market will tell you is the reason tattooers brag about how booked they are. But the problem with that is some tattooers will manipulate their books to be booked further. And mm. they do – there's things like called reverse booking where you go, I want to be booked till um, October. I'll book October 31st, 30th, 29th, and 28th. And then I'll book the first, second, and third of October also. And I'll leave that gap. And then I'll scoot back. And then anybody that – like if I start getting low on money, I'll scoot up. There's this whole – there's a lady that does seminars on how to be more booked with the same amount of people. I'm like, why not just fucking tattoo them? What, what difference? <laughs> because it now you would it's say a, that. I mean, maybe it's on a, their price. It's a, no, it's a stigma. Or? It's a or a good, uh, not a stigma. What what would you call the opposite? A good thing. Uh, it's like a it's like Gucci. Uh, it's not worth more because it's oh good. It it's it just rare. Gucci. Yeah, it's uh. A there's a there's a fucking. See, I've been, it's been a long day. I've been at two birthday parties today. <laughs> I'm like, it's like, I'm not even high right now. I've just been to two birthday parties. Um, so what it, it, it makes it more appealing to certain people. It's, um, have you ever looked into Yeezys, how they do that with the shoes? Uh, it's Kanye West. Okay. It's weird. Bit, what, what, what so I don't know exactly what the system is, but it's something like 
we could either print, like, not print, make uh, 500 pairs of shoes or 50,000. It doesn't matter. Um, but if we want to make X amount of dollars and we make half the amount, we're making a deal with Adidas anyway. We're not paying more per mm -hmm. unit because they're still just Adidas shoes. So what we can do is we can say we're only releasing 800 of this particular model and size in this color. And we release them all at once. You got an hour. Makeup companies kill this shit. Jeffree Star is murdering this shit. Yep. It's, to me, it's stupid. Just because your neighbor can't have it doesn't mean it's better. But I do understand the appeal. It's like, you can't have this and I got this. And people's that's, behavior. Yeah. But that's yeah, that's where psychology. booking that's where the, the what I call stupid fucking showy gay whatever bad word. Gay doesn't mean you're bad, by the way. I like gay people. But <laughs> if somebody's like he's a gay, I was born in nineteen ninety. That's what I'm sorry. Yeah, that just made like whack. <laughs> whack. Uh fanny pack whack. Uh so the there's something to it that works for a certain type of people. But this goes back to I've been filtering clients for fucking ever. It's I don't want the people that only want my tattoo work because somebody else can't have it or because it's mm -hmm. special or rare for the reasons of I'm booked till fucking 2025. I want clients that go, that shit's good. I'm willing to pay for it. I like the way it looks. I don't care if they think it's better. Like, it doesn't have to be better by any certain standard. It has to be more what you want than what somebody else can do. So I'm just trying to attract the right people, not necessarily everybody. Um, mm -hmm. People that want it how I do it. There's another guy in town that fucking kills black and gray. There's guys all over Oklahoma yeah. City that kill it. But there's I have people that fucking come to me because they like the way I do it. And I can't tell a difference between, like, the guy down the road from their house and me three hours away. But I'm just – I'm like, all right, cool. If you like it, I like – I mean, they see something. They Yeah, they see something. Yeah. And it's not, and I also don't want price to ever dictate why people get tattooed by me. I don't want to be the cheapest and I don't want to be the most expensive. I don't want somebody to be like, oh, it's fucking five grand a day. So he's dope. I would hate to be that guy. Yeah. Yeah. But if people want to pay me five grand a day, I'll take it. Like, bring it. <laughs> you know. But um, the point is there's all this trickery that goes on with it. And, and that's why people do that. And it does work. And I know, I mean, one time I was doing a guest spot and the guy's fucking cool, but he's just he should be more like a concert promoter than a tattooer. He's a good tattooer too. He's just very into the the hustle. And he's like, this is how you get it. And I'm mm -hmm. like, but, and he did also give me some of the best advice ever. He just said like, the tattoos will always be there. Your kids won't always be kids. And I was like, damn, that's deep. I mean, that's what weed does to a motherfucker. He's high as shit. He goes, Andrew, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> and you're like, okay. But no, for real though, he's right. And and I'm not, not saying anything bad about him. Uh, I just... I disagree with the concept of misleading your clients to look more appealing. I think let your work speak for yourself. That's it. Yeah, like, I think when you're manipulating something, yeah. that's 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 where you cross the yeah. line and uh, then, more so. And I don't know. And you can justify it and say, yeah, I got to <laughs> yeah. feed my family. But yeah. so I'm sure so did uh, Bernie Madoff and Ron or some of those teams. <laughs> <Damn>. I mean, <laughs> Bernie geez. Madoff is a great example of a guy that was feeding the fuck out of his family. Yeah. Dude, that is the only single individual I've seen do anything that substantial financially. And you can look at pretty much all of history. The last time I saw something that's that crazy, uh, and I don't mean last time, like I'm looking through history. Right. Uh, my dad told me, okay, when they printed six billion fucking dollars, I text my dad. I was like, how bad is this going to be for the next couple of years? He goes, look up. It was something in Germany. You might know what it is. Look up something inflation. And it was like a city in Germany. But they just printed a bunch oh. of fucking money. 
I've and seen pictures. Dude, yeah, I just yeah. read about it and I was like, oh my God. They had like pictures. It was more substantial. Like, what, starving, I don't yeah, know, holding oh. a piece of bread, but then stacked up in their room was just, I mean, piles of money. Taller yeah. than the kids, but yeah. it's worthless at that point. Yeah, so. so that, and that's the greatest art ever, by the way, stuff that like that picture, like I'm not, I'm one of those people that I, I still believe photography should be considered an art form and people shouldn't just shoot a picture and say they're a photographer because they bought a Canon. Shots fired. Um, yeah, <laughs> my mom's yeah. a photographer and she actually works. Everyone's uh, a photographer now. <laughs> I know, but no, like, okay, so. No, but there are legit yeah, ones. There's course, legit ones. But... Uh, Haley that used to live here, I can't pronounce her last name. She's in North Carolina now. If you just look up Haley Photography, North Carolina, I bet you'll find her. She's fucking awesome. Great at promoting. Yeah. Very good with Instagram, but also a good, actual good photographer that looks at it as an art. Uh, and then Molly Beth Shewart, uh, did some pictures for my family. She's in, uh, Vernon, Texas, not too far from here. Okay. My mom, Patty Patterson, she's more into like the, she started out doing pets actually, but she does really good photography of like, um, just a family picture or like in studio, like your kid just, you know, your kid's turning four and you're like, fuck, they're growing up. You want a good picture of them <laughs> when they're four and five and six. You can go to my mom once next a year. Next to the big numbers? Yeah, next <laughs> to a big number or whatever. Not near as cheesy as Sears. Like, she does that, but she does it in a way where it's like, she didn't just go on Pinterest and come up with a thing. She goes, what's your kid like? More oh, natural. fire trucks? Cool. I'll come up with something. Yeah, there you go. And, and she puts something into it. So not saying all photographers are bad. I'm just saying that type of art, when you see a kid with like one crumb of bread that's ribs are sticking out, Next to a pile of cash that is taller than him, Dude, it's yeah. fucking. It that'll make you feel something. The picture says a thousand words. Yeah, yeah that'll bring yeah. emotion right and out. And now I want to tattoo that on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to just be like, dude, fucking the economy was fucked. <laughs> but so my dad was just telling me, look up the worst case scenario. That, that was the dope worst. Tattoo. Yeah, yeah, it would be cool. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna figure out something. We'll figure out something. I'll design something. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite pieces of artwork I ever saw was a uh, digital artwork. It was. Uh, I screenshotted it. It's deep, deep in my phone. I have over 20,000 photos, so good luck. Uh, but it was years ago, and it was a picture of, like, the like heart from Instagram. And somehow it encompassed in – I can't describe it visually, but I can just say these are the things that encompassed. Um, somebody was putting all their worth into their, their likes on Instagram, and they were mm. simultaneously killing themselves with drugs uh, intentionally and unintentionally. All in one picture. It's a one by one square inch picture, and they put it together digitally. And I, I and you could while you're scrolling, you have to stop and you go, oh fuck, and you and I still like I mentioned that picture. I wish I had a way to credit that person right now. Um, I was like, that's enough internet for today. Yeah, yeah, just, dude. <laughs> yeah, but it was like you're scrolling and you go, oh fuck, like that. And you, uh, it, there was no interpretation needed. There was no like you could have shown this to anybody that's had an Instagram account, anybody that's had a friend kill themselves, yeah. and either way they would know. Like they would know. It, if they didn't know what Instagram was, they still might be able to get 80% of the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like when you described that picture, I was like, see the thing? I was like, fuck, yeah. that's dark. But I don't know I mean, how we got from inflation to that. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> that's what I love about but doing podcasts. It's like, oh, it's forever. Yeah. Um, people, people that listen to this, by the time they get to here, I hope they've figured out that's just how it is. I stayed on track to explain the shop story. <laughs> And, and my weird come up, I guess. Um, I think that was interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's what I wanted to know, too. Of and I don't think a lot of people have heard that on here because it's I, like I talk more than my guest. I'm doing that right now. And yeah. that's something I'm working on. But I also try not to talk about me too much, right. which is also something I'm working on. Right. I mean, I think that'd be helpful, too, especially yeah. anyone, you know, aspiring to be an artist, maybe shop owner one day. But realize it's going to suck for at least yeah, a year, two it. years. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but if you can make it through that, that's that's where you get the reward yeah. or that's where you can charge your minimums now or, right. you know, 
I like how that. You just, Bailey came but home really, from. I mean, <laughs> she's like, uh, so my boss. Um, <laughs> Let me write some things down for you. And you go, oh, babe, you should go into that industry. Uh, it's not as good as it looks all the time. But, yeah. Um, but, I mean, you earned it. Like, yeah, you know, I, you have those prices. Right. Who, who the fuck does he think he is charging, you know, $500 or whatever it is. But I don't, it's I don't know. It's not $500. Don't I know, worry. I don't know. But, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is why we don't have video on here. I mean, just, exactly. just fucking, okay, here's what you go. Go to aptattooart.com. Try to schedule an appointment. You, my prices will come go. to you. Shout out. Follow him. What's your Instagram? aptattooart. There you go. Everything's aptattooart. See? Easy to find. Uh, anybody that found this probably, well, but I would say that, everybody probably found that through that. I guess but what I'm getting at is that that's what justifies it. Most yeah. people don't understand everything that maybe, you know, even some of these professionals, they don't have to be just tattooing, but I don't know, CPAs, finance yeah. people, consultants. Maybe what they've, what they've been through to get to that point, yeah. to even charge that or the knowledge they've, or your obsession, you know, I'm yeah. kind of obsessed, but, you know, in different ways, but I mean, it's a gift and a curse, but you kind of have that drive. Yeah. It takes a special human to really. And it's, it's hard as fuck to step back from that and realize that that is important to maintain what you've built. But at the same time, there's other things that are important. Like. Like, I think I've been through, like, at least three or four phases where I look at my work and I go, what the fuck is, like, am mm. I sucking today? Like, it just, it doesn't get worse. It just stops improving for a little while. And I hit these fucking dings. And I'm just like, fuck, the do I suck? Toes, dude, yeah. 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 And for, like, months, I'll just be like, dude, I fucking suck. Uh, and then I'll do one tattoo. And it's like, oh, they were all exactly as good as they were before. It was only three months. And this one is 10 times better because I thought about how bad I suck so much that I finally drove that into this one. There you go. Yeah. And and there are, and I think that you could probably apply it. I, you definitely apply it to growing weed. You could probably apply it to business in general. Like if, let's say you own, like you said, want to open their own shop. Let's say you want to open a dispensary or you want to open a fucking yeah, hotel. I mean, mm -hmm. anything there. <sighs> Oh, Elon Musk slept on the floor of the Tesla factory for a very long time. There was a there was a GoFundMe or some shit or like some kind of Reddit thread about let's get him a couch. Yeah. Like dead serious. This dude's a billionaire at this time, I believe. He was already a billionaire when he was doing that, I think, right? At least a multimillionaire. Uh, he could afford a couch. <laughs> for sure with all the investment, all yeah. the seed money. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure he was yeah, well he off. I mean. Well, the thing is, before he got into all that, he, uh, what was it, PayPal that kind of launched him financially? Something like that. He was in something that was, like, revolutionary, but he was just, like, a partner in it. Like, ah, you know what would work? Oh, okay. I think it was partner. PayPal. I'm not sure. We'll Google it later. Yeah, I need a, I need a Jamie. Dude, that's a check us out. A Jamie. <laughs> we'll, give, yes. we'll give Bailey a dollar a search <laughs> and be like, I'm losing a shit ton of money on this podcast. You don't know what podcasts pay, but it's not a dollar a search at the rate <laughs> I would need searches. Uh, right now, it's not. Uh, it might be up to a dollar an episode. Um, like the more bits you get, search it. <laughs> dude, it would be so bad. I'd be like, Short can you pull, memory. pull up a picture of uh, a dude eating bread next to a stack of money? And they'll be like, uh, this is Gucci Mane. <laughs> no, that's lobster. Sorry, I was high when I said that. Can you pull up the picture of what the dude was saying? What's your name, Daniel? His name is Daniel. Uh, fuck. That's how it would go. I'd be like, I can get high as fuck. I don't even need to focus. But I think I'm better high. I think I've just everything is better high. Uh, and I used to think that was me being high going, I'm better because I'm high. And I right. figured out if you record yourself while you're high uh, or you ask people about things you did while you're high or you create art while you're high, 
Yeah. You can look at it, and there's some factual evidence that you did better that day because you were high. Yeah. I think there's like a, really, though, I think there's like a tolerance thing, yeah. too. Like um, when you function more when you're mm-hmm. high or like I can study. Right. And some people, are, I don't know how you do that, but all right, I can lock in and just go and really get yeah. into it sometimes. Or sometimes kind of. <laughs> You know, you get burned out, go smoke a little bit, yeah. it relaxes you, and then you get back to it. Yeah, there's like, you could do sativa so you study more efficiently, or indica so you are willing to study. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I dude, I saw a meme that was funny as fuck. It was like, uh, sativa to sativa to do the things I can, and indica to accept the things I cannot, or something. It was kind of <laughs> like the, to accept the, what is it, the fucking the, the NA thing. Serenity, serenity prayer. Serenity prayer, there you yeah, go. The yeah. AA and NA, they love that shit. Uh, I've tattooed a lot of them, and I'm like, so this guy was struggling with addiction. <laughs> like, uh, I've never tattooed somebody on. Like, there was always a cool story with it, um, mm. but I don't do letters much. Some knowledge, sometimes. dude. Yeah, so watch out. Watch a lot out of I've heard a lot of comedians sorry, learn in people, those meetings. Yeah. Like they they I I think okay, I've heard of a comedian that got started that way. I think comedians now get fucked up on drugs and try to become addicted so that they can legitimately go participate like, in that to learn. That. They're like, yeah. I'm going to get these stories. Because, like, uh-huh. you're going to hear some wild shit. <laughs> I had a guy that worked for me that he uh, he had been to prison for, like, six or seven years. I met him, and people listen to the whole thing. If you're still listening, let me finish before you judge me, please. Uh, I met him when I was covering up his swastika because he had a lot of them. He went to prison around eight years. He came into the shop and he was like, do you do cover-ups? And I was like, fuck yeah, I do cover-ups. What's up, man? And he goes, I got something on my rib I want covered. And I was tattooing somebody else at the time. This is how I did consultations back then. I'm tattooing one person, looking up, going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I tattooed him. Uh, pretty soon after that, did a cover-up of the swastika. But mm-hmm. he was real weird about, like, showing. He was like, well, can I just, like... And I was I thought he was just one of those shy people that didn't want somebody to see his nipple or whatever. <laughs> but, he, dude, he was covered in swastikas. I covered, I mean, probably six or seven yeah. big ones. Sound like he uh, regretted it. Yeah, okay. definitely. And that was the thing. Like, everybody that I had talked to at the time, I was like, dude, have you ever fucking done, like multiple racist-ass bullshit things that you got to cover? Because usually it's like one or two. He had like the fucking, they have like an Aryan Brotherhood like circle yeah, patch thing. And, you do and, some time? Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. In, it was, it was like seven, I think. Yeah. Um, so when I talked to him about it the first time, I was like, we were alone at the shop. There's nobody else in there when I was tattooing him. And I was like, so are you just covering this stuff up? Because And I tried to say it almost, it sounds fucked up. I tried to say it almost as if I agreed that it's okay to have swastikas because I wanted his honest opinion. And I was like, mm-hmm. so are you are you just getting these covered up because so, like people fucking see them and they, you know, it's hard to get jobs or whatever? He's like, no, I just, I just want to go to the water park with my daughter and have her not have people think I'm a piece of shit or hear conflict or mm-hmm. whatever. And I don't believe any of this shit. And I didn't believe any of this shit. I was brainwashed. And the second I got freedom, I've wanted these things covered up. I've only been out a couple months. And I was like, wow. oh, shit. All right, cool. And he's like, man. And I, I did a bunch of tattoos while I was in. And, like, it was probably all dangerous and shit. And I'd, I'd love to get into it. And, like, I do, you know, five more fucking cover-ups on him. By the end of that, we're having these same conversations that progress and progress and progress. Mm-hmm. He's a fucking great dude. He's really nice. He did not believe any of that shit. And he was in a position where... I'm not at all saying I think you should get fucking swastikas under any circumstances, but he was in a position where he believed, whether or not it was true, he believed the only way to survive prison was to join a group. And I don't know if it's true, but it's been told to me that that's pretty much the reality. Yeah, that's it. I believe it. Yep. And uh, so he joined a group, and that was the group that chose him. 
and that's how you don't get raped and that's how you don't get yeah. shivved or shanked or whatever and uh and then as soon as he got out he basically was like he said there's an outside world to it too and that's not fun so he was like half-assed hiding from these guys and i didn't really mm. understand that portion of it i was like oh so you got out clear like you just told them and they're, they're cool he's like well it's not as cool as you think but like you know, you get one covered up and you get you – know, there's a process. And he was trying to, like, not make me concerned with his problems because it was a problem. Yeah, it is. Uh, I later on apprenticed him and I taught him to do some dope tattoos. He was already doing good artwork and he already had an idea of how tattooing works. And shockingly, he was not, like – he wasn't hard to teach. Like, I thought it was going to be like, okay, I've already done it this way. Why would I need to cover this? Right, he didn't question anything. Yeah. Huh. He was like, dude, all the old habits, Open let's book. break them. Uh, fucking let's do clean tattoos. He got real good at lettering. Uh, he also was like fried from fucking smoking meth. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> later on, he he started hanging out with people that were doing coke and drinking and whatever. And, and he just ended up fucking disappearing. And he told me like we were working together for a while. He told me the whole time. He's like, if you ever worry about me getting back on shit, as long as I'm here, I promise I'm not on it. But you can mm -hmm. ask anybody in my family, if you have to say, where's Joe, more than once, I'm fucking on it. Yeah. And he disappeared. And I didn't see him for a long time. And then he came back in like six months later, like twacked out, like, ah, the jaw and shit. Oh, and he was no. like, bro, I'm just here to look. I got, I put on some weight and shit. I promise I'm not on the shit. Can I come back to work? And I was like, no. <laughs> no. Chicken head going no, on. dude, he was oh. going. And he was like, I swear I'm not on that shit. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. It was so sad. But uh, he had he had cooked meth in his truck in a fucking bottle you can cook it you can make i don't know if it's cooking it still you make it in like a two liter you know, bottle like a very sketchy like, well like it gets way. sketchier he's in yeah, an f-150 two liter oh. <laughs> no, but he did right. it in a gas station parking lot they oh, busted him impounded his truck taped up the scene left some crime scene uh crime scene tape on his truck he got out his dad was a judge he, he got out went back to the same place and his theory i shit you not his theory was they're not going to go back where they caught me last time because who's dumb enough to do that <laughs> It didn't work that way. They caught him again. Uh, and that was a mountain well, bottle. A <laughs> mountain bottle. A mountain dude. Yeah, it was definitely mountain dude. It's not Dr. Dude. Pepper. It's yeah. I, it could. It's definitely not Diet Pepsi. Uh, <laughs> there's there's faith. Mountain Dew. Definitely Mountain Dew. He was there. Um, yeah, dude. It was. <laughs> it's. He probably drank. He probably bought the Mountain Dew, chugged the bottle, twacked out the whole time, made some shit. Um, but like the, the thing is he was like a good dude that just fucking got wrapped up in the same shit twice. Yeah. Make he a also, different person. He, he was the first yeah. person I heard actively and openly speak about eating ass. Uh, this was way before it was cool. This is way before like Kevin Gates That's or whoever. Pioneer. Dude, was, <laughs> Joe, you were a pioneer. I hope you, dude, I'm going to fucking try to find him on Facebook and have my wife send this <laughs> shit to him. Cause I don't have a Facebook. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be like, Hey, we're going to find him tonight <clears throat> and just send him this and be like, I know it wasn't all great things, but I didn't say too much bad about you, and I said what I meant. I meant what I said. But yeah, you should have tra trademarked that whole eating ass thing for sure, dude. He would be, be making some money, yeah. get some royalties. Uh -huh. Be like, you're like over there thinking about it, like, yeah, she she just got out the bathtub and shit. I think we're good to go. Hold up, let me get on my phone and cash app Joe like one dollar. <laughs> <laughs> it's like everyone's just gonna, dude. He would his fucking phone would explode. Uh -huh. <laughs> one dollar and a cheeseburger. <laughs> one dollar and a cheeseburger, so I can eat this ass. But yeah, he he was wild, man. Uh, he had like a girlfriend thing 
that he met at work and his wife was leaving him and she came up to the shop one time and threw a fucking, I mean, and the reason all this shit probably, the reason he relapsed, I assume, had a lot to do with his personal life there and that mm. led him to the people doing coke and the people, whatever. Right. But um, his wife was like really nice and measured and calm all the time. Every time I met her. She's psychotic. And yeah, she was on good medicine. <laughs> and then she wasn't. Oh. Dude, she fucking threw a, a metal dog collar at him and a bunch of other shit. And then like he he threw like it was like a fucking fluffy ass toy. He was like, fuck you, bitch, in the parking lot. No, <laughs> was just like, you can't throw a cute little squishy thing and say, fuck you. It squeaks when he yeah. hits her in the dome. So apparently there was gravel on it. <laughs> And it chipped her tooth. And I don't know, like, technically how far the charges went, but she charged him with assault and battery for throwing no. a dog toy. That <laughs> is it, a classic. Dude, it just got worse after that. And, like, I forgot about all this shit until I started talking about meth. Thank you. <laughs> Nazis and meth. It'll get you there. <laughs> Speaking of Nazis and meth, most Nazis were on meth. And pilots. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Kamikaze. Yeah. So be on something. If yeah. Intentionally crash your plane. <laughs> Dude. That's the one thing as a pilot religion. you're like training not to do. It's like, yeah. Like, like, no, land it right into the just, side. Just, just, uh, so we didn't, we, we don't even have to train these motherfuckers on how to land, just how yeah. to take off. Just. Yeah. <laughs> we put enough gas to get you there Dude, in our bag. They were fucking, they really did that. Yeah, I, yeah, I was no like, they were, back. They, they were conservative and guaranteeing at least a rough weekend. Yeah. Like they were like, all right, so you need 30 gallons to get there and back. We'll give you about 13. We would give you 15, but you, we want you to be careful and not have the option of getting halfway there and changing your mind. We want you to be fucked, okay? They're trying to cut cost. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, that's, okay, they were on something, but let's take all the drugs off the table. Mm. Ideology and religion and whatever, that is a drug. It's a, it's its own drug. <laughs> yeah. Like. I'm sure that you get the same chemicals released in yeah. your brain that. Right. You, know, you can eat chocolate and get the same that drugs have. Yeah, I mean, yeah. anything can be addicting. Yeah, and anything can be like, uh, man, I've looked up the legal, or not the legal, the technical definition of the word drugs so many fucking times before I started smoking weed, just off caffeine, because people would be like, well, you don't do any drugs? I'm like, I don't drink or do like drug drugs, but I drink a lot of coffee and I'm fucked up all day on coffee. Well, caffeine, yeah. yeah. It's number one used. And it's also stronger than weed. It's, okay, how many Red Bulls can you drink before your heart explodes in one day? Like, you can drink one. Dude, me, I don't drink them much, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm good at one. Okay. Yeah. So let's say you get a case of those. You drink them. What are the odds you're not hospitalized at you? And I'm, I'm saying back to back to back. You're probably hospitalized. Maybe dead, right? Yeah. How like many? 12 or 24. Whatever cases. I don't know. A box this big from Sam's, the tall ones. It's going to fuck you up. 12? I'm, I'm trying to kill myself <laughs> at that point. Yeah, you're like, ah. I don't think that's the way to go either. <laughs> right. So uh, I roll you 12 of the dankest fucking blunts ever, and you don't stop smoking. But you have water to drink between. You might die from dry mouth. But, <laughs> yeah. like, the worst thing that's going to happen is you can't make it to 12 because you're just fucking faded. Taking a nap. Yeah. You're like, oh, uh, shit. Huh. So let's go absolute worst case scenario. Uh, I rolled a weird blunt, and it stayed lit, and you like to chill on beanbags that are made of really flammable materials mm. and the beanbag catches fire guess what you're not high anymore you can still run out of the fucking house trust <laughs> me I've been around some shit and I thought I was high and I was not high anymore um, so <laughs> yeah. caffeine and this is like I'm fucking saying I like caffeine and weed but 
the stigma, and I know this sounds so repetitive, like alcohol's worse, all that shit. That's what stoners say, and that's true. But uh, yeah, it's the, kind of a straw man argument. The stigma's stupid, though. I didn't realize how stupid the stigma was till I started smoking weed. The reason I didn't smoke weed till yeah. I was twenty-seven, I legitimately thought Seth Rogen is the exception, and you will be lazy. And mm-hmm. that's what I thought. And that's stupid. Far stu- from it. So fucking stupid. I've done so much shit fucking yeah. blasted. Like, yeah. I mean, you, dude, you try to fucking assemble something from Ikea, and then you try to assemble it high? <laughs> it might take longer, but it's happening. It becomes an adventure dude. at that point. It's not as stressful. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you that When much. I was building the other shop, I had these sinks. They're not that complicated. They're little sink cabinets. <laughs> I text my wife about halfway through when I was like, I don't know how I did this with the last shop because this shit is fun as fuck. <laughs> I was putting together a toolbox that you buy from Sam's and it's got all these fucking drawers and each drawer is a different size. You mm-hmm. buy a craftsman toolbox, you roll it out there. It's fine. Right. You buy one of these things at Sam's. It's got like 86 fucking pieces to make. Yeah, that's one. why you save money. You, yeah, you assemble it yourself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I was like, <laughs> I smoked two joints and I sent her a picture and I was like, watch this shit. And then I put the whole thing together, and I thought it had been like 30 minutes, and I was so proud of myself. It was late as fuck. I don't know what time it was, but I remember she was like, good job. And I was like, yeah, I did that, and I looked, and I was about to tell her how long it was. So I do the swipe thing where you see like what time. It was like fucking hours, man. I thought it was 30 minutes, and the thing is, it's still together. And it's perfect. Hold up. And I'm smiling right now talking about it. If <laughs> if it was a regular situation, I'd be like, these motherfucking bullshit, motherfucking Sam's, fuck you. Sam Walton can suck my nuts. Like, I would be very upset. Yeah, exactly. It's, it really mm-hmm. is. And so let's talk about how long you'll live if you're not upset all the time. Probably fucking longer. Stress I don't know by how much. You. Yeah. But especially nowadays. We're, smoking we're backwards really, might too, uh, though. <laughs> smoking backwards. <laughs> you got to slow down on the backwoods. I'm not edibles. That's where it's at. Edibles, yeah, if you wanted edibles. to make a health argument. Or your inhaler, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that should stop. I don't good? think it's helpful. I, I don't think it's healthy, rather. I'm sorry. I don't think it's healthy. Uh, so I'll hit it and then I'll breathe fine for two breaths mm. and then I'll cough for 10 minutes. But by the time I start coughing, I'm already so fucking high, I don't care. It's just clearing you out. That's what it is. Yeah, it's it. clear, man. It's good for your health. <laughs> but no, I think like if you wanted to make a real argument for weed and and say no health risk whatsoever, uh, tinctures or some kind of oil where there's no sugar um, and absolutely nothing, there's you can't find a thing. If you get weed into your body without smoking it, without adding sugar to your edibles or anything else that's bad for you to your edibles, mm. I can't seem to find a way that you could argue weed's not good for you, much less bad for you. Um, where everything yeah. else, I could find, you could say vitamin C. I'd be like, well, if you take too much, I'm pretty sure this is bad for you. Weed, oh, yeah. you take too much, it's just you need a day off. <laughs> like, <laughs> But, you know, you're going to watch Pineapple Express six times and be like, I get it now. Yeah. Uh, and you'll have got you it. Have the a stomach ache from the munchies. and Yeah. And yeah, you can get shit, Yeah, but... there's some. I haven't had that problem yet. I've, I've ate enough edibles that I thought I was going to die once mm. and nothing happened to my digestive system at all. It was fine. Yeah. Yeah. You really can't. You yeah, can't, that's fine. overdose. Yeah, like, I've tried. I try hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, So when I'm talking to my clients that aren't into weed, usually I'm like, all right, so here's how I treat weed. I I utilize it the way I utilize coffee. So mm-hmm. in the evening to wind down or I'll put – I put sativa caramels in my tea in the morning a lot. Like I have like a vanilla chai tea with a probably 
five five to ten milligrams of sativa edible though so i'm fucking oh, good so yeah good dude it's so good especially when it's up. got weed in it it's kind of better than coffee too yeah oh. well i don't know i'm I getting these chai- add a bunch it's, of sweeteners dude, it's, okay in, so it's vanilla it's chai <laughs> okay vanilla chai from walmart and then i'm adding packet you have to add first and then you add the tea so it has like the no the it's not vanilla. that bad okay. it's i it's a tea bag but it's already <laughs> sweetened with some kind of a, it's it's flavored with it's probably not natural vanilla. It's probably some weird okay, shit, right. but it's probably better than anything on the menu at Starbucks. I would assume. Um, sure. I put two spoons of sugar in it, and then I put about a quarter of these twenty milligram um, caramels that are sativa, mm-hmm. and I put boiling water in there, stir it up to get the caramel to melt, and then I add a little bit of milk, uh, sometimes almond milk, just because fuck California. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, that is the biggest. Like, it's, it's weird. I didn't know. When people were saying like how bad almond milk was for the environment, I was like, how? And then I looked into it. It takes a lot of fucking water, dude. Really? Like it, and it's not it. It fuck it. It takes yeah, a lot of soil, that. a lot of water. It's. I love it's, almond milk. It's great. I, it's probably one of the stop. worst things to contribute to the California drought of oh. all time. Uh, it's worse than anything I know of. I don't know. I'm sure somebody from California is going to message me and be like, "Dude, actually, the problem is Joe Biden." I don't know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's that's like my daily thing. But I'll be explaining it to him. I'm like, okay, so I'll put a little bit in my coffee. Then I'll mm-hmm. hit my vape pen sometimes on the way to work. Or like, I usually don't smoke until bedtime. Um, okay. But I might hit the inhaler. Or might you know? I'll I'll tell him a different thing. And then I'll be like, and then I have little edibles I cut up that I keep in my drawer at work. And I'll eat like a five milligram then. And then they're like, wait a second. So you're high right now? I'm like, no, 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 I'm not high. Uh, <laughs> Kind of freak out. I'm like, my bad. I was just telling you the truth. Uh, like, so, dude, why are your pants off? <laughs> <laughs> I I forgot my pants actually. They're you know, <laughs> but it's a good thing I put duct tape on my dick because you can't see it. Uh, it hurts to pull off. Can you pull it off? Um, <laughs> so the whole thing goes basically into this like, I use I utilize weed like I think you should to maintain a healthy life that feels good, where you enjoy everything and you're creative and you're fun. And right. your kids don't think you're a dickhead all the time. Because uh, I, I want my kids to think I'm nice and know I'm nice. And I also don't want them to walk all over me. And I, there's like a sweet spot. Like there's mm-hmm. like you need some. They're going to hate you sometimes. If they don't, you're probably doing it wrong. Or not yeah, hate you. can be their necessary. friend. Right. Well, exactly. right now I try not to be. But I am. And they're, they're, yeah. I don't have a lot of friends. My kids are sweet. Uh, they're really <laughs> cool. But no, like there's there's a sweet spot. And I don't know where it's at. And I'm sure I'll listen to this in 20 years and be like, what? I thought I knew how to be a dad. I don't fucking know what I'm doing. I'm just guessing. Mm-hmm. But it looks like it's going smooth so far. Um, <clears throat> but there's – I'll just explain to them the whole thing. And I'm like, I'm just trying to maintain my shit. And, you know, it keeps my back loose and I, I'm more focused and all this. Like, okay, cool. And then I'm like, and then once a month, maybe twice a month or three times a week, I like to see how high I can get. (laughs) And sometimes I read minds and they're like, holy shit, for real? And I'm like, that's what I think when I'm high. I don't know. (laughs) Like, dude, I've already said this on here. I try not to be repetitive. And then I listen to podcasts where it's impossible. Um, But I was watching a show. I think it was Tiger King. And I was fucking blasted. scared where this is going Dude, I just looked at my wife and I go. I can't read minds, but I can read intentions through the TV. She goes, what do you mean? I was like, I thought I was reading their minds, and I realized I was just reading their intentions. But it's weird because I could do it through the TV. And she goes, you're really high right now. So I soberly tried to explain the thing, and I was like, all right, last night did I say something wacky? And she was like, yeah, you said you could read minds. I was like, no, I didn't. I know what I said now. I thought I could read minds for a minute, and I could read intentions (laughs) 
But I already knew that. I didn't know I could do it through the TV. And she was like, yeah, that's what you said. That's weird. I was like, but it's true. And it is in person. I don't think it is. In, but, like, have you ever been so high you go, oh, this guy's evil? Like, I, like you just sense shit? I could see it's that. weird. We're talking I mean, I, real fucking high. <laughs> We're talking, like, I'm I mean, talking, I, like, I don't think I could have made it to the bathroom high. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I was that high. I mean, I, I think it's kind of, like, in my personality a little bit yeah. to begin with. Like, just kind of reading or, or sensing people's something. energies or yeah. something's kind of off with someone. Weed enhances it. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. see that. And that's all it was, but I'm trying to explain this to clients, and they're like, this guy's fucking wacky. I'm like, what do you think about aliens? Like, I just... You're like, make it worse. (laughs) I don't give a fuck. Like, they like the work. They enjoy the entertainment. If they think I'm a psycho, that's fine. Uh, Which leads me to, I wrote down (laughs) questions. I I presented them to Bailey earlier. I was like, what do you think about this? She was like, yeah. Uh, So that just... Jim Carrey, do you think he is a genius, a wonderful artistic person, just a crazy person, a fucking psychopath? Are you aware that he's a painter? What do you know about Jim Carrey? I'm not aware of his painting. He's an amazing painter. Uh, uh, I want to say he's a genius. I think genius. he's a genius. Okay, cool. Genius. I think he does wacky stuff. But genius and psycho. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's, he's, pretty, he's pretty wild, but no, I think some of his genius is kind of that wacky yeah. stuff too. Like that's kind of a shtick. So would you say like this is like legit I don't have an opinion really I'm trying I just I was high in a bathtub last night I think or the night before trying to come up with a list of shit to talk to you about in case weed in my career wasn't enough I guess I don't know Uh, (laughs) I haven't needed it Uh, weed is the only thing I've read so far but um, I was just like thinking uh, Jim Carrey's a wacky dude and I, I I legitimately believe he's a genius and then he went into acting. He was already crazy because, like, it's pretty hard to be a genius and not be crazy, I think. Right. And then I think his genius and his awareness of things in general, whatever they are, drove him. I think he's officially insane now, but still a genius. Like, I, I think he was fine. And I think something in Hollywood, some seeing something, knowing something that we don't know. I don't know what it would be. And I'm not conspiracy theorist shit, not saying Pizzagate or whatever. No, it must have his recent stuff think, is, like, really strange now, right? Yeah, like he's Like, he kind of got really well, political he, and yeah. kind of, like, woke all of a sudden. Yeah, but yeah. you're not really sure, like, what he's he doing, woke up to. His, his paintings are woke as fuck. <laughs> uh, but they're really cool. And they're, like... And I say he's a great artist the same way I say that dude that made the Instagram thing and the person taking that picture I was talking about, you were talking about, Mm. uh, not in the way of like a technical, oh my God, that looks exactly like what it's supposed to. He just paints wacky shit, but like he'll paint like, he did some cool shit with Trump where he's like, probably what inspired an idea I gave Jason for a painting I just realized, but like making him look really greedy and like evil, like he'll paint him like a demon with fucking cash coming out of his pockets uh, or something. Okay. Just, just just something about like capitalism. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's, it's either that or he got to a point where he was like, wait, I don't have to make money ever again, nor do my great grandkids. Fuck it. Let's be whatever the fuck we want to be. And like went crazy. But I was kind of, it's either that or he just took way too big of a dose of LSD or he was always like that and he was hiding it maybe but I've I've recently become intrigued by him and then also all his acting is kind of weird lately except Sonic was like perfect he was in Sonic he really? was the okay, he was, I haven't seen it yeah Sonic came out a couple ask, months ago what was his last Sonic God, that's the last one doing? I know of and he was fucking brilliant like uh. Okay, he's brilliant to the point where my six year old son was watching it the other day because it's out you can watch it at home now and he goes that actor dude 
I didn't know he was an actor until you said he was an actor. He's so good at doing that. It's like he's probably mm. really a genius because he plays. I don't remember the Sonic thing. What is it? It's like there's like an evil genius guy. He's like Mr. Roboto or oh, yeah, Doctor yeah, yeah. Doctor Roboto or something. I can't remember his name. I know who you're talking about. But yeah. So that's his character, and and my son was like, I said something about how I've always liked his acting, and and he's wacky. And mm. when we were at the theater, like when we left the theater, and then my son's watching it months later, and he goes, I wouldn't have thought he was like he was just basically saying he's so good at acting, I don't think he's acting. Mm-hmm. And it was like that's because that's the perfect role for him. And like, yeah, my son's probably to some extent parroting something I said or whatever that I don't remember saying or what. But he's mm. fucking six, and he grasps the concept that this dude is not only doing a great job, but he's doing something nobody else could do, and that he's probably intelligent because it would be hard to fake what he's doing. And I was like, damn, <laughs> right, <laughs> good right. job, buddy. And it's like I don't know how to tell my son. I think he's the smartest fucking six-year-old ever met, but he also doesn't want to read. I'm like, why the fuck don't you try reading better? Like, why don't you work on that? He's like, I don't know. I don't. I'm like, he can read and he fakes not being able to read and shit. He's like, he just doesn't want the commitment. He's like, once you read, it's fucking over. <laughs> like, my childhood is an adulthood now. I don't know. Yeah, like, that can be a strategy. Like, yeah. you can always tell everyone exactly what you can do or all your skills. Yeah, dude. You I mean, my, stuck doing it. my brother pretended he couldn't use a microwave for most of our fucking childhood. <laughs> like, my mom cooked the shit out of some hot pockets. She's like, oh, I'll do it for you, little buddy. Um, but yeah, let me get to that because I don't know how long we've been going, but it's, well, fucking at least have? an hour and a half. Uh, so it doesn't give me time on this, but I will tell you what time it is. It's 1045. We started around maybe 830. Yeah, that flew by. Yeah, it's fast. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you listen to the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah. You know, at yeah. the end is every time you're like, can you stop saying three hours flew by? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was like, I started doing a podcast. I was like, oh, fuck. Really I, that's does. what I want to say. That's, yeah. It really... And it's like people crave conversations and they don't get them and it's weird. And it's like no matter what you're getting out of this, if you enjoy it or you learn something or you fucking just learn that the person you're talking to is crazy or whatever, there's always something going on that just keeps you locked in. It's really fun. Yeah. But podcasts will be huge. It's much more of like a passive kind of medium. Yeah. Like you can have it on, be doing chores. You can be running at the gym, driving to work. That's why the ads at the end work. Like, okay, I'm a huge believer that putting ads in the middle of a podcast is annoying as fuck. So I don't, and I also don't have enough sponsors that it would matter anyway. (laughs) But uh, I put everything at the first. And then, but if I have enough sponsors later or whatever, and I need to put an ad at the end, I'll just charge less for what at the end. Um, or have a thing where it's like, how many times did people listen to your ad, not this episode? Because you get paid mm-hmm. by play of the episode. You put the you put the commercial at the front. You can assume everybody listened to it. But once you click the episode, I'm getting paid my fucking one-tenth of a penny or whatever it is per person. Uh, so can I just keep clicking? I don't think that's how it works. I don't know how it works. Like, maybe from different networks, but I would assume your IP address is how they... Because they're paying you for it. I think they'd probably go IP address and not... Should we have a way now? I hope so, because if not, we're fucking them over. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys, you're great. I think early internet, yeah, is probably the Wild West. Yeah. No, I think (laughs) right now... now. Well, do you remember clicking contests back in the day? Mm -hmm. So nobody... paid to click. (laughs) Dude, it was so soon. I just realized a few years ago what that was. So my mom would get paid and she could win a mouse or something for clicking. She had four kids. <laughs> Dude, we're fucking winning this shit, bitch. She'd be like, hey, can you just sit here and click this? And I'm like, that's literally all I got to do. And on so, dial up, that's tough. <laughs> yeah. But you sell, you, sell, um, you sell a website by its value based on how many visits it gets per day or clicks oh, okay. or whatever. So that was their way of generating traffic. It's very Bernie Madoff <laughs> on websites. It's like... 
it would be the same thing as if I was like, all right, I get 5 million plays per episode and I just created an algorithm that like restarts it every fucking like a thousand times a second. And I just go five seconds. I got 5,000 plays. And then <laughs> I show somebody, look at my analytics. I'm fucking, <laughs> you should sponsor this. And it would be hard to disprove that. Mm-hmm. The thing is you, I wouldn't, if I was trying to sponsor a podcast, now I, I have tried to sponsor podcasts and we'll talk about why, but, <laughs> but uh, if I were trying to sponsor podcasts as like a bigger company, I would probably want to know that I had heard it before they emailed me about it. Like, I wouldn't want to get an email saying, would you like to sponsor? I would want to come to them because I heard, dude, that fucking platform is great. Like, that, whatever. I wouldn't want to come at somebody or, like, have somebody come at me and be like, do you want to sponsor my podcast? Because they're like, well, what's the name of it? There should be red flags. Yeah. Like, yeah. But that's how to people sell get, you a bridge, you know? But that's how people get ads. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I want to sell bridges now. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I just want to go over the shit I wrote down because it's fun. Uh, so this is what I wrote. I said, let's talk about weed. We got that. What would you change about how you live today? And by today, I mean this 24-hour period. I don't mean your current life if you found out that you would live forever. Like you can't die. Not you're probably going to live forever. It's certain there's no death for you. You're always going to be around. Would anything change about how you work, like how you did things today? Yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be miserable, though. <laughs> That's what I said. I'm like, I do less. I mean, God. <laughs> what would be the point of getting up? I mean, That's really, at that point. Yeah. Like, I mean, death, it's definitely hard. We're all going to go through it. Right. <laughs> Start making this all doomy. No, I'm just sad saying. music. Well, no. No, but. Uh, it, I can give you the bright side of that right now. Like, I mean, without death, there's not yeah, life. It's right. the whole it's the whole yin and the yang. I don't know. Uh, th- like, what purpose will we have if we right. live forever? We get bored. What would yeah. make us innovate? What would make us have families i mean that's what i was saying i was high when i wrote that yeah (laughs) i was like but that's kind of make you appreciate i guess the life cycle instead of and that was frowning on the bad i didn't know what i wanted to hear but i was curious i'm always curious what people think and i mean i like i've fucking met you like three times so i don't know much about you yeah and i was like you know what that's a question i would love to be asked um Mm -hmm. but the way i'm looking at it is people fucking freak out about death and obviously not a great thing uh but like the covid thing is making me look at death a little weird i'm like man this seems like a cleansing i don't like it but it does it just seems like we're just cleaning out the like cutting down the brush and like okay i was listening to a farmer talk about (laughs) they cut down the shit that's dying so that the trees that are growing grow greener and i was like just like your weeds yes it is just like weed. you go pull those fan leaves off that shit don't be afraid to prune especially (laughs) well early on yeah don't do it don't do it in flower too much yeah, I've, I've talked about that too. <laughs> no, I got one that it's like, man, I keep seeing these parts where I'm like, that's going to get like, so I, ha- I think it's like perfect now, but I think I over pruned a little because there's mm. nothing I could pull off at this point. Like if I pull anything off and we're like, we got weeks left. If there, if I pull more than 40 or 50 leaves off this giant fucking plant, uh, I don't think there would be enough leaves for it to suck up the energy. Uh, and the, that means to some extent, I think those leaves are working harder because like a few of them look yeah. a little raggedy. Uh, it looks like they're, it, but it's either that or like all the nutrients going to the flower because the flowers we're talking like they went from fuzzies to fucking brown fuzzies in like a couple days. Like the, they're not it, nuggy yet. But, the light, the light penetration. Maybe? Yeah. Cause there's, yeah. it's, it's all open and sprogged out. Like first off, it barely fits in my tent. So I have it like bent down here and here and it's like, <laughs> and just, it's all reaching for light. Uh, and that was like by design, you know, I, I tried to right. get it as big as I could and see what I could do with the space. But then I was like, fuck, it's too bushy. So I kept, well, this is blocking light here and here and here. And I looked at it that way rather than just the power thing, like how mm-hmm. much this is blocking light. 
I need a little bit of solar panels on there, though. Um, mm. I think it's going to turn out great. I think it's fine. But I think if I have any kind of mishap whatsoever, this whole plant's fucked. Like, I think yep. if it doesn't go perfect, when you start fucked. taking more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like you're taking from the savings bank of, yes. the, of the newts. <laughs> well, so. when you say savings, you're, you're implying that there's still money in my savings account. <laughs> <laughs> this, dude, this fucking COVID shit was rough. Uh, um, all right, so. What, what did you get? Uh, what? Any got, of the. I got the stimulus check. PPP? Any no. The so I was scared side? as no. fuck. All right. So I applied for one thing and I got $1,000 and it was for, it was a grant. Um, and mm. what it is is I don't employ people. Like we have independent contractors. My cousin who has a business that employs multiple people got uh, – they had a $10,000 cap. And mm. I'm assuming that they just pay – like if you have 10 or more employees, 10000 If you have eight employees, 8000 because I got 1000 and he got the whole 10 and um and most people that I know that had businesses with employees got the whole 10 and it was a straight up grant it was not <clears throat> it was not the the payment protection thing yeah <clears throat> the one that's forgivable but, yeah I don't like the words forgivable as much as I like it's already forgiven like it seems like the idea of being a christian and going and like you know you marry this one girl and then you're fucking this other girl and you murder this dude and you hope you make it to tomorrow cuz you forgot to pray I don't want to have to pray later. I want to be like, I prayed today and I'm not murdering people. Um, and it just I'm feels- pre-praying. I, yeah, pre-praying. <laughs> I don't like the forgivable thing. It, it's like, right. I'm like, I just, this is some conspiracy theory. I just don't trust the fucking government at all. And I don't think you should. And I think if you do, that's fucking cool for you, but they're people. The government's made of humans and humans are not something I trust. Um, mm-hmm. So I was concerned that I would have that loan and bank on it being forgivable. And then when I file my taxes, they go, dude, you still owe us fucking six G's. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it was right. forgiven. They go, no, we said forgivable, but in your <laughs> scenario, or it'd be a pile of paperwork and I need an account. Let's say they give me five G's and, and it helps me for a couple of weeks or whatever and pays the bills for all the shops for months or whatever it does and I use it and it's great. And then I go in uh, to do my taxes and I'm like, what the fuck? And then I have to hire a really good accountant. Mm. I mean, I know you. Uh, <laughs> be like, hey, dude, remember when we did that podcast? I need you to bail me out. I don't know what the fuck I did, but I owe the government a million dollars and I only made like way less than a million dollars than normally I don't owe much money. Um, that's I think I'm just paranoid, but I didn't even worry right. about it. And I had enough set aside that it wasn't a huge issue. Uh, so here's good. here was my strategy. Uh, I, I always try to keep enough money um in savings or somewhere uh to where if i can't i see myself this is how i've been doing it if Mm. i can't work for three months and then i make almost nothing for the next year i would still survive if i can't Mm. work for three at all no money comes in for three months but i'm saying i myself i never really would have accounted for both my shops have to be closed for five weeks I didn't. No, that's so unexpected. Yeah. So what I was like, okay, the shops feed themselves. I worry about me. I feed me and my kids. The shop feeds right. itself and then some and helps us. And so my theory with that was like, let's say I have an injury. Like I have a car wreck or something and I can't tattoo. Mm-hmm. That's totally fucking fine if I can't tattoo for three months. I got the money for that. What I didn't think about was what if nobody can tattoo? What if we have a car wreck together? Uh, so it would, COVID was a car wreck together. Um, mm-hmm. But the week that we closed... I I didn't put any money in the bank. I had money in my little my little safe that I keep some cash for like throughout the week. I have a little safe. At the end of the day, I put the money in it. Uh, it's it's not a big safe. I don't put a lot of money in it. Um, sure. I had just what was in that, 
and then I had my money that I keep in the big safe, and then my money I keep in the other safe, and then my money in the savings account, and my money in the backup savings account, the checking account that I associate with the backup savings account that I can't spend money out of, and then the checking account for the shop, the other checking account for the shop, and then for the other shop, and then my checking account, my wife's savings account, and then our checking account. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, Are you funneling money? No, no. So <laughs> the thing kidding. is, I go put it all in one account at one bank, and I spread it out. Uh-huh. And and this makes me paranoid. I go, wow, I only have X amount of this and X amount of this, and I just try to not add them together. Right. So what I did is I lived off the like I let the bills hit the bank accounts. I was like, okay, the bills, the money's in the bank. I'm gonna have this cash here. Not gonna go to the shop to get the money out of the safe. Not gonna go to the other shop to get the money out of the safe. Mm-hmm. Not gonna pull the money out of the ATM I own. We'll just leave all that shit alone. And that lasted me three weeks. Uh, the, and I used a credit card to pay for all our food. And usually I'm very anti-credit card. I'm like, don't run up whatever. Yeah. Five, six hundred bucks over we'll a month. you down. Yeah. Five or six hundred bucks, you're fine. Yeah. And that was, I was like, I want my working capital just in case because I don't know. And I was thinking three, four, five months might go by before I can really make a living. Mm-hmm. So I was freaking the fuck out. But when they said we can go back at like five weeks, I was like, let's go to the zoo. <laughs> like, <let's, laughs> ah, fuck it. I, I, so I really, I depleted a hundred percent of what was in the bank. Uh, if I didn't get, uh, that, what the fuck was it? Was it the stimulus check? If I didn't, if I didn't have three kids and get a stimulus check and buy food on a credit card, I would have technically been fine, mm-hmm. but not doing good. Like fine, meaning nobody dies, no major debt, no major problems. Right. But right. It wouldn't be great. Like um, one more month with this dude, roof over one, our head. One more month, I would be like. And the other thing is, uh, dude, I had a million plans. Uh, when it was starting to look really bad, my wife and I were like driving somewhere, and I was like, you know, like don't worry about food because the neighbors got food and I got guns. <laughs> like I was getting dark with it, man. I was like, I'm not saying I'll kill anybody. I'm just saying if it gets bad, I'll fucking hey, ask really politely. I'll be like, excuse me, while pointing a gun at your face. I would like some food. Could you please give it to me? That's what Jesse James did. Jesse James never <laughs> stole anything. He just asked people politely with a gun pointed at their face. Have you not heard the stories about him? He's the coolest fucking outlaw ever. He would go in and he would say, Ma'am, I'm gonna need you to give me everything, every dollar that this bank has while remaining calm, or I will kill you. And mm. they would give them they, back then it was fucking all there. Like it was, there were yeah, no die packs. Was it one were, of those? I was like, I just want the bank's money, tied deal, yes. or the yeah. train, or there whatever, was, the government's yeah. money. Yeah, he didn't it's want insured. any. insured. I don't want your stuff. And yeah. that was the other thing. He would, Keep I, your life. I, I think he only robbed banks that had some some type of insurance or were some type of bank. Like he was very specific with how he did shit because he didn't want to harm weird. anybody. The thing is, you look at that and you go, okay, I'm not hurting anybody. And you're hurting the bank's owner. <laughs> That guy's the fucked. Economy, I don't know how. Yeah, you're fucking shit up, and you don't need that many dollars. Scaring women and children. I mean, yeah, and and that was back then. I don't think people. I mean, I'm sure they knew it had an effect, but I think if you said you pointed a gun at that lady's face, fucking changed her way of looking at the world forever. Back then, they'd be like, "Ah, eh, she'll grow up." Now it's like you understand. Didn't it's they really... see that like downtown? I mean, <laughs> at the saloons, shootouts, Dude. and it's, that, it's and really that's, different. That's then. the other thing. It's like death was pretty fucking. You know, it, I think like our friend having a car wreck where they don't get hurt is like your mm-hmm. friend getting shot back then. Like, you know, when you have somebody that's like, oh, fuck, I'm glad you're OK. Uh, it sucks that you, your deductible is a thousand and your insurance <laughs> kind of sucks. I think your friend getting shot in a poker game was not even as traumatic back then as your friend having a car wreck that 
that financially fucked him up for the month yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. or having to not tattoo. It's also like it's it's hard not to bitch about not tattooing for five weeks or not working or not having money come in or whatever. It's also hard to fucking expect people to sympathize. Like it's like I got a fucking dream job. It's fun. And I'm over here trying to complain about the government saying I can't do it for a mm. little while so grandma doesn't die. I'm cool with it. So we I'm not, I'm not yeah. too, like, I just hope it doesn't bounce back and fall because I can't, I don't know how I would prepare for it. Like, I mean, I, well, I could go back to working six days a week or something. But, like, while being realistic and trying to not push too hard and spend time with my kids, I don't think I can prepare between now and October if it hasn't mm-hmm. bounced back like the Spanish flu. Um, it's it's confusing. What do yeah. we do? Yeah, I mean, I still have like the COVID hair going. We're all <laughs> like, fucked. It's, it's all long. Oh, is that that's last long? one was the homemade oh. <laughs> haircut, and then oh. I, then I see uh, oh guys, an article this morning or something somewhere in Kansas or whatnot. But uh, it was two of the haircut employees, I guess, uh, put hundred some people at risk because I guess they ended up having COVID, yeah. and I don't know what do Dude. we do. Yeah, I don't know. There was. I, I need so, my haircut though. I, I told you that much. I know you gotta get a haircut, right? <laughs> I, I started wearing a hat when my hair stopped looking thick enough that I was proud of it. Um, so uh, baldness runs real deep in my mom's side of the family and the men. They rock it. It's well, that's the thing. Like I, I'm. It's not thin enough that anybody is gonna be like, you need to shave it. Like it's right. not bad. No comb overs. And it's like, yeah, it's not bad. It's it's just not thick anymore. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I'm just planning head tattoos right now because I'm like, fuck, I want to have head tattoos and be bald. I also have already traumatized my mother enough being uh. me, and, and my wife probably isn't ready, and my grandpa's still gonna like, he's gonna accept me, and he'll be like, son, you know. God accepts you. I accept you. I think it's great what you're doing with the art and all that. Um, it's wonderful. And like inside, he's just like, this motherfucker's never going to have a career if tattooing goes away. <laughs> he's just going to be worried about me and I'm going to feel bad. But uh, okay, I had a few more things. I want to. Uh, okay, I, we kind of touched on this a little bit, but the do you think that the stimulation the economy gets from these stimulus checks? will be worth it to where printing fucking I think it was six billion. But mm. do you think the the negative effects in the long term are gonna be so bad that the short term wasn't worth it? Or do you think it was kind of a necessity for people to survive? Or what's just what's your take on that? Oh <laughs> uh, well my take is that the banks and uh whatnot that sometimes are the causes of crashes. Not exactly this, this yeah. is more I don't know, yeah, there's. I don't think viruses anybody, yeah. and yeah, and somebody ate a bat. I mean, <laughs> yeah, or something. Or guy uh, made a thing. Trying to grow weed and bat guano. I don't. Know. I don't know. <laughs> dude, it's, dude, I'm surprised I haven't seen a strain called COVID nineteen right now. I'm like, I'm like, oh, dude, we don't have time to. We, we gotta cross it. these. We gotta cross this and this and make it COVID nineteen. Um, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I guess you could say trickle down economics. We'll just kind of start with that. Like, I'm kind of happy that the lower tier or Mm -hmm. the consumers are getting money in their pockets as opposed to sometimes just the big banks where the big crash in 2008, 2000, like you get to that point, there's just too big to fail. So what's kind of the point of them making the right decisions in between to really kind of protect this whole thing that's running? (laughs) So like who would ever thought housing market would crash? Like that should be where you put your money, everyone, you know, they encourage home ownership and and then, I mean, that's what crashed. That's what did yeah. it. No one ever expected that. So, I don't know. I, I think definitely putting money in the hands of the consumers, they're going to pick 
where they spend their money, what right. they need, and those people are going to win. I mean, yeah. that's kind of the whole open open market theory. Then trickle down economics, <laughs> like give these, give the rich guys, the billionaires, the the leaders, all the money, and it's just going to magically trickle down to right. the essential workers with masks that are, you know, really. <laughs> really uh bearing through this right now yeah so. and that was my big thing is like a lot of people criticized and i mean I, I would equally criticize companies like i think it was like fridays or something got like this huge like the lakers got a big check and all these loans and all this shit yeah. that that companies like company companies like the lakers i mean i know it's a business or whatever but if you want a fucking sports team it's not the same as owning costco like okay. <laughs> yeah this one is like i costco needs to exist a sports team is pretty cool um but People were really upset when TGI Fridays, I think it was. It might have been like Rudy Tuesdays. It was some name restaurant with a day of the week. Yeah, that's how they got a bunch of yeah. backlash, too. Yeah. Because people wanted them to and, do what's right. It it's supposed to be meant for yeah. small business. And that was that was my thing. I was like, I don't know. Because I'm looking at it like if TGI Fridays goes away, I, I imagine that is a fuckload of jobs. Mm-hmm. But also, if TGI Fridays took something they didn't need – that like i don't know back porch a little local kind of chain ish but it's owned by like four dudes that live in this area right if they would need it to stay around tgi fridays should theoretically have like their shareholders and there's all this fucking crazy shit around mm-hmm. their company and there's companies in the company and the company's owned by a company that owns companies and all this weird shit i don't understand so i'm just like i get why you're mad because they probably don't need it but i also think it might be good for them to have it so those people don't have to go on unemployment and they can get paid, like because mm-hmm. that—that's what the PPP thing was, right? It's supposed to be to pay your employees, I believe. Yeah, that's when it's forgivable, right? Uh, and that's yeah, something I can't do anyway. I mean, I could yeah, share it with the the people here, but we're, we're all um, commission basis, so it's not an employee. Yeah, it's a little different. Like yeah. I think you could have applied because you're uh, independent worker, so you yeah. kind of pay yourself. Yeah. But depending on your <laughs> finances, so those that were already kind of struggling or maybe hitting some losses on their taxes. Mm-hmm. It would have been really hard to get anything because they're like you're not paying yourself already, so. right? And with that was money. <laughs> with the we were talking about the grant thing I got that was based on employees. So I got that as my own sole proprietorship. Me, uh-huh. uh, Andrew Patterson, as an employee of Andrew Patterson, got that, and I think I had to and in. <laughs> I think I had to confirm and sign a thing saying I employed me as like two separate. It was real weird, but it was the easiest paperwork mm-hmm. ever. So I sent it to everybody that that works for me. I was like, hey, guys like this, I don't know if we're going to get it, but it's not a loan. You don't have to pay it back. It's not going to fuck your taxes up. I did a little bit of research. All you got to do is fill this out and you'll either get it or you won't. And if you get it, it'll show up in your bank account. And most likely it would be the lower end of the 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 numbers, not 10,000, which is the cap, but it might help you out. I don't know if anybody listened, applied, looked at it, whatever, but I just mm-hmm. sent it in the group. I was like, try it. And anybody that was paying taxes as an individual, I believe, would get the same thing I got it. Because I got it yeah. like, and it was just a thousand bucks showed up in my bank account. And I was like, what the fuck is that? I had to Google like what the, it was like FSNI something. It was like a fucking, it wasn't where my, um, where my stimulus check came from. It didn't okay. say the IRS. Right. Um, I don't actually technically know who gave me the money. I just know it was the government, and now I can't say fuck the government near as much. Cash. But yeah, <laughs> it, it, it fucking showed up. Uh, yeah, so I think most people that were independently employed, like if you're just a guy that just mows grass, you just fucking, you don't have even a company name. You're just like Don's Lawns is a guy that in town, is just one guy by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you just mowed your neighbor's grass and you were paying taxes before on it, you would get a thousand bucks for yourself, which in Oklahoma is great. And I, also, 
here's <laughs> on the stimulus checks. I've asked multiple people, but have you seen anything on the internet machine where people say, 1200 bucks, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? As if it's not free money and they need more free money or something. Like, like people yeah, were upset at it not using money. Right. There were some people that were claiming that they weren't going to cash the check. And I was like, dog, I know it's direct deposit, though. That's your, your loophole. Was <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to cash the check. They're giving you, I mean, in my case, okay. It's 12 and 12 is 24 plus what, five a kid? Yeah, I think 500 Does 3,900 sound right? I think it was around that. It paid the shop's, bol- it paid yeah, both, yeah, yeah. both shop's bills for a month. And that's, I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, that's what mm-hmm. I needed. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate it, Big Daddy Trump. Not We're not friends or anything, <laughs> but thank you. Uh, but that was the only thing. It was like a federal thing. And everybody's been criticizing the federal government. They gave us free money. Right. And on a state level, each state kind of made their own decisions to overly fuck the small businesses or try to help the people and kind of as a side effect fuck the businesses but there's states that you know texas had to get sued to let the tattoo artists go back to work like a bunch of tattoo artists came together and they're like we're just gonna fucking sue them like i don't know what they sued them for or whatever Mm -hmm. but there were like it was pretty much the same as oklahoma as far as the COVID cases and they were like dude we're gonna fucking die like we don't know how to lift heavy shit and nobody's hiring. Like, we tattoo. Mm-hmm. Um, so they came together. They had a logo with it and everything. And they just, it was probably intentionally a scare tactic, I hope. I hope they didn't plan on riding that shit out for 10 years and trying courts. But Texas was like, fuck, I guess we'll just let you guys do what you got to do. But um, there's still parts of Texas you can't tattoo. Uh, there were tattooers from Texas coming to Oklahoma. Like one one really good tattoo artist out of Dallas, Jay Jaree, she was working in Oklahoma City just because she could work. Really? She's like, fuck, I got to do something. Like, and, and she's not one to like, like I've met her. She tattooed my wife and she's not the type of person that would be like, no, I'm, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to go tattoo, spit in people's mouths. Like <laughs> she's, she's a cautious person. She believes in science. She's not. A conspiracy theorist. She's not a person mm-hmm. that would look at this and go, "Fuck, it's all fake." I'm gonna go to work. Which, depending on the day, sometimes I am. <laughs> like, at, like right, most, right. most of the time, Can weigh it out, dude. I've never had anything where my opinion differed this much from minute to minute and day to day. I'm like, COVID nineteen is the worst thing ever. I'm gonna die. And it's, yeah. even if you don't watch the news, you're just like, all right. So we have a single virus that is real bad in New York because the people in New York got it from Europe. But it's not as bad in uh, like California because they got it from China. That's what I'm hearing. But it's one virus. And if you and I both get it and we weigh exactly the same and we're the same height and we drink and eat the same thing every day and live in the same neighborhood, it might kill you mm-hmm. and I might not feel it. To me, it sounds like a bunch of viruses. It sounds like a bunch of different shit. And I think that... the media has been scary before right. this. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Technology has like definitely disrupted the major players yeah. too. So now the headlines, I mean, they got to try to grab yeah. your attention. There's people scrolling through Facebook. I mean, how do you grab someone's attention? Well, fear Tw- and 27 year old fitness instructor. Headlines. Yeah. Can't breathe, vomits, yeah. goat particles. You're like, what the fuck? I got to read this. Yeah. And, and that's, no, that I'm goes saying, back I'm to that clicking contest. Yeah. I'm not saying <laughs> exactly. They still do that. They're, they're trying to stay alive. They want to click. Yep. But yep. that that's funny. Uh, the Like, Whatever you said there, I have something on my fun list here. 
related to that. I don't know. I was, I was like, what the fuck is he saying? Hold up. And that's not Jack's saying bound. COVID is fake. Oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, I guess it's not. I think not... the truth is somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I do. I believe that in Just almost all cases. Everyone likes to split yeah. everything. Yeah. Life, life is Dude, yeah. Life is very gray. Like <laughs> You learn everything in school. I mean, even accounting, which seems very... I don't know. There's two entries. There's yeah. just a standard way to do everything. Then you get into the real world, <laughs> and it's you know they don't give you all the uh, all the numbers yeah. and the equation, and then you find out this business. There's you find out each one's unique in some way, and, and you went to then you realize it's how you interpret the law, yeah. and that's when you know well, you become a professional. Is <laughs> you can decide those gray areas. And that's life. And that's why you want to be really nice to the people of the IRS because they can also interpret it however they see fit. Yes, exactly. You just have to be able to argue it better. That's also you. Well, your attorney does. You don't need to argue shit. Uh, (laughs) He'll be like, I don't understand numbers, but my client is innocent. (laughs) Fucking 12 people agreed. Uh, Depends on how far that goes. Right. But um, fuck, I'm such a stoner, man. I don't know. Like, (laughs) I I had a thing. You said something about that. And I'm not high. That's what's weird. Why is my brain doing this today? But uh, can you tell me what you just said in a, a very short? What were you talking about? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't Life's know. very gray. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The the left and right and all, no, you found some. Everything's. Uh, uh, you'd found like a segue. I don't know. Yeah. You said there was another topic on your. Yeah. Phone no, there was, heard. but. Uh, okay. The it's related to all the shit we've been talking about, I guess. But mm. the the left and right and black and white and all that shit is yeah. bonkers to me, and. People still legitimately argue with me if I say either side. And, I, like, this is how I explain most things. It's like, let's say liberal or Democrat or uh, Democrat or Republican. Sorry, liberal and Democrat are the same thing, I guess. But mm-hmm. let's say somebody's asking me, not Joe Biden or Donald Trump, which looks like the funniest fucking decision. Oh I thought Hillary and Donald Trump was a fun. De- I was like, what in the South hell is Park? going on? Dude, I've the, seen a little bit. The, the giant douche and a shit sandwich. I'm going to watch like, all the South Park now. They did a whole election like that. Yeah, yeah those, those were the two candidates. And that's kind of... It's kind of real. Yeah. But it's like, I thought last election was wonky. I was like, what the fuck? We got this bitch that Circus. seems to be clearly nuts. And this dude that doesn't have any fucking idea what he's going to do when he gets in office. Yeah. But people say he's a great businessman. And they also say he's not because he filed bankruptcy, but sometimes bankruptcy is a good business decision, so I don't know what the fuck to say. <laughs> so that's how I am on most things that people are like, so you're wishy-washy? No, I'm trying to look at it objectively. Uh, yes. So let's say yes. I'm not – there's like there's like literally like one or two topics I will not argue or discuss with anybody ever without the exception of like – like I'll talk, I've talked to three people about abortion, like actually had conversations. Mm-hmm. But that would be one where that's everybody – they get emotional with that one. So let's skip to like uh, guns. I love guns. It's my personal. I enjoy shooting them. Mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily mean I think everybody needs a gun or that guns should all be across the board legal. Or that everyone needs an AR. Or yeah, like. but I love I, – I think everybody should be allowed to as long as they're not going to do dumb shit. But I don't yep, know how exactly. we know they're not going to do dumb shit. Yeah, so let's say that? Le, mm-hmm. Like let's say I want 20 AR-15s. I think that's fine because I think I know what I'm going to do with them. But also if the government said we don't know what you're going to do with them, I get that. Yeah, so, give us another human the power to decide. <laughs> right, humans are flawed, so it's <laughs> right. Yeah, there's and no I'm perfect just, answer. And it's it, you could take any topic, and the only ones I I feel rigid, like dude, no, that's better. Is flat mm-hmm. tax is the only thing I can think of. And then you, as a person that understands the economy and taxes better, you could probably even if you're for it, you could probably argue down all day why that's stupid and why I don't make sense. And I would probably agree with half of what you said. 
And there's not a single thing I know of that can't be argued both ways. Like you could say, like, I think it would be fun to go to college and have a teacher that's like, all right, let's justify rape today. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> but it, you can you can take anything as far as you want and you can come up with maybe not why it's okay or why whatever. And I'm not, don't fucking twist this, people. I didn't say rape's okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you were a professor, though, oh, and that was... <laughs> But yeah, like if you if that was your job and you just want to have that discussion, people can't fucking do that for some reason. It's like I and I rape would be the worst one. I'm just saying if you're if you're I mean, a professor, you could if you wanted to debate somehow. it and you go, okay, so what happened to the guy that caused him to want to do that? What did yeah. other people do to him? What happened to his victim? Um what and you're gonna end up with okay, so the guy was fucked up, but that doesn't mean it's okay what he did. Let's send him to jail. That's where it always is going to end. Mm-hmm. But Let's say it's a fucking bank robbery. You go, okay, who's hurt by a bank robbery? We just talked about that. A little PTSD for the teller. Um, the bank's insured. The insurance company is the one that's hurt the most. How much money does the insurance company have? A fuckload. Did you know the insurance company had an insurance company for their insurance? I didn't know that. <laughs> so it's the other insurance company? We don't know who's above FDIC. What the fuck is that they one? They just print money at that Dude, point. Dude, yeah. I don't know. And it's like, so then who's hurt? The whole population... By way less of a margin than if we only use $1 million, not $3 trillion to print stimulus checks, which help people. And you're like, wow, Mm. we're back to that. Fuck. And you can do that with every fucking thing. And I think the hardest, obviously, would be like rape, abortion, murder, like probably not in that order. But uh, (laughs) maybe I would say like rape at the top, though. Like, honestly, I think I've never seen something decimate a fucking group of individuals more than like – just in general, you get a bunch of people that have been raped before. It's gonna affect way more than just them. It's not something oh, yeah. that they're they're not gonna be okay. Like you you're not coming back well from that. You can mm-hmm. come back in a powerful position and fucking, you know, it could lead to you doing something great because you want to fix something. But it's fucked. It's it, I would much rather you murder me. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, like if I had to be a rape victim or a murder victim, I would choose murder victim, and that's coming from a dude. Uh, so like, I would assume it's probably worse for a woman, yeah, uh, a not assume yeah. <laughs> it's, um, so I'm just saying you could take that any fucking direction with anything and you could tell me any one thing and I'll fucking, I can argue the other side with something it might not be accurate, but it makes me go, okay, I could see how a person could think that with uh-huh. pretty much everything. And then in politics, it's like, so you voting for Biden or Trump? And I'm like, dog, I'm not voting. Like, <sighs> fuck this shit. I hate that. Like. But it's like because oh, even if you agree or criticize, it's oh, yeah. so, oh so so you're on the left now. Oh, yeah. so you're on the right. And it's like no, no. no. And that's the thing. I could like I think okay. they're all full of it. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. And it's a wacky thing I that we know. have. A we lot have a of them are entertainers. They're yeah. speakers. They well, I don't know. they don't even hold all. I the almost power. called Hillary Clinton Hillary like, Duff for a second. <laughs> that was, that was that would be interesting. Well, Hillary Duff gets paid she really well have, for speeches. I have a better chance. I don't <laughs> Dude, know. actually, she might. So the. I don't know. I'm just like, okay, you want to say defend Trump? Okay, I can. Uh, he's tried to make businesses stronger. Uh, defend yeah. Biden. He believes that he's going to help black people. Uh, say something bad about Trump. He's a fucking asshole. Say something bad about Biden. He's a fucking asshole. Like, you're never going to win. And I know people that are like straight across the board with everything. And like, dude, I don't know shit about Andrew Cuomo, politically speaking, Mm -hmm. and I've heard he did all kinds of shit wrong in the beginning with this, but, like, if you just watch the way he talks, I would love him to be the president just because he makes me feel comfortable. Like, I don't know shit about him. I'm just saying just, oh, shit. He'd be like having another Obama. You're like, 
Okay. Yeah, well, there was something Obama did. Yeah. I don't care if you were a hater or not. I think or, I, I was don't for a while. <laughs> every, you know, like I don't follow all the details. Yeah, but, uh, I don't care what he did. I felt good. <laughs> I'm not getting into the political debate. but Let's do it. <laughs> but Abortion, Obama, go. I mean... <laughs> He was he was calming, you know. He could kind of uh, uh, build the bridge across, or internationally, you know, just handling those type of affairs yeah. and wouldn't blow up on Twitter or something. <laughs> Twitter right. fingers, but and that uh, that's another wacky thing. Like everybody acts like it's just fucking normal that we went from no Twitter, no Facebook, no Instagram to the president talks shit to other countries <laughs> on Twitter, yeah. dude. And then like now all the, all the, uh, political commentators, the, uh, TV show, whatever you call fucking news anchors. And the, the yeah. they're all tweeting everything. I was like, we're going to have the first war that started on <laughs> social media, but dude, like actually we, led to, bombs. it kind of feels like we are. It kind of feels like maybe, it's weird. I mean, China bounced back from the coronavirus by Whatever the fuck they did, I think it was killing a bunch of people. But uh, and and we're st- it's fucking our economy up pretty bad. If you wanted mm-hmm. to talk like a weird Cold War, send a virus out that only fucks up enough people that people are assholes if they go to work, but they're probably fine, and it kills like ten <laughs> percent of the population. But most people are going to die in the next year anyway, mm, and doesn't yeah. hurt kids. It's like we ethically designed this. I like it. <laughs> it's fucked up. Like if I was a fucking evil bastard piece of shit dictator and I want, and I'm not saying, I don't think they manufactured this as a weapon at all. I don't think that's really what happened here. No, I don't but think so. if I, if I were to, I would go, well, I can't kill any kids. I can't live with that. Mm. Uh, random 25 to 30 year old, huh? old people. Okay. Okay. Uh, how much <laughs> money do we stand to gain from America being shut down? But everybody makes it sound like, like China doesn't need us to have an economy. So that's like, I don't know if we, if they bankrupt us, can they own us? Is that kind of the theory behind uh, why like that might happen? <laughs> we'll print more money. Yeah. Bitches. I'm not following. Uh, <laughs> Cause I don't know. There's been that whole kind of China scare for, yeah. I mean, years you've been hearing that probably even when you were a kid that, Oh, China, I, they're, I they're would... just, they're growing at such a rate and, yeah. you know, to kind of be scared and they have a billion people and, I was never worried about China. I just heard that they weren't allowed to have too many babies, so they were in dumpsters. And I don't know if that's <laughs> yeah. true at all because there's a lot of like strange propaganda they, shit. They, I don't know. If like when I was a kill kid, them, but I think so. When I, I was kid, a kid, I know they limit how many kids you can have? Though, yeah, for sure. Okay, when I was a kid, all I heard about China, and I'm talking, about, I was like five, mm. and motherfuckers are just talking, and they don't know five year olds retain things, and they don't know five year olds think. Like people legitimately think until you're 18, your brain is nothing, mm. and then it just turns on. And I'm like, no. Those motherfuckers know some shit. So I was about five or six hearing people say, like, they wanted boys so all the girls would get killed. And that's why people adopted babies from China. Because it was killed or adopted. You could put it up for adoption and send it to America and somehow they would get money back. I don't know if any of that's true. Mm. Um, But I remember hearing that before I moved a lot. And I moved a lot when I was seven. So I was seven or younger for sure. And I remember going... So why boys? And then being eight or nine, you know, I'd lived here for a little while. That's how, that's my timeline with everything. I moved here when I was seven. Um, mm-hmm. And going, oh, because the last name. They just want the last name. Makes sense. Cool. Okay. And then I understood it. Not saying I like it, but I was like, they just want boys because boys carry on their legacy. <laughs> so they kill their daughters to have a boy because they can only have one or two or whatever. It seems fucking wacky that a person would actually have that in their head, though. Like, Mm -hmm. I almost don't believe that that's how it works. Um, It's just like, I mean, as a person with fucking kids, 
I don't give a shit if my last name's attached to them as long as they're fucking doing cool shit. Right. Like right. They, there's a legacy factor, but it's like I'm not gonna be around to be like, oh, it's a Patterson. It's just mm-hmm. that motherfucker invented a robot that that like makes really good scrambled eggs. That's dope. Uh, <laughs> I love scrambled eggs. <laughs> I mean, I love scrambled eggs. You know, put some cheese on it and shit. Like I hate making them. That's cool. It's, 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 it's very hard. It takes almost three minutes. Like. <laughs> It's, you know, people are buying it, son. You're doing good. Don't care if you change the last name to Sally Sue. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's just, I, I don't know. But I, mean, I would also say, like, somebody hitting their kid in the face doesn't seem feasible either. And I know that it exists in America. Like, I know mm-hmm. people, I, it wasn't funny, but I tried to make it funny. I saw a dude smack the fuck out of his kid that was already kind of stupid and the guy was kind of stupid. And I was just like, fuck, I wonder how much of the dumb thing is genetics versus abuse. And I was like joking in my head because I was high as fuck at Kobe. And then I was like, no, maybe maybe that is the thing. Maybe like, canceled out. Maybe came yeah, smart. No, <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. No. All right. We've been going for way Silver too legs. long. So let me just. Uh, okay. Would you rather be a millionaire CEO or grow weed all the time and make a good living? Good living meaning... You're comfortable financially. You can drive a car you like. Uh, you're not going to live in a mansion. It could be a Mercedes or BMW, but you're not going to have a garage full of like Maseratis. But you're just growing weed or whatever you choose. Or CEO with fucking a decent amount of stress and power and the ability to have 500 kids and they all have 500 kids and they're all rich because you're so rich. <laughs> Am I happy as the CEO? I don't that's, think that's, that's possible. Big, I really yeah. don't. I think Elon Musk isn't happy, and I think he's the closest to doing shit the way he wants I've ever uh, seen. He looks yeah, proud. Back out. I think I think Elon Musk is fulfilled and proud, but not happy. Yeah. I watched a documentary about him. He's dope. Yeah. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that dude. It's I mean, he's like up. the modern day inventor. You yeah. Know, he's like Tesla, kind of, kind of like Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> Benjamin Franklin. It like comes out with some pretty crazy inventions yeah. too. Yeah. Or his boring company. Like, yeah. When dude. he needs cash, he'll just make some random, like a flamethrower. Like, yeah. He literally did that. And yeah. It was fucking out, hilarious. But it was kind of to bring cash into funnel mm-hmm. to his, you know, SpaceX. Yeah. And, and he Tesla. explained it in a way that was funny as fuck. He said, I wanted to make $1 million. Mm-hmm. So I did. I saw, I don't know. He sold over a thousand a piece and whatever his overhead was or whatever, figured out how many he needed to sell. And then he did the Yeezy thing where he made it like, it, there's, we're not making more after this. Get one while it lasts. And they were like, I think they were a thousand bucks. It's a roofing torch and an airsoft gun <laughs> hooked together. Like it's, he literally said, uh, we took a roofing torch and we had to call it not a flamethrower so we could ship it. And then <laughs> we used the airsoft yeah. rifle assembly to put around it to make it a gun looking thing. But it's hmm. not a flamethrower. It is a thing that flo- throws flames. And the way you're like, what the fuck? And he just, it's proven a point also making a million dollars. I mean, like you couldn't just do that with a normal person's working capital, but I mean, you could fucking do it on a really small scale with a fucking business loan or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, kind of comes back to that rare thing we were talking about. Yeah. Like, people will pay more. He's so. a fucking hustler hey. too. <laughs> but <laughs> like, for, but we're talking about him like, oh, that's cool. But if a tattooer does it, I think they're a dick. <laughs> I don't know what the difference is. Well, if you're manipulating the numbers, that's where, yeah. And yet, and the other thing is you're making a product that you you say there are 1,000 or 1 million or 500,000 or however many of this product, and it is limited, versus all my tattoos are different anyway. Mm -hmm. Saying I'm booked till fucking 2030 doesn't mean shit to me. Like. I think you gotta be careful when you do things in the dark. It'll eventually come out. I mean, it may take a while. You can make a lot of money in the long run, but. (laughs) 
you know, at that point, maybe you're fulfilled financially and you're just like, you know, I want to leave my legacy on the game and, yeah. you know, that comes out or... Well, I I, uh, I wrote a list of things I've learned from tattooing, and, and some of it was highlighted by weed too. That I plan mm. on just doing a podcast by myself. I know it sounds really weird. I did one the other day. It's fun, but um, just it's a long list. But one of the things was fucking like secrets and and deception. Like they don't benefit you. They might make you a shitload of money, but mm. I think that money's gonna come with such a tax that it's not worth it like it just doesn't seem like it to me but i feel like i would need 30 minutes to elaborate on that and and like that's why i have i have a list of like 12 things and some of them are as goofy as like uh you know just be nice (laughs) like don't be an asshole yeah don't be an asshole is a great my golden rule (laughs) it's pretty good i don't care what you do just don't be an asshole (laughs) let me see what else is on here real quick uh okay do you think uploading our whole lives uh to the internet as a step towards like us becoming one with artificial intelligence like do you think we're on a pathway to i mean think about it like this my thoughts are on the internet your thoughts are on the internet uh my art is on the internet um almost everything we do we funnel through our phone we're at a point where if i want to buy something on amazon if i say it out loud my phone knows sometimes Mm. i don't say it out loud and i think my phone told me that I wanted it. Uh, I've been there. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So I I see it as one of the many steps it will take to get us to be inside the phone or the phone to be inside us or part of us to where we're at one with the phone, not literally the phone, but the internet, technology, robots, AI, something in some way. And if you say that now, people are like, oh, you're a fucking alien, dude. I love aliens, by the way. <laughs> uh, but like you're, it seems wacky now. But if you told a guy in 1920 that you could send a picture of your dick to your girlfriend (laughs) or you could sell a picture of your butthole for $50 on a thing and they would give you money that magically goes through the air and you can buy shit that will ship Mm -hmm. to your house via airplane, people are like, what the fuck is wrong with you and where did you get those shrooms? So, (laughs) like – it sounds a lot of shit. Same with like some conspiracy theories, though, that turn like some of them, they were theories that were true, but 99% of them are bullshit. And there's a mm-hmm. bunch of holes in them, and you can poke those holes real quick. But right. like there's a lot of shadowy, like unknown. So you can't prove, prove either way. That's why they can exist. Mm-hmm. To me, it feels like we're diving into our phones, diving into Twitter, Alexa, whatever, robots, fucking echoes and dots and googly things right right the google home apple whatever steve yeah. jobs he's dead <laughs> penis pump you know whatever but like you're gonna have some random ads <laughs> pop up now <laughs> i see it already i'll be on amazon or like instagram get an amazon i was like does everyone it, wish it show dick soft <laughs> my dick is not soft well right now it is <laughs> don't worry <laughs> i can get it up fool once a week once a week i take my viagra um <laughs> But yeah, do you think like do you think this is like a so real? Is it like a bad thing? No, I don't think overall, it's a bad thing. Or... I think it's uh, I think it's evolution. Uh, like, I, I I'm leaning on we're going there. I, I don't know. <laughs> people are people are afraid of technology, but some of the same things they were afraid of uh, a long time ago, like newspapers yeah. came out. Dude, I don't know reading. if you ever saw. Uh, <laughs> yeah, reading was though. a big thing. Yeah. Yeah, newspapers came out. Uh, it was the same argument as the phone. So people were, you know, back then it was all train, bus stops, yeah. things like that to get around. And uh, there's like an old picture. Everyone, every single person had their head in the newspaper. 
well, that's kind of the modern day. Oh, everyone's looking out their phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Staring at your phone. consuming. And I use it. I usually use a printer for this reason, so I'm not looking at my phone during the podcast, and the printer's no. fucked up. Now I think, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now uh, I think on an individual basis, it could be a problem. Just like you can be addicted to anything. Yeah. But so I feel like there may be a gap of people <laughs> that are successful and hungry and go out and get it, and a gap that kind of just become the consumers. Yeah. Or yeah, I think that middle class is going <laughs> to kind of split. But well, back to kind of related Musk, to like, technology, but um, maybe behavior. I guess a little I bit mean, too. Like I'm just saying, I think we're integrating with it. I, uh, I mean, I don't think I know we have to some extent, but, oh, yeah. <clears throat> but I'm looking at like, okay, when I first heard about Neuralink, and this is, it sounds oh, like I'm trying to make an episode of the Joe Rogan Experience right now because I've said mushrooms twice and I'm saying <laughs> Neuralink, but like when I heard about it on this well, podcast, deal though, dude, keep saying whatever you guys say. It's fucking. <laughs> oh yeah, his hundred million dollars. Yeah, I was like, holy Spotify. fuck. Yeah. yeah, Spotify is really killing it right now, though. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, they figured out Apple Podcast was where most people listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, we're going to open. Anchor is actually owned by Spotify. That's the, my only sponsor. That's how I make my podcast. And uh, okay. they, they distribute to all the platforms. They're not being like, no, we'll just put it on Spotify. They're like, no, we'll put it everywhere. But we're going to also pay you to fucking talk about us on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Smart move number one. Smart move number two. They started their own network. Like, have you heard of Wondery? Wondery does like weird, no. usually it's like dark crime story type shit, but some of them are just, I mean, uh, Justin Long has one called Life is Short and it's just like interviews like this, but they're way goofy and they're really like laid back, um, like uh-huh. goofier than me. <laughs> um, so they they started a network that I would say definitely is the only network I've seen to top Wondery as far as editing quality and like all the, I don't do any editing. I just fucking throw this thing on there. Um, and they just kind of like they tell stories and they'll hire a, a journalist and be like, okay, just go do your story. Run with it. Mm-hmm. Spotify is fucking killing that. And then they go, hey, who's mad at YouTube gets paid at least 80000 an episode from YouTube, has some of the fucking biggest sponsors, most listeners ever, and doesn't give a flying fuck but also has been talking about moving to Texas. Let's write him a little note real quick. Mm-hmm. Like a hundred million will buy a real nice place in Texas, bitch. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's once they get, they're doing a video thing. So once they get to where his video is exclusive to Spotify as well, it's not just his is audio it, see, starting was, January 1st. So his audio is exclusive. His audio too. will so be exclusive. Kind of a debate. Yeah. So he's this just is, licensing to them, but he's yeah. still going to do, I don't know. That's YouTube what I was told. Whatever. So maybe his audio will be exclusive there and then they will release it to other platforms later if you want to hear it first. I don't know. Uh But the way I understood it was his audio will be exclusive to Spotify starting January 1st. But starting in the next couple of months, I want to say like around August, uh, his whole bank of – and you can't – like you can't fucking go on Apple Podcasts and find the first, second, third, 50th, all that. Like your phone won't let you. It's just too many things. It's like 1,400 episodes. I mean – I say you can't. He started before it was a thing. Yeah, he started yeah. before podcasting was uh, mm-hmm. probably before Apple Podcast existed. I think. Mm-hmm. I think it was like, uh, and he did an interview not too long ago with a guy that was like the real OG, um, who was fun to listen to too. I can't remember his name, mm-hmm. but the point is they they found a way, I believe, to make it where his video they will reimburse him however the fuck YouTube was. I'm guessing they just said, hey, what YouTube does, we'll mm-hmm. match it, but we promise we won't demonetize it for anything that is not illegal for you to do. 
So as long as you don't kill somebody on the show or tell somebody to fucking jump off a building or do something fucking heinous, right. like they'll probably have it all written out. But I'm under the impression that they're not going to demonetize his videos. Like every time he says, man, YouTube's kind of a piece of shit. They're like, bing. Uh, somebody says something that's not woke. Bing. <laughs> like, right. so they, they have an agreement with every user that hits a certain amount and they kind of have to pay them, but they can choose whatever they want to demonetize. I'm pretty sure Spotify said, dude, say whatever the fuck you want. It doesn't come yeah, back on us. There should be no censor- right. censorship. I mean, and especially that's, with that's how, how he does it. it. It's like they're censoring yeah. things like, you know, him saying shit about uh, fucking Twitter and and people like he'll say something about demonetization that gets him demonetized. <laughs> like it's fucking crazy. Um, so I think what they did is they were like, we're going to start a video platform. And maybe from listening to the Joe Rogan experience, I, like legitimately that could be where the idea came from because he's like, what can compete with YouTube? He says shit like that all the time. And people are like, uh-huh. huh, what can? Well, we have Spotify. We're pretty rich. Uh, we could partner up with some people, get some things rolling, maybe put <laughs> videos on it. So if you can only watch it on Spotify, you can only hear it on Spotify. I think that's their plan. I don't know how ironclad it could be, but if that is their plan, I kind of have to go all Spotify at that point. I mean – Judging by the numbers that, that they're paying them, I hope they have kind of uh, well. Either way, he wins. Rights. Yeah, I mean, either way, he wins. Yeah, yeah. and and the way he's he a lot of money. He said a lot of things about like you know I would never let anybody come in and produce it, control it, whatever. In any way, like it, I need to have that freedom. Mm-hmm. And then the last couple months, you hear shit where it's like it started sounding like he was going down the like the weird uh let's side with the government and let's all stay inside and he's like man fuck the government man i want to go to comic club and you're like oh shit he's me he's you he's just fucking losing uh-huh. his shit too like because the whole thing yeah, was he, he most cannot of us veer away from that i mean no <laughs> that's what started his fan yeah. base the lack of censorship yeah it's just, it's just real yeah but so many of us have the same shit that's fucking hilarious like anytime somebody wants to know why i like something i like it's probably because i can relate to it in some way It's probably why you like shit you like and anybody else does. Mm -hmm. And it's that was like one of the first things I've seen where it's like, okay, I disagree with half of what he says, but I get why he says it. And he seems to be honest. And then he goes, fuck, I was high as shit and I said something that didn't make any fucking sense. (laughs) And, you know, it's on the Internet forever now. Fuck it. And and that's there's something cool about that. I like it. But if if I were Spotify, I mean, I would be doing exactly what they're doing, but I'm not smart enough to have thought of that. Like. They're like, all right, we're going to give him all the money. We're going to get this dude locked in and like name a podcast that that you think can compete with it. Like there's a bunch that might get more listens sometimes. I don't know. His yeah. his numbers are are ridiculous. And also when Spotify has video, I, I don't think they have video yet. Um, if they have it in a way where you can directly share it to Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and whatever, it's going to go viral anytime there's like a little clip just like the YouTube thing. And mm-hmm. the other thing was – they, they had to do a thing where they they were videoing it from the beginning, but it was like a webcam first. They had to do a thing where they were videoing it and they started uh, publishing the episode like after it was all done just so that they had time to cut up those videos and post them themselves because people were like mm. recording as it goes and then posting videos of stuff he made, making a bunch of money off of it. Internet's fast. It's crazy. Yeah. And also like that's not a bad business plan. It's not really yeah. fair, but I get like – that's some hustling. But uh-huh. um, we've been going, I would say, too long by normal standards. Um, <laughs> I want to stay and talk forever. <laughs> like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to look and see. But, yeah, um, I think we should probably wrap this one up and make a make a part Let's two one day. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. But 
But yeah, thanks. I appreciate your time. Thanks I, for having this me. is like one of my favorites so far. I so like, never yeah. thought I'd be on a podcast. But... I didn't either, and now I make one yeah. apparently. Yeah. So. All right, uh, in, in case you're still listening, people in the world, uh, please go on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever, and if you don't hate it, like if you're still listening, you probably don't hate it, uh, make a five-star review if you could. If you make it four or three or you say you fucking hate it, that's fine, but that's not why I'm asking you. Um, and if you don't want to do that, just tell one friend about it. I, I'm enjoying making a podcast, so I want to have a reason to do it, and uh, I probably won't do it for 100 years if it doesn't start becoming a thing where it seems worthwhile. Right now, I'm just having fun, though. Uh, thanks for listening. And you got anything to add? Keep clicking. Keep clicking, bitches.